Oh, snap, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 54 of the Living Split Screen Morning Show. I am one and a half of your hosts, Steel Rain, and for today, for our live viewers, I have some vampire, the masquerade, blood hunt, well, however you want to call the game. I know if you look up blood hunt, the game will pop up for you. In the background for you all, again, as I always do week to week, for those who join us live, um, I bring you live gameplay from myself just to give you representation for um, just gaming, man. I try to keep it what's going to what's going on currently. Uh, sometimes I do like to dip back and go into the Bat catalog. Um, as you guys will see some Batman gameplay at some point, because again, I am still working my way through that. But... If you guys haven't checked it out on uh, audio platforms, also I want to show much love to you guys. Uh, again, there's been a lot of seemingly traction heading that way. Uh, definitely want to get a lot more. We need to start putting that out there more, I think, Pong, uh, just to get some ratings and reviews on it. Uh, I think yeah. that's going to help it out uh, a lot. So definitely look out for that. Um, and other than that, man, uh, if you guys missed it, whether you're audio or live, PM the PM was an amazing show this week. Uh, Pong and Mav welcomed myself and Randall Thor 19 on, and we had a, an amazing three-hour show. Again, it's just something about when passionate people get together, um, not, they got the energy, they got the sashay, the, you know, and just good conversation, man, that you just can't beat. You know, the time flies, kind of like what we do here, Um, at least from, I know that's how me and Pong feel, I know others have said <laughs> the same, where it's just that that time just kind of completely escapes you, and I think that's the beautiful part of it. Again, there's a lot of beautiful things that are part of our show and what we do here. Uh, again, not uh, being a non-console-centric platform, talking about any, everything in the industry, taking ourselves out of the world, taking an RTS view and look at the darker crevices of the map, pulling our resources together and discussing what is happening, man. Um, and again, uh, we also put our put some personal levels in there, right? Um, we talk about some things that happen behind the scene. Uh, yeah, I know. I gave you a shout out, Jesse Darby. I appreciate you. And Lord Roughness is here. I got. Yeah, I saw him jump in, so I got to give him the shout out. Um, but gotta pass it off to my brother from another, the uncanny gentleman himself, the uh, illustrious man, none other <laughs> than Paul. So, what's going on, my man? Look, Steel. This has been a great week. Uh Another long one again, but man, the news is heating up. It is that time of the year. Yeah, we've been talking about this drought. You and I, of course, always could talk, but we, we've been talking about this drought each week for about the past probably three weeks that there hasn't been a whole lot going on. Right. Man, this week, wee, it was like every day the DMs are filling up, especially the second half of this week was absolutely insane. But Man, it's been it's been uh, an awesome week. Um, again, I went back to old school grazing again on my RTSs last week, um, and uh, this week was kind of a mixed bag for me. Um, kind of kind of did a mixture of new and old because I jumped back into Weird West, okay. uh, which I've been meaning to jump back into. I had played like the first hour or whatever, kind of opening part. Of the game it. was pretty fun, brother. 
I'm telling you, those devs, uh, again, X Arcane devs that did Weird West, uh, you can tell. This mm-hmm. game has got so many different layers to it. Um, just when you think you kind of figured it out a little bit, it adds something else to it where you're like, right. oh, okay, all right, now I got to figure this out. You got skills. Okay. Um, you got these amulets that give you different uh, different abilities. I heard about that. Um, Bro, it is fun as hell. The story is awesome. There is stuff to discover everywhere. It's a lot like a, almost like a Bethesda game of, you know, going through the, you know, different places and picking up different things and, and find, you know, you could steal, uh, you can lock pick, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's automatic. It's not like first. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. 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 But, but there's just a lot to see a lot to do in weird West. I am enjoying the hell out of that game. Um, and then uh, jumped into Chernobyl Light, which I was uh, okay. waiting on for that new uh, patch to come. See that jo- they, mm. They've got an hour demo. So anybody who's mm. interested in that post-apocalyptic uh, Chernobyl setting, um, go check out Chernobyl Light. <sighs> Conflicted on it. Conflicted okay. on it. There's some There's some good stuff. Again, it, it's not a triple A studio. This is a small studio. This is an indie studio that the Chernobyl lights. So you got to go into it that way, but they're shooting for that Metro Exodus kind of feel. And some parts of it really do hit very, very well. And then there's other parts where you notice that, that, that indie developer part of it, but they're going for a, yeah. a bigger experience, right? It's a big world. It's first person, right? They're right. going for detail. So some of it looks really amazing. And then there's other parts that you're like, ah, okay, this is an indie game. So yeah. kind of conflicted on it, but everybody should go try it out again. Our demo, uh, the series patch is up. Uh, right. PlayStation five patch is available as well. So you're getting the best of the best. Now it was, I heard, uh, some stuff from some people like Jasper and stuff who told me that it wasn't running well originally, but now definitely running pretty well for me. So I did that. And then uh, shout out to Mr. Maddie plays uh, who had posted some of his swag that he got from PAX uh, the other weekend. And he had, he had gotten a stack of older games, PS three, Xbox yeah. 360 games. And one of those games in there was Kingdom Under Fire Circle of Doom mm. and Kingdom Under Fire. Listen, listen, used to be a huge uh, from Blue Side. They're a Korean developer. Steel, one of our favorite uh, locales, the up and coming. Yeah. But Blue Side's been out there for a very long time. And Kingdom Under Fire back in the day was a, uh, I'm not going to say gigantic, but it was a very popular pc rts right and then they tried to break in during the 360 era they actually released one of the original kingdoms under fire onto the original xbox and then when they got to the 360 era they tried something new they went to an action rpg style game uh again 360 era this is why i love that era developers trying new things we got so many cool oddball weird fun things that came through during the 360 era. So they switched over to this action RPG setting uh, with Circle of Doom. Um, And it flew under the radar, didn't get the best reviews back then. Uh, There there was so much competition during the 360 days. It was hard for games to break through, obviously. Um, And and, uh, reviewers didn't like it. So a lot of people didn't play Kingdom Under Fire Circle of Doom. Let me tell you something. Go back to it. I I wound up going online after I saw Mr. Matty plays. That's why I gave him a shout out. Mm -hmm. Uh, online found a disc version for eight bucks 
Uh, things almost brand new. It had, I posted a picture on Twitter, actually came with the unused 48 hour Xbox Live trial. Oh, wow. Which is, That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, unused, bro. Uh, crazy. Uh, bringing back all the memories. Uh, so I picked that up, popped it in the 360 because it's not backwards compatible. Okay. So I popped it in my 360. And man, let me tell you something. Of course, I've got, you know, I've got the 4K OLED. So it upreses, right? Um, to a certain degree. You know what? I've played some ugly 360 games, and this one is not the prettiest. Okay. But let me tell you, some of the character models and stuff, some of the tricks that they used back during the 360 era, yeah, those low-powered um, machines. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I, I'm telling you, some of the character models ain't bad looking. I was like, all right, this is okay. But, man, they did a great job as far as action RPG. They actually, um, I'll, I'll throw out another blast from the past that a lot of people may not remember or you should remember it because it was big on the 360 because we were starting to get those Eastern style games and everybody was really excited. But um, these guys also helped with 99 nights from 360. Oh, damn. You could, yeah. yeah. And they helped with the development in that. And you can tell combat wise, because the combat as you, as your character go ups and levels, right. Mm-hmm. You, you get to, you get to uh, actually move, you know how it goes by point by point by point for um, health, uh, stamina, and then luck or magic. I should say they right. count it as magic, but it's more more stamina than anything else. So you can put those points in, right? right? And each each level has a different value to it to go up another point. So, but as you scale up your magic points or your your stamina is more what it is because as you as you battle, as you're pulling off moves, it uses up that bar too, even okay. if you're not casting spells. So, but as you move that up, like they didn't have skill trees, like we have skill trees now in a lot of games. Right. But as you build up your magic power, you get more move sets automatically as you're hacking and slashing. So all of a sudden your character's doing, your character's doing more combos, your character's doing kicks all of a sudden in the middle of, of their combos. And it's almost like a Mushu fighter because they send, they send big groups of characters at you blended in with that action rpg style so bro it, it's really good i'd love to see blue sides last game was the mmo for king of the fighters steel you might have seen Damn. that at some point on nah, pc it ran for a few years like 2000 i think they uh launched it in 2017 18 something yeah, like I that touched it mm. Yeah, and then that. they canceled it. They canceled it in 20, I think, uh, or 19, uh, one of the two. I think it was 16 through 19 as it ran, and they canceled it. Now, they haven't done anything since. I would love them to come back to this action RPG-style kingdom under fire. Um, I, I think they could work with it nowadays and really do something cool mm-hmm. uh, because it is a great setting, uh, and it's got a big story. The world is fleshed out. There's a lot of lore behind kingdoms under fire. So, look. Just a great game. Like I said, I'm going back old school grazing again. Of course, been getting a little bit of NBA 2K22 in there as well. But uh, yeah, that's been my week, brother. Uh, you know, people show up in this chat and never know what they're going to get out of me. I'm bringing back the nostalgia with these double A games, man. <laughs> no, you, you, definitely, you definitely are. Yeah, that's 100% so, effect. so just having a really good time, man. Golden Age is here and I'm just enjoying the hell out of it. Like I said, I'm just on this really great streak of just sitting down and smiling while I'm gaming the entire time. And it looks like that's not going to end anytime soon right now. So Steel, you said you were playing NBA 2K22. Look, I saw you online mm-hmm. and I think I saw Modern Warfare next to your name. 
That is true. Some, did you pop in some modern warfare this week, Steve? I was playing. I was playing Warzone. Oh, um, you're playing Warzone. Okay. Yes. Um. Luckily on I, PC, I don't have to download the rest of the game, so just play Warzone. Uh, although it's still like a 90 gig download, but <laughs> it's still fucking huge as fuck. But I got more room, but I, I got on PC than I do on my Xbox. My my Series X is full, man. Um. I, yeah, I can't put anything else on there currently, especially with 2K being damn near uh, being <laughs> 100 know, gigs. It's yeah. fucking ridiculous. But I mean, it's 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 a big game. But it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah Nick's uh, Nick. Speaking of, I was going to mention that while Steve yes, was talking about it NBA 2K. It is next gen. That's did, the yeah. other great thing, finally, because uh, that's the reason I play. I'm playing it. Yeah, when uh, 2K launched uh, 21 into it Game did, Pass. No, it was the old gen version, but they got both versions for everybody this year around. So that's the good part about that. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so, yeah, and that's the main reason why I ended up jumping in. But, um, yeah, I, I jumped back into some Warzone last night because I was just on a whim playing playing with my brother. We were playing some Fortnite again. Um, okay. Fucking around, I caught, us a, I caught a dub playing solo, and then oh. we almost caught a dub. And mind you, I don't play Fortnite like that. But but that new right. building mode was kind of, kind of fun, man. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, we were running, and we were just like, hey, man, we ain't played Warzone in a while. Let's jump in there. The one thing that I don't like right now is that they're using old-school guns. Um, again, I guess, because, I guess because of Vanguard and whatever else the case may be, and that's, like, very prominent. Of, of course, you still can, when you get your loadout drops, you can still use your own guns or whatever the case, but, like, the yeah. pickups are older guns, and I, it kind of makes it just unfun for me personally because I don't like the way sure. they shoot. Um, sure. But... It was still it was still a good time. We were doing we were doing pretty well. Uh, we got into the, like the top ten first couple games and top three, and um, we couldn't get a dub out. But it, it was all right. They come back in the war zone. Um, I didn't feel like the cheating was that prominent again. Um, even for me being on PC with the crossplay and everything, it did feel a little bit better. The game definitely plays a lot better than it did originally. Um, that was the one of the other reasons I put it down because I was getting a lot of heavy artifacting in the beginning. Um. The D-Sync was super off in some sessions. Uh, there was just a lot of issues that I was having on the PC side of things. Yeah. And I wasn't about to, I didn't want to play Warzone on the Xbox at the time. Um, so I dropped it and then jumping back into it. It's not, it's not too bad. Uh, I still would rather play Halo at this point. And yeah. I don't know if it's enough to me. I don't know. I'm considering playing the campaign and story mode, but it's just like, I don't, I just don't know timing wise if that's, if I'm gonna have the time to get into it, but other than that, yeah, it's been Blood Hunt. Once that released, um, I've been on that ever hey, since. Make me jealous, brother. You know that. Uh, up and down. It's been a really good time. Again, this game gets me really excited for vampire games overall. Yeah. That's the one thing. I'm not saying that this game is reinventing the wheel or it's doing things that are different. It's like PUBG, but you're a vampire, essentially. Um, now. The cityscape makes it a lot more dynamic. The one thing that I will say that I thought was going to be a little bit different was that the NPCs and the humans that are running around the world aren't yeah. smart. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of a turndown for me because I thought I was going to add this extra element to where you had to be careful sneaking around. Um, right. if they Because they do have a mechanic where if another human sees you feeding on somebody, um, it makes you visible on the map. Though... Okay you can walk in front of people and they don't say anything. Ah, okay. Right. right? Um, or if you're a far enough distance and you do it, it nothing happens, right? Or yeah, people yeah, just yeah. let you run up on them. 
Like, right. which I wasn't expecting for the NPCs to be like that. So I thought it was going to be a little bit more intuitive. It does yeah. make sense. It's a little bit of that jank there. Um, also, the movement and everything, I think that's really dope. There are some things that I'm finding, of course, if you play a certain class, they have certain advantages and everything else. But um, I guess it just I guess it just depends on your play style. It is one of those third-person shooters um, as a Battle Royale 40 man where... I thought I was gonna be kind of weary of it because it's like, oh, well, there's not enough people. It's only forty people, um, but even with forty people, it feels, it feels, it feels really good. The city's tight, um, because it has these multi-level kind of design to it. Um, yeah. some structures you can go in, others you can, of course, you can climb, you can jump, you can. It's just so much versatility to it, especially with because the other thing the humans do is that they give you, um like special effects for your abilities. So oh, okay. you can get more, um, you can heal quicker. Um, or like one of the characters is a brute class. He has this like force push ability um, yeah. that uh, your skills can come back quicker if you uh, consume these different types of humans or whatever the case might be. So there is that element of it. I like I like what they're going with. Um, for this to be the foundation of the game, I think yeah. it's really fun. Um, it, I, do, I do feel like it's a disadvantage to them that the game isn't multi-platform on everything. Yeah. But um, I feel like in the long run, because I do see I re- this I read going everywhere. I read 18 months on that. So 18 f- months is what I heard. And so. I feel like by... By that time, this game is right. going to be in a in a really good place. So, and it might hit better, right? So, hey. no, one hundred percent. I think it yeah. will. For us that are kind of beta testing it, kind of. Um, I mean, yes, the game is fully released, but I think down the road, this is definitely going to be one of those. Again, when you have a battle royale, you got a live service game. The game's going to be better over time, right? And yeah. uh, for it to be a smaller studio, whatever the case, I think it's a good time. If you guys got a PlayStation, if you got a PC, check it out. Jump into it. Blood Hunt. Um, I've been having a good time with it. Other, other than that, uh, yeah, I've been in and out of some Halo and then, yeah, 2K. And that's been pretty much it so far, man. So, um, hey, look, wait, I forgot. Yeah. I did forget something. I did forget something. I don't know how I forgot it because I had in the up? back of my head. First of all, hey, shout out to Lord Roughness, who's stu. Rocking out Elden Ring, 180 hours, sir. Uh, good on you. I'm gonna have to jump back into that and have Steel carry me around at some point again. Uh, <laughs> but because I do, I do want to keep going through that game. Uh, again, me as the grazer, though, it, it just happens, right? I, I, right. I really went hard on Elden Ring uh, right out the gates and put a lot of time into it. Uh, you know, leveling up and and doing grinding out and all that kind of stuff and then i kind of drifted away from it again but i'm gonna get back to it but shout out to you lord roughness but i did forget steel i did forget steel and i don't know how i forgot because game of the year bug snacks did drop into game pass i did download it folks i did pop it in and try it out (laughs) look fred i I'm, i'm not that guy that goes back through twitter and looks for the people that cap on stuff. Okay. I, I'm not that guy, right? But anybody out there, when Bug Snacks was announced, anybody who posted that as some great victory for for PS5, okay. It was a next look, you, you better be deleting those tweets because again, I'm not that guy that does that, but there's plenty in this community that do for the console war stuff. Bro, you better not have anything Bug Snacks posted from back when they announced it, okay? Look, this is not in any way, shape, or form a current gen type game representative of anything. It okay. Has to be. I know. 
Here's what I will say, though. Any of you out there listening, um, if you have kids and if or if you enjoy, because I even enjoy some of the the family oriented stuff, right? There are some games out there. Enjoy if you are into that and or if you have kids that do enjoy it, download it off a game pass. Okay, this game, what I will say for it is it does have and it's it makes sense why it popped into my head, but it does have some Viva Pinata charm to it. Okay. It really does. And hmm. Viva Pinata, I love back in the day. I wish and I hope that with this Activision Blizzard deal that Microsoft, if they get some more studios here um, and they have some people like Toys for Bobs, uh, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, have their favorite family game from the 360 era. They want to come back. Right. Um, I want Viva Pinata to come back because I think it is an underutilized franchise. I think I Xbox it, so. had something really special there. Right. Honestly, I really do. And they kind of threw it away. So, um, but with this game, there is some of that charm to it. And I will, I will say like the writing and stuff for being a family friendly game for being more of a kid's game for sure, 100%, is really well done. And there is some really cool stuff to it. Um, Weird, but again, kids like weird things. I go back and watch our old cartoons, man. We like weird things. It's all questionable, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It is. is. Uh, But no, really, honestly, uh, do do download Grub Snacks. God, Grub Snacks. Do you see what I just did? Jeff Grub, my God, Uh, Bug Snacks. Do, Do download it, though, because it is worth it. Uh, for that type of game it is it is very well done it is very well polished um so yeah definitely go check out uh, bug snacks for sure yeah so. uh, okay well i mean that's an interesting uh shout out to bug snacks <laughs> but um yeah. but yeah. yeah i mean if anything between what you've played and what i've played if they're to say that there's nothing to play um, i think would be definitely disingenuous again um i know people are looking for that triple a experience and uh you only play the newest game that's out well ladies and gentlemen that's not everybody and everybody doesn't enjoy games that way and um if it is hey shout out to you you guys have a good time that's right um, but with that being said, I mean, I do think we have some interesting things to get into as far as the upcoming games. May does look a bit light in comparison. Yeah. Um, there's also it's another just... vampire game that's supposed to be coming out that month in, a, in the line with Masquerade. Um, I know that uh, Fifth Horseman was saying in the chat that um, Bloodline was made to salvage assets and recoup losses for Masquerade 2. So they mm-hmm. had to pri- uh, prioritize, pri- pri- I can't talk today, prioritize, excuse me. Um, goodness gracious, I got, it's kicking in, ladies and gentlemen, it's kicking in. Lord. Um, but, yeah, um, and I, I can see something like that from what I did. I did a little bit of research on the Masquerade games and everything, and they don't, they haven't looked the greatest over time, but... Oh. Um, with this one, I definitely think they're stepping in the right direction. Again, they have a good formula here. Um, they just need to buckle it down, work on it. Again, you got a good foundation, and that's what it's essentially about, especially as a when you're a newer game trying to come out here. And they've and got lore, attention. brother. They've got lore I've because heard, the Masquerade yeah. games really – they've got a fan base. Those, those are narrative-heavy driven games, right? Okay. The original – that's how it started. They've got a lot of lore built into it. They can go a lot of different directions. They can, with, and that's how they set this. Franchise. That's how they yeah. set this um, this battle royale up as too, um, yeah. with some story elements, kind of like what you would see in like a Fortnite. Um, yeah. I know people try to downplay it, but Fortnite has some story elements, man, that they've thrown in there. Um, at least from like season to season, I can see them doing something similar in this too. Um, 
I mean, again, there's customization in here. It, it is very lacking right now. I do think the official season started today or yesterday. I hadn't played. Uh, again, I was going to play last night to get some like another 45 minutes of gameplay in for today, but I got lost in the 2K sauce. Um, you know, ended up being pretty up pretty late with that but um but yeah let's get into these upcoming games man um and then we'll get into the rest of the show from there what you thinking absolutely let's do it brother i'm ready to rock and roll here so hey. again small week um not a whole lot on game informer uh dot com uh 2022 for may to start out but we do have some uh indie gems coming out this week uh for sure and that's the cool part about this again if you looked at the up and coming game pass games uh in the game pass app on your xbox you will notice a lot of cool smaller titles coming in the next couple weeks and that for sure is a fact let me tell you right now so uh and this week starts it off really good again may my birthday month, I can't believe we're already here, man. Uh, it is crazy that this is May, Steel. It feels like we were just talking about the beginning of the new year, brother. Uh, insane. So this week, uh, starting May the 2nd, uh, we are going first. Sifu is getting its Vengeance Edition for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 on May the 2nd. So if you haven't picked up Sifu yet and you want all the good stuff along with it, you got to pick up the vengeance edition. That's what you got to go with right there. So uh, that is coming out this week. I don't think we really need to say much more than that. Everybody knows what Sifu is. Nah, and play how yeah, well play it's the done. game. Play it, yeah, play, you, play it you if you can. It. 100%. Yeah, you saw, if you've been watching us, you saw Steel playing with Master Chief. Yeah. <laughs> I was having there are action. some great mods on the PC side of things. So yeah, 100%. Go check that out. Uh, Dungeon Defenders Awaken. Uh, this is coming out for PlayStation 4. Dungeon Defenders, I've played it. Uh, it's actually a fun game. I can't... It, it's 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 crazy to me, Stu, whenever I see games like this that have been around for a long time. Dungeon yeah. Defenders it's been has around been around for a while. While for, yeah. it, it, it's been around for a while, but they, you, you say to yourself, how do these how do these survive? You know what? There's a lot of people who play these games that then they, are, they get about lost them, right? in them, man. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So Dungeon Defenders Awaken comes out, uh, PlayStation 4 this week. Um, Loot River. Loot River is a very interesting, unique title okay. that should probably be downloaded if you're looking for something dark, old, but it's got the old school, the bit look to it okay so just do be aware of that some people okay. hate that style but man some of the mechanics they put i played this uh in the demo when they released it for the uh id at xbox uh this past a uh, couple months ago um when they had the whole demos uh loot river was one of them this is a very deep uh rpg um action rpg you gotta go try it um they've got these unique mechanics where you're basically on water, right? You're on water right. the whole time and you've got these blocks, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the blocks are set up like, um, I don't know, like pieces of a bridge or a street. Well, you can move those blocks to get to different areas, Tetris style. Okay. Okay. So there's a puzzling aspect to this as well. And you get to a block and there's enemies there and you got to defeat the enemies, but then you've got, you know, you got skills, um all the rpg elements that you come to expect there you got to quit you get new equipment all that kind of stuff it's all there loot river is a very cool game coming from straka studio i hope i'm pronouncing it straka or straka studio uh that comes out may 
3rd. So please go check that out. It is it is it is unique. It is different and it's something very cool. Um it definitely got a lot of people's attentions at at, at the idea Xbox okay. show and then the demo. So uh that is definitely one to watch. Um and then uh Overcooked again oh, one of those yeah, I know you excited for this one. <laughs> no. Oh no. Bro, okay. I tried Overcooked. It's it I understand why people like it, obviously, especially as a, a co-op game, because yeah. I can imagine like, man, sit down with your significant other or buddy or whatever the case may be. Man, there'd be some arguments as you're trying to get food prepped and served, yeah. but overcooked all you can eat. That's right. That is finally coming to Stadia. <laughs> May 5th. So all you Stadia people out there, overcooked all you can eat. Show it up May 5th. Hey, um, good co-op then- action. Right. And then the last one, but certainly not the least, the one that a lot of us have been looking forward to for quite a long time since it was first shown last year. Devolver Digital uh, is the publisher. The developer is Leonard Menciari and Flying Wild Hog. Um, Trek to Yomi. Uh, this is good, man. Yeah, bro. This is going to be the game. Uh, this is something special right here. I think personally, this is going to probably by everything I'm seeing again, haven't played it yet by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but Trek to Yomi is probably going to be in that talk for indie game of the year for sure. And it might be one of those indie games that they always sneak into game of the year, uh, talking points this again, if you like the old black and white samurai style, uh, side scrolling, but then kind of has that 3D effect at certain times as well. Go, please. If you have not watched anything on Trek to Yomi, please go check it out. This looks special. Um, and again, this is why it's the Golden Age game. These indie developers are coming out with some of the most fantastic storytelling, um, even if they aren't the biggest games in the world. So, Trek to Yomi is on my list this week 100%. So, um looking forward to it that comes out uh the end of the week may 5th so nice yeah that's, that's fire man hey that's all we got for coming out that week damn yep no it's, it's, the, beginning of the, it's the beginning of the month so i mean may doesn't have a whole lot coming in anyway i mean i know there is some stuff coming down the road like sniper elite and evil dead yeah. that people are excited excited for and we're definitely going to talk about those evil dead is going to be one of those next weekend it's starting out with indie games mostly this yeah. this week so next week's got one kind of big one in it i think uh and then the, otherwise yeah it's indie stuff for sure up front so yeah 100 and then going into june there's some things and again there's no telling what can come out between now may and june it's going to become a really interesting time um because june 12th a lot of things could drop that day you you, you don't know um we can have some shadow drops we can have some special announcements and go especially going into july um my birthday month so it's just there's a lot of exciting things happening um but that is your upcoming games of the week so hopefully you guys enjoyed that man Paul, it's been it's been an exciting week, man. Uh, a lot of people have went a couple of different ways. Um, one, <laughs> again, two hour trials are okay, so that's definitely going to be something to talk about because <laughs> hey, you got to make sure the devs are getting paid, and um, Game Pass oh. isn't paying the devs. Um, according to there was a recent interview that was done, um, apparently um, on Brap shot to them where. The dev said that things aren't as they may seem to some people. Um, again, people are going to have different deals. 
Uh, you guys can listen to that interview if you'd like um, to each their own, but it opens up a lot of different, different interesting conversations and some things that we might have learned from the community. So I do definitely want to pass that off to you. What were you going to say, Paul? What you got? Oh, I was going to say shout out to Dreadpool for uh, increasing our listening audience with his Ooh. loudspeakers. He says his neighbors are unaccounted listening audience volunteered nice. by my loudspeakers. <laughs> nice. Hey, that's perfect. Appreciate Dread. Hey. Shout out to Dreadpool's neighbors. If you're listening right now, check us out. Living split screen, YouTube split screens, all one word. We are here every Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern, nine o'clock central Ooh. time, 3 p.m. UK time. <laughs> Go follow us on Twitter. Yes. I steal rain. Look, Pong soul. Go follow us. Go check us out. <laughs> Not dreadful. Hey, big facts. Hit that like button while you're at it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're here, <laughs> um, you know, if you're, if you're on the audio platforms, Hey, give us a review. Tell us what you, what you like or what you hate. Um, but, <laughs> I appreciate you, Dreadpool. Uh, much love to you, man. Um, but yeah, I wanna I wanna pass it yeah. off to you, Paul. Um, is there yeah. anything special that you've learned from the community? I mean, I know this has kind of been a thing that we've brought in on a week to week basis. You've been kind of consistent on it. Was there yeah. anything special this week? Or... Oh, well, well, you just you. I mean, again, there's a lot of ways to go this week, right? But you just hinted on the one that I was gonna go with. Steel. Okay. So, so what I learned this week, um. Let me start with the part that we already knew, but uh, the part we already kind of got taught by the community and all these these amazing professional, um, you know, professional you. tutors out here, oh, okay. right? tutors. professional gotcha. tutors that that teach us these things. So um, I'll start there. Uh, we already knew this, but this kind of leads right into it. Is that um, um, day and date games bad? Okay. Uh, newer third-party titles, yeah. bad. Okay. Uh, in a in a subscription service, right? Okay, Xbox gotcha. Ultimate. Uh, so day and date, bad. Newer third-party titles, bad. Uh, right. Older third-party titles, bad. Um, you know, uh, PC uh, Game Pass included with Ultimate, bad. Okay. Cloud gaming, bad. Oh damn! Oh damn. yeah! Oh, I didn't um, know that one. Bad. Um. Uh, what else here? Yeah, um, all that stuff bad for subscription service, right? Bad, awful value. Um, but eighteen dollars subscription service, uh, two hour trials, not demos, folks. Trials, mm -hmm. trials. Get it right, trials. Two hour trials, insane value steal, insane value, like instant win. So fifteen dollars Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. 400 plus titles, day and date, PC gaming, Game Pass downloadable. included, uh, downloadable, uh, all that stuff, that bad. But $18, two-hour trials, old game streaming, good, insane value. In Quote, insane value steal. That's oh, what I that's learned. That's a quote. That's a quote. Oh, that, that's, that's a hard quote. quote. I kind of like that you, quote. Insane but, but, value. But, 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 but funny, <laughs> you can't go find that quote anymore. Oh, oh. Because that amazing, uh, that amazing person uh, has uh, deleted uh, their Twitter account. And hey man, when um, you don't have an edit button, you gotta, you gotta do something different. Yeah, right? yeah. So, but no, this is this has been funny this week's deal. This has been again. If you ever, it's it, it it's crazy 
it, it's crazy to me. I'll, I'll jump into another one too, Stu, here a little okay. bit too, because it's crazy to, say, to me. So I hit you, I hit you up in the DM. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of them this week, but I hit you up in the DMs and said how it's insane that I came from a totally different realm of Twitter as well. But the, right. but the same, same tactics, the same tactics that are used elsewhere in society, whether right. no matter what you talk about, whether it be politics, sports, whatever the case may be, it is here in gaming, right? And it, yeah. it's amazing to see how we all of a sudden the hypocrisy they don't care they have all this stuff on their twitter feed about xbox game pass being bad bad for the industry oh, bad yeah. for this Devs and then playstation paid. shows up they do ha- again playstation plus is is a beta form okay this is not the final form and no. i've been saying that steel and i've been saying again we're level-headed here right but then all of a sudden they show up with two hour trials and all of a sudden it's insane value and a must buy service. Right. And then on top of that, they also go with the stacking PlayStation. And we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more in detail, but all of a sudden all that time where Xbox was transparent with game pass and was allowing you to stack three years of Xbox live. And they were switching it all over for $1. You're exploiting. So people had three years. Yeah, brother. Exploit. Guess, guess what? Sony nixes that ability on their side, so their mm. customers, their customers aren't allowed to stack, even though that is something they allowed all these years. Because of course they want your money up front. They want you locked into PS Now. They want you locked into PS Plus. They wanted okay. you to put forward all that money, but the minute they shut off that stacking, and all of a sudden people are calling it out. Yeah. what it is yeah. which is penny pinching anti-consumer whatever you want to label it as it's not for the consumers it's for sony okay it's not for their fans it's for the corporation yeah but the I minute mean, they do, is, yeah. the minute they do that steal all of a sudden the narrative somebody with influence in that side of the community right all of a sudden comes up with some hot words steal it's an exploit and all of a sudden the entire community starts running with it on that side oh well that 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 that's an exploit so they just shut down the exploit you you shouldn't be able to do that anyways so no it's it's not anti-consumer someone's just doing what they should have done all along yeah so that's man man get get some help take a look in the mirror and understand how hypocritical you are actually being, be an adult. And, you know, again, just admit what you're doing here. Okay. But this is why Sony takes advantage of you and you all love it. That's fine. Again, Nintendo's fan base is very similar to this. That's fine. But when you're out here and you're actually saying it out loud that you enjoy a corporation like Sony taking advantage of you, Look, you're gonna look you're gonna look kind of funny, okay? You walk around telling everybody else not to cap for corporations, not to get down on your knees for Xbox, all that kind of nonsense. But then you turn around and you're still on your knees, and you're doing it out loud and just showing everybody that you don't get that you're being hypocritical, or if you are, again, you're going back to being intellectually dishonest again. But you love taking it from the corporation any which way possible, man. Come on. Come on, this is ridiculous, bro. And then you can't even come up with your own words. 
you have to wait for somebody influential in your bubble to come up with some hot words for you to use so that you sound like you know what you're talking about. Come on, man. Get your own ideas, right? And figure it out because this is ridiculous. It's time for you guys to start speaking up. Sony's taking advantage of all of you as fans. Yeah. Because again, even though Sony's not in this community, the way that Xbox is, I can guarantee you they watch the socials and they do kind of kind of get a feel for what the fans are. And guess what? All the super fans out here, the loudest ones. I'm yeah. not talking about every fan, obviously. I'm talking about the, the console warriors, the loudest of the loud. They're all out here cheering every single move without question. I mean, that's a problem. I mean, it, it happens on both sides all the time. It, do- it does. Sure. It happens on both sides. But this week, it was shown yet again, Steel, right? But I mean, look, it's a Steel, jaded thing, yeah. What I will say, though, Steel, is is on Xbox's side, we do have examples where we came out in force against something that they did, right? Oh, yeah. We do. The Xbox Live price increase, bro, the, there was a couple people in this community that, that were capping for that Xbox Live price increase, okay? But the majority were like, no. Nah. You're not going to do this. This well, is but, wrong. But Pong, it, it didn't change it because we said something. The bigger people spoke up, and that's why they changed it. It wasn't because <laughs> of us. So, no. No, but I'm no, I 100%, where you're, I, I 100% get where you're taking it. Um, And that's one of the things that I've always noticed since I've kind of been a gamer. It's kind of been that way um, since the Nintendo and Sega era, right, where people pick a side and they really stick to it um though i do have always noticed when it came to playstation again it's brand loyalty brand recognition and it's it's part of the course for sony because when you have that type of sashay people are going to support you no matter what you do um and it's always been that way um and the underdog or Microsoft is only always going to get that scrutiny because of, I mean, of course, one, you're American, you're an American company, so you're going to get looked at sideways anyway. Uh, but then two, there has been some questionable things that Microsoft has done. Like I mentioned on PM to PM, um, when you got Bill Gates, Bill Gates's name attached to Microsoft, even though he isn't technically a part of Microsoft anymore, um, I'm pretty sure he's getting some kickback, <laughs> no matter what. But um, it still has an effect on the overall uh, business itself. And it, it is an unfortunate thing, and it is an up, uh, uphill battle, especially coming off of the uh, ring, 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 uh, Red Ring of Death generation, um, and then going into a generation where it was just all about TV, and you get it was blatantly obvious that the direction wasn't clear. So now where you're getting into a spot to where um seemingly microsoft like i've said here like i've said on other shows where microsoft is actually ahead of the curve this time around um they came out said something that was industry kind of breaking a little bit or it's going to break the mold um for gaming or just for the industry in total and they're actually on the money this time and that's why you're seeing the kind of smoke that's getting that's been putting out there um game pass is different um nobody knows if it's going to be the answer for the future we think that it is because of the potential that it garners um and we can only base it off of what other people and other devs have said um i've seen more devs say speaking the name and speak of the praise of game pass versus the opposite which is when people one person or again when there's not enough people who come out and speak or spoken against the negatives of game pass and there's 
an overabundance of people who spook on the positive of it, I have to tend to believe on the positive side of things um, when there's more of those stories being told. Uh, again, we don't know what, what's the truth and what's a fallacy. And again, at the same time, it's not necessarily up to me to look into Microsoft's pockets, look into Sony's pockets and be like, damn, how deep are they really? Um, and are they losing money on giving me more value? No. As a consumer, I'm not thinking about that. And I can give a fuck less. I can care less. Because that's not the overall point. Yes, me and Pong are going to speculate on these things because we do look at things on more on a... Um, on a pullback scope. But that's because we care about the industry in total, not about just one specific box. I mean, of course, you're gonna have your preferences and and whatever the case may be. But in that same breath, if you're someone who cares about gaming in its totality, um, you're always going to look at the objectiveness of it. And objectively, um, the underdog known as Microsoft or Xbox, no matter how much money they got, because at the end of the day, they're still in third place, um, where our borderline of the, almost got pushed out of the industry forcibly um, by its competition, it only makes sense that when one side does things differently, that people who are used to things being done a certain way are going to want to continuously see something that's going to be that certain way it's one of those things why i said two hour trials can work why because within two hours you can decide whether you like a game or not so like i understand that perspective but putting it in your top premium tier doesn't make sense to me and like it makes sense to put it in your minimum tier to entice people to want to kind of put their foot in right Okay, well then give me more value than after that. What are you giving me after that? And again, value is subjective. And sure, you do want your upfront sales as many as you possibly can get. But at the end of the day, what blows my mind and what I personally learned from the community, and Paul, I wanna pass it off to you, um, is kind of see where we bounce back and forth off of this. But what I learned was that, damn, and I, and I lost it that quick. Fuck! I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't have said what I what I learned. Um, I'll, I'll have it come back to me because it, it had to. No, what I learned is that people still don't understand that twenty million copies of a game does not happen frequently. Ten million copies of a game does not happen frequently. Fifteen million copies of a game does not happen frequently. It takes games. These games that you guys keep mentioning. And there are your top of the line triple A games that you say everybody wants. It still takes them five years to reach 20 million players or 20 million copies sold. Players and copies sold, they go hand in hand with each other, right? Because you're single, because single player games, fortunately or unfortunately, once you play them, I'm not saying that they're one and done because people enjoy games differently, but that's the end of that experience. You can either go choose to go back through it, you can choose to revisit it six months later, but at the end of the day, nobody's reinvesting their time into those games, typically. Once you play them, you play them, they're done. So people aren't jumping in again, which is why I think single player games are more, they have an advantage after they've been out for a while to people who haven't played them because you're getting more content, you're getting it at a cheaper price, and you're getting a more complete experience. 
Mass Effect. Again, I'll always go back to that. I didn't play it when it came out, but I played it recently um, last year when the Legendary Edition came out, and I played it in its full totality. Guess what? I can sit here and say it's one of the greatest experiences I've ever played, but I also was able to play the game from start to finish. One through three. Now, not every game has to be that way, but there are benefits. You can say any single-player game that's come out. Assassin's Creed, uh, Sekiro, um, which one? You, like, you want to go down the list of different games that you can use that example where DLC has come out down the line and you've gotten a better experience overall? Guardians, I think, is going to end up being the same way if they come out with DLC. And I'll jump, I may or may not jump back into it. That's the, but, and that's the unfortunate thing to me. Because now, because I haven't played the game in so long, because I play, I beat it when it came out, if they release DLC now, do I go back and play? Depends on what's out. So it's kind of like we're playing this fine line of as we move further into the future, we're getting more content. So now you're having even more heart uh, of a decisive time trying to decide where you're going to spend your time. Because again, time isn't infinite. We don't have, we have 24 hours in a day um, hopefully you're getting about six, between six to eight hours of sleep. Hopefully. I know not everybody does. Last night I only got about three. So I feel you. And people have jobs, people have families, people work. Um, a lot of people's lives aren't just centered around gaming. People have other hobbies. So that common discussion is always going to end up happening. It's just... The fact that people still don't understand that getting bringing more people into an IP ecosystem service, whatever you want to call it, up front is going to be much more influential and motivational for devs and companies to build games in the future when they see that type of engagement. Because the game now is engagement, not just hardware sales. And if you don't realize that, look at everything else that you consume. Music, TV, movies. I know people say gaming is different, it's a time commitment, but that's also what makes it very enticing. Because now, yeah, you can spend, Pong is the perfect example. My majority of people are grazers. Pong's a little bit more hardcore. He's like, if there's going to be a hardcore grazer, Pong's probably that, right? Because he still gets it in. He's still a gamer at the end of the day. He can still play a PvP game. And when he gets enthralled in certain games, he's there for a bit, right? He's 200 hours, 200 plus hours, 300 hours in Cyberpunk, for an example. There are people, there's a lot of people who are like that. Skyrim games are our biggest example of that. There are people who get lost in those games. And, and Game Pass is creating more. Of and me. Game Pass is creating <laughs> more. That's the point. Like, I know people like to say, oh, well, you're not playing this new AAA game that I'm talking about. That's completely irrelevant. Because neither am I, and neither do I see the same value in those games that you might see. Everything is subjective. But... To use these two-hour trials, you just now getting VRR, and then also you no, long, no longer being able to stack subscriptions now. Correction, they did come out and say once the update went live to their subscriptions that you would be able to stack the new version of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then they, came out with, then they came out with this chart. Exactly, yeah. Of ridiculousness. I, I, why does everything have to be so complicated? It Ex feels exactly. that way on Sony's side. Everything okay. this generation whether it's save transfers, whatever the case may be, is just complicated. 
right? They overcomplicate yeah. everything for their consumers, which is not what you want to do. Sorry. Exactly. I mean, Leonardo brought up some good points. I'm some good points from the chat right here. Hoglaw put it perfectly. Sony is the king in basketball, yeah. so Microsoft changed the sport. Exactly. Yeah. They said, said that hey, a million times, right, Steele? Yeah. They, they, they were playing on the same field. Microsoft yep. said, guess what? This ain't working. Uh, we're sinking. We're losing. We're just going to go ahead and change the entire game. Yep. We're just going to change the game. Come come along and play with us if you want to. And you, can't, we're going be over mad, you can't be mad at that. That That's what's so mind-boggling to me is that why are you mad at Microsoft changing the game? Didn't you just say Microsoft was getting, was getting pushed out, that y'all don't care, that Microsoft need to compete? They're competing now. It's a problem. Oh, because they threw some money around. Oh, it's Microsoft, so it doesn't count. What? Like, what sense does that make? Because they spent $70 billion. They spent, no, first it was $7 billion. Y'all saw it already. It ruffles were getting feathered. Feathers were getting ruffled up. Excuse me. They really were. Then $70 billion, biggest acquisition in Microsoft's history. And then you're like, oh, it's, well, it's Microsoft. That's what they do. Ladies and gentlemen, Microsoft was at disadvantage. Then this entire time, Sony's been making games since the nineties. Again, it's just it's just depending on how you look at the conversation. Again, um, for me, it's about ecosystem. It's about service. It's about what you're getting as an experience as a player. I know people are going to say, "Well, don't you care about quality? Don't you want quality games?" Uh, yeah, I do. And I do agree with you that I do want some of those experiences on um, on all platforms because all platforms don't have those experiences. Shout out to Muppet. He said, it's like boxing. It's fun until you get punched in the face. That's <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Doom Reaper brought up another good point. Single player, it's age better too because you can play whenever and you don't need other players. That means you can go to, you can enjoy them at your leisure, right? That's the complete point. You're not waiting on nobody, and that's what I, that's why I do want single player games to exist, and why I feel like, and that's why I do want them to get more eyes on them. Because if we don't, I feel like it's going to happen the opposite way. But we are going to get more service based games. I don't think every game needs to be service based. It doesn't. Some games need to live and then die. Everything doesn't deserve to live that long, and everything doesn't deserve the money to live that long. Again, we've seen it. Time and time again, Bleeding Edge. Hey, it was a cool passion project, but guess what? Um, you, you guys aren't hitting the right notes. Character design isn't the greatest. The map design isn't the greatest. The, the gameplay isn't the greatest, even though y'all had a good foundation. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's gonna work that way. It happens. And there's plenty of other games that are gonna that are gonna happen that way too. That's just that's what I kind of learned from the community. Um, at least this week, Pong. Um, I mean, do you have anything like to touch on as far as that goes? Like, um, is like, am I crazy in in, in saying that I'd rather have those 20 million people closer to the front than I would on the back end of things? Is that an obscene thing to say, or am, or is it just a smarter thing to try to get those, have more sales up front? I mean, of course, I'm no dummy. I mean, yeah, I want more people to buy the full game up front, but I'm also not delusional in seeing the spending habits of the common consumer. 
or even putting myself in that kind of space. So, I mean, what do you think on that, man? Well, of course, man. Of course. I mean, you always want more up, upfront money. But again, at the end of the day, right, it's about taking care of the customer. I'll, I'll bring this example in. Steve, we just got word that Dying Light 1 passed $20 million. Yeah. So, right. People, when you think of Dying Light, you're not going to, th- most gamers would never think of, well, if, if somebody just asked you, how many, how many copies did Dying Light sold Lifetime? Most people would never guess 20 million steel. No, no, no. Most not. people would never guess. Like even me, when they said that number, I probably would have thrown out eight. But 20, yeah. 20 million copies of Dying Light 1. What that shows is, yeah, they sold, I think in their first uh, year, it was like 3.2 million or something like that. Right, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but they supported that game mm-hmm. throughout its life. It's a good game. Right? Right, it's a good game, but they supported it. They updated it. They continued to roll with it, and they got to 20 million. That is something to be celebrated. Like you said, Steel, most games are never going to come close to 20 million, right? You're in the top 1%. 90% of games aren't going to touch that. Even maybe more. You're probably at 98, (laughs) 99% of games will never reach. True, as many games coming out. 20 million, right, with as many games that are coming out nowadays, right? Yeah, Nintendo is the exception to the rule. I saw somebody throw that in chat earlier. Nintendo is the exception, right? Nintendo's built this crazy little own ecosystem of their own. That's different because you're talking to a completely different audience. I mean, again, PC. they got a wide market that they can reach. Right, right, right. But shout out to them for doing what they did, right? Still, that's why I always give Nintendo respect. That's why I always put respect on that name for their history, but because they found a way to create this niche ecosystem of theirs in their own little pond where they can do that on a regular basis basis which again is the reason why nintendo can do whatever they want to right. and not worry about what sony and xbox are doing right, right. That, that's why they've insulated themselves but you're right steel of course most developers would want that money up front right that's why game pass is so valuable to a lot of developers because right. they get that initial funds that initial lump sum from xbox which helps them because again people people that aren't us that aren't in this community that don't care about the industry with the passion that we do and that kind of stuff. You know, they don't think of all the stuff that goes into developing a game while you're developing a game, you're paying employees, right? That's part of the development cost, right? You have to continue to pay those employees after your game launches, whether you're moving on to another game, whether you're just fixing bugs, whatever the case you're paying people and those people have families, right? You have responsibilities. So, those sales start coming in. Well, you're again, if you sell a game on Sony store, it's not like they're just transferring funds into your account that, that for that sale. No, no, no. You got to wait just like everybody else does to get paid. Right. Right. So to go to game pass, if you have a game that's coming out, you get that initial lump sum, which some of the deals are about some of the deals aren't again, Phil's talked about this many times openly that they, they kind of, they, they customize each right. deal to the developer's needs, right? That's one of the reasons why most developers have had nothing but positive things to say about Game Pass because they will work with the developers and customize that each deal. But you get that upfront money. So, of course, if you could create a game, you'd love it to sell, you know, 10, 5, 10, 15, 20 million copies out the gate. Yeah, your bank, man. That's that's money in the bank. That's investment. That's money that you can use to start your next project instantaneously without having to go look 
for investors or to find money or kickstart or whatever that's the case also may be. the old mantra though like that's Correct. the thing Correct. like that's yes. not the era we're in anymore no no <laughs> not now because it's the golden age right and now you got more competition out there to get eyes on your games right, right. and so so i think what you're speaking to steel is spot on and i think that at the end of the day as we go through this generation right as we get through this Right. We're going to find out what really works and what doesn't work, right? No, in, yeah. In, in, in this new era, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out within the next two years whether this yeah. is worth it or not. Right. When exactly. I, when the next game, by the time Spider Man Two comes out, we're gonna yeah. find out whether this shit is worth it or not. Whether yeah. or when Wolverine comes out, we'll find out whether this is going, whether it's working. Because at that point, you can't go from 2017 into 2025 and then still say, "Oh, it's questionable whether it's going to work or not." Yeah. And I'm pretty exactly. sure Xbox is looking at it the same way. Like, hey, we got all these games we're working on, and I understand what people are saying. Hey, there's not a real timeline, and there's all these games people are working on, and there's no trailers or gameplay or whatever else the case may be. And it's like, cool, and I hear y'all, but at the same time, what your interests are isn't everybody else's interest. And just because you like Final Fantasy 16, you like Forspoken, you like Gran Turismo 7, you like factions that's not out and i don't know when it's ever going to be released you like your first last of us being remade six times ladies and gentlemen i don't know what to tell you but fantastic for you i want to know where the variety of games is across the board in the industry what types of games are we getting are we going to move are we going to get more things from out of the east because apparently the east is the only place where they're actually taking risks and wanting to evolve gaming and i'm talking mechanics i know and people the indie see, scene and, and the, indie, the indie, scene. indie scene yes yeah. i'm 100 yeah. between the east and the indie scene they're evolving mechanics in gaming like 100 and i think we're gonna we're gonna see that as we move into the future but um, I, I don't know. This is this is my kind of thoughts on it, man. Um, again, we learn something new from the from the community on a week to week basis. Uh, the one number one thing that I do want to take away that for a lot of people, remember that all of this is subjective. All of it is opinion based. Nobody knows the facts. But what we can do is have genuine conversation, ask good questions, and think about what the future might have in store for us and i think that that that's the exciting part right well no matter what side that you're on um either way there is a extreme portion of it on one side that's trying to give you more value more bang for your buck as the saying goes and then the other side that is kind of doing things that they've always done it trying to adjust a little bit and also trying to garner that same dollar Again, the competition is going to become is going to become real fierce as we move into the future, and I think that's a, it's a it's an amazing thing. That's fun. Well, one side gets two hour trials, steel, so you know what they win. You know, and that's true. I mean, I think two hour trials are a little bit better than full games. Uh, again, <laughs> you know, it's not ten hour trials like EA or thing, but I think two hours is better than ten because two, you know, less than ten. The devs get paid more money when it's less time. So even even if the devs don't want to have their game trialed they may get their game trialed so it's all for the betterment of everybody. oh because yeah because playstation because the <laughs> playstation is not going to handle it not the devs because they can they came out and corrected that that 
PlayStation themselves are going to create the demos, not 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 the not the studios. Not the demos, steals trials. Oh, There's my fault. Difference. Trials. My fault. My fault. There's a difference. Bro. Um. <laughs> These know, conversations man. are ridiculous. I uh, can't believe it. I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's like it's like I'm, I'm going to Walmart again. You know what I think about when I hear two-hour trials? I, I went to Walmart. You know how you used to go? You used to look yeah. up at these TVs, almost damn near break your neck. Probably why I got neck problems now. Uh, but bro, look up a break your neck. They're playing these fucking controllers at, at the fucking Walmart. And you're like, man, this game is amazing. And you sit there, fuck around, or your parents lost in the store for an hour. Just That's what I think of when I'm thinking about two-hour trials. I'm not thinking about sitting in my home playing whatever game. But again, no, it, I mean, it, it, it is something still. I, I'm yeah. not I'm not told like like I said, the problem here is, is the communication, right? The problem yeah. here that Sony has had for quite a long time is the communication because they got away with the last gen because they did not have competition last gen. Again, Nintendo yeah. being Nintendo it is what it is. Sony was all alone in its space for the most part. Yeah, Xbox definitely did OK. Again, the Xbox, but Xbox was on the ropes at one point. So Sony could do whatever they wanted to. And they had the world, right? They, they It didn't matter. Whatever they did, hey, most people were playing PlayStation. That's the way it was last gen. Now that there's competition, now the, the problems and, and, and all the dirty spots that they have are starting to become amplified, right? Because now your competition is here to play a whole new game. They've created a whole new set of rules, and they are doing things so different that when you come out with something like this, it's glaring, right? The spotlight's on it, and it looks really bad compared to what Xbox is doing. And then the way that they are communicating things because they have not been in the community with their fans because they are not that front-facing company. They don't have that front-facing person out there talking like we do. We have many people from Xbox in this community talking to us as fans because they don't have that, right? It feels like, well, they are. They're out of touch, they can't read the room because they don't have anybody in this community feeling the temperature, right? They don't have that. And this is what happens. And they have these missteps. And that's the biggest issue I have with it. Because I'm not, again, I've said from the beginning, I'm a wait and see type guy. I right. don't believe this is the final form of PlayStation Plus. I believe no, that there is, this is, we're in beta form right now. But the mm-hmm. problem being is, is they, they throw this stuff out there like, hey, and they didn't even throw this one out there, right? They threw this out to the devs without warning, saying exactly. you're going to have two-hour trials. But see, they should know that information's going to get to the community, right? Yeah. So it's almost like an official announcement without them being able to control the narrative. It is. So they they gave us the upfront what these these tiers were going to cost, right? Most people said the $18 tier is not worth it currently as it stands. Then all of a sudden we get this little piece. Oh, you're going to get two-hour trials. Really? How about you guys lay out exactly what the final form? How about you throw out some third-party announcements early saying, hey, this game is going to be available day one in PlayStation Plus if your plans are there. It's like this: we're getting these little pieces, and every little piece is like another crumb, and we're looking for the whole slice of bread. And it's like, wait, what is this? That still doesn't help with the $18 a month price point, Sony. Two-hour trials does nothing. Again, it's great because, again, just like Game Pass, two-hour trials, depending on how 
they do it, how extensive it is every, if it's going to be every game, I doubt it's going to be every game. I think it's still going to be selective. Hey, it gives you a chance to try a game and figure it out whether or not you like it. That's what game pass is great for. Now we get the full game, right? We get the full game to try out, but you can jump into games you never would have and say, okay, I like this. And then sometimes we purchase them. Right. So the two hour trials are a good thing, but when you're talking about value mm-hmm. for your consumer, bro, that's not something that's, that's like a, one of those smaller bullet points, right? right? That should be, if you're charging somebody $18 a month and yes, I know you get a price cut if you pay out a year, but there's a lot of budgeted people like me that don't like to put that lump sum of money up front. If you're going to lay that out for $18 a month, that should be one of the smaller bullet points, right? You should have some big stuff up top that's really selling people on that $18 a month if you want everybody hopping into the premium. And then to take away the option to stack because you want a penny pinch, again, how much money are you honestly losing? Because you honestly believe that now that you don't allow people to stack, which gives you money up front because they're buying those subscriptions, yes, at a cheaper price, the PS now and PS plus as they stand a cheaper price, but you, they're putting that money in advance into your service. And then you can just roll them right into premium and count that with your numbers of subscribers. And you've got them locked in for years. How much are you honestly losing? If you take that ability away and then those people have to make a decision between your three tiers and that $18 a month price point ain't looking so healthy anymore to that person. And they go ahead and sub to one of the lower tiers instead. How much are you honestly lose it? A couple bucks? Yeah, come on, man. I mean, come on, man. Xbox did it for a dollar a month. Again, Sony's not Xbox. I understand that. We're talking about two trillion versus a billion dollar company. I get all of that. But when you're going to do something like this, there is an initial cost. And yeah. for all, all you Sony fans out there, the console warriors who kept crying when anybody would bring up that Sony's broken can't afford studios. And now you're saying, well, Sony can't afford that. What? Of course they can. They're still a billion dollar company. Yeah, they can take that loss up front. You can't, Come talk, on, you can't talk both directions. Yeah. You can't say, oh, no. they can't afford it, but then they can't afford to buy more <laughs> yeah. companies, like to buy right. more studios. Like, what, right. are we, what are we talking about here? Like, right, exactly. You just don't just, want that same direction, and that's completely different. Correct. Different Absolutely. You're making excuses for why they're making their decisions, okay? Right. You're straight up making excuses for a billion-dollar corporation as to why they can't do something. And they're a billion-dollar okay? company. Like, yeah. Come on. Come on, <laughs> like man. At, at the end of the day, like, like, I understand your selfish reasons and everything, but I, I don't think it's impacting the way the, your games are being developed. Uh, I don't think it's going to make games not end up being good or not end up having quality i mean again um i do agree with you consistency is something that needs to be addressed but again i can look at any company and say the consistency isn't there yeah of course there's always improvement for everybody so i mean it is what it is i mean yeah like i said it's just brighter right now steel because the competition being microsoft xbox are doing so many things right in such a different way right that it just becomes just bright, like, oh my God, what are you doing, Sony? Like, yeah, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that, that, that's where we're at right now. So, 
Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a jarring, a jarring situation, but uh, I think I think people adjust to it. I mean, we're already seeing it, right? People are already kind of playing that fine line, kind of in between, as people say, moving goalposts. Um, they're all over the place, depending on what yeah, the, where the narrative's fair. at. And again, people openly admit that they like the console war. So again, I mean, if you're into that, that's what gets your attention, man. That's what's up, dude. Like. I got better things to be doing. Um, I'd rather talk about how the industry is growing, how how excited I am for the future of games. I'd rather actually just spend my time playing games. Um, so and actually living my life. So eh, and, I, I can't be careful warrior, that energy, people. It comes back to bite you. It does. You. Don't and and you know what? That is a perfect segue because it's something else that I kind of want to touch on. It doesn't have to be a long kind of tangent yeah. or whatever the case may be. But somebody brought up a good point in that people are so focused on impressing other people, of course, but that's always been a human thing. But then people, people are so like, are so like willing to throw themselves out there to garner attention from the community, right? Or people that deem or seem to be popular within the community, right? I just wanna be the voice of reason to tell you, if you're in the community for anything other than yourself, um, in your opinions and what you stand for and to have open conversation. I think you're doing, I think you're doing the internet wrong. Now, don't listen to me. Um, I don't have to be that guy. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that I got all the answers, but at the end of the day, you shouldn't be here to try to impress other people to, or to get in somebody else's good graces. Have people fuck with you because they fuck with you. Uh, I'm not, that's why I don't join people's random parties. I'm not sending mad messages out. One, that's just not how I move. Two, I, think, I just think it's corny because people are going to naturally gravitate to you, right? Um, again, I use me and Pong as a perfect example. But I wasn't in, me and Pong weren't in each other DMs every day. Like, yo, we're, when we're going to talk, man? Or when are we going to play some games? No, it just kind of was like, hey, man, um, should you try to get some games in? Like, I, I like what you talk with, like what you put down in the chat. You seem like cool people. What's up? And then it kind of just builds off of that. And if that person fucks with you, you know what I'm saying? Then they fuck with you. And then it just moves on forward from there. It's like friendship. It's like people have never made friends in real life before. Like, you don't know that there's a trial period when you make a friend. Like, you don't just hit it off and you're like, man, you're great. But there are, again, just like in real life, people do put themselves out there to try to portray themselves as something that they're not to try to fit in. All I'm saying is don't try not to carry that into your online online life too, right? Um, it's supposed to be an escape and everything else. Don't make it complicated by like building yourself off of lies, trying to fit in into something that's not necessarily you, because that's just like Pong said, that's just karma's a, karma's a bitch and it's gonna come back to bite you severely in the ass, so. Um, that's just, that's something else that I learned from the community because I saw those conversations happening out there. Um, I just kind of wanted to give a little bit of a PSA or get some help, whatever you want to call it in there. Paul, do you got anything to mention on that? Um, or you want to kind of, you know how it is, you know how it is be be just, you know, be your true self. Uh, not everybody's the same. Um, I'll just, I'll just add this because I, I I did uh, have a little speech yesterday too. Um, just while we're on the community stuff and, and this is what we do. And again, Steele and I aren't here to tell anybody how to live their lives or how to live their Twitter life or whatever no, you the do case what, may. You, you do want, you, man. you do you. All Steele and I try to do is bring attention, maybe make you think about what you're doing out there. And most of the people in the chat that, that are here and, you know, I could probably say don't aren't, aren't in this group. But if anybody listens to this down the road, Steele and I always like to have 
these little talks about this Talk stuff. Talk to but the I people, said, man, because y'all are people. I, y'all right, aren't right, just you, a number. Exactly, like, and that's what and that's what I'm coming with here, Steel. Because I had a, I, I did uh, do my outro last night on Xbox Ultimate, and I had this because yesterday, um, I had a couple of situations yesterday that, again, I'm I'm an older guy. Uh, we all know that I'm an old guy here, and as you get older you're supposed to realize things. So I get a little bit deep and we all get a little bit more emotional as we get older. We should, because we realize what life's all about. But I had a couple uh, of things happen yesterday to me. Okay. Um, people in, in within the community. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that just reminded me again, steel, how important it is that we're all here for gaming, right? That's what we came hmm. here to do. Uh, and we, we come here to enjoy ourselves in this industry that is so freaking cool and amazing. It's entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. We're all, you know, we're here because we're excited for this industry. Yeah. Um, and, but at the end of the day, the people that, you know, the, those Twitter posts, yeah, the chats, mm-hmm. all, those are all real people that have real lives going on and have stuff that we will never know about behind the scenes going on. Right. And I think the thing that we all forget is that when we're a part of a community like this, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's Twitch, it doesn't matter where you are. We all have the power with our energy to change a person's day. And and shout out to bald man gamer who came into my video and then added on steel to yours and all that kind of shout out to bald man gaming. You know, he he just said some kind words yesterday underneath my video, yeah. and and that that does happen randomly from time to time, and it really made my day. And I told him that, and I wasn't being fake about that. That was honest. It yeah, made my day to have some of those words come through randomly, just out of the blue, right? And then I had somebody else in this community um, hit me up in the DMs uh, later in the day uh, with, with some trouble. Uh, oh, that wow. they were okay. ha- with the, oh, that with they some, were having, right? they were having yeah yeah okay, with some okay. personal stuff right okay, some okay. personal stuff that nobody would know if, if you interact with this person in the community you never know they were having certain issues right but hit me up in the dms and just ask for some simple advice right bro that's, that's somebody that's somebody i would never have probably met in real life right lives in a whole different part of the country all that kind World, of stuff whatever yeah only got to know him through this community, right? Only yeah. got to know him because I'm out here in this community and still had the courage to hit me up in the DMs to say, hey, man, what do you think about that? You know, what, what can I do here? What, what, what do you think? Bro, there's real people out here and you have the power, whether you're on, you know, doing podcasting or whether you're just a person in this community, you have the power to change a person's day with your energy in one way or another. 100%. always keep that in the back of your mind. Again, 100%. Console warring, all that kind of stuff. That's why Steel and I speak about it because that energy, again, it's it. it there's a there's a line that's crossed yeah, at it, certain points. It can in be console fun, warring. but the line is it always crossed. <laughs> but you don't know how that other person's going to take it, and exactly, that's not your yeah. necessarily your responsibility because right. we can't know that. Right. But just keep that in mind when you're posting, when you're talking to people. You have the power to change somebody's day for better or for worse. Yeah. Some people just come on here, can log off, no big deal. It's just the internet. It's just that's what it is. Stop being that's so me, serious. But, yeah. <laughs> but there's other people who are in this community because it is a community and because we can find common ground here in, in interest. And like I said, I've found extended family in here. My brother Steele here. I consider him one of my best friends. We talked about real shit in the DMs, right? Yeah. We talked about real shit online. All the time. Right? So 
I consider him one of my best friends. I never would have met this man without this community. All my podcasting family, yeah. right? Everybody over on Fun Speculation, right? All that, right? That's what I'm talking about. So again, just be mindful of all of that, that there are real people out here that you're touching every day in a certain way. And pause, I know, it, it, but you know what I mean. You're touching them with your words and your interactions with people. And just keep that in mind because it is something that we forget on a daily basis when we're in here joking about gaming, celebrating gaming, all that kind of stuff. Right. And some people do use this community as a way to deal with real life stuff. Right. And they, and they, they come because they feel part of something that they may not have out there in, in real life. And, and I think that's an important piece to always, always keep in the back of your head when we're around here. But uh, anyways, again, I uh, just want to show that out there. I love all of you uh, respect all of you each and every week for coming in here. And you know that I tell you that because I do mean it. People could say it sounds corny. Hey, I'm just here to hear the podcast. I'm just here to hear about gaming. That's cool, man. I, I get that. That's not why we let do me it, tell you. So that's not why we do it. And that's not why I'm here. And, and like steel was just saying, be real, right? Don't, don't try to do that fake stuff. Don't try to, you know, bro, just be, be yourself and let people who appreciate you for yourself gravitate to you. It will happen. Again, Steele and I are living proof of that right here. So, uh, yeah. anyways that that's your that's your life advice get some uh, help, from li- from Living advice. Split Screen. That's a, <laughs> from Living Split Screen today. Let's get into the gaming news because there is a lot of it, folks, out here uh, to uh, talk about. Man, this week has been hot for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. And again, I mean, and I I know it's kind of off of gaming, but at the same time, it tied in because we just came off that play with the PlayStation conversation and everything. Um, but I just feel like it's it's always important to remember that the human element of it because remember why you're doing this, right? Um, you have your reasons, I have my reasons, and my reasons don't have to be your reasons, and that's perfectly fine. Um, but let's get into it, man. Pong, where do you want to take this, man? What's the direction that we have to that we need to go? Oh, we got so much to choose from here, man. You wanna you want you wanna you wanna start smaller, you wanna go big. Cause if we go look, well, let's just start here still. Let's start okay. here. Let's start here. Let's start small. Let's start small, small. and work our way. I was going to say, I was gonna to say maybe, maybe, some, maybe go small first. Yeah, yeah, we'll go small we'll first. Go let's, let's start small. So um, this week, and this we can roll this into a bigger topic too, okay. uh, uh, because it all matches kind of up. Uh, but this week, out of the blue, Steel, and okay. this is why I brought it up in, our, in, in the beginning of the show too, because I mm-hmm. thought maybe, but kind of splashed water on me a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, this week, out of the blue, Infinity Ward on Twitter drops the logo, Steel. The logo, Modern Warfare 2. And brother, for as down as Call of Duty is, and we, we can roll this in, like I said, to the Activision Blizzard stuff here and some of the talk that's been going around this week. Um, brother, set the internet on fire. In fact, it became the most liked tweet, Call of Duty tweet in history with over 300,000 likes. Just yep. the logo, Steel. Just the logo. That MW with those two green Roman numeral ones in the middle, which is very appropriate, by the way. Yes. Modern Warfare 2 dropped 
I get it just it just showed up out of the blue after they talked about some of the news at Activision Blizzard, but it just set the internet on fire, brother. Yeah. When you when you saw and we talked about this on PM and the PM, but we no, got we a lot of people here who don't listen to PM and the PM too. Man, Modern Warfare 2 steel. What do you think, brother? You know, Call of Duty on the downswing, and all of a sudden they go back to Modern Warfare. Of course, we know the success yeah, that Modern person. Warfare 2019 has had, yeah. obviously still being played to this day, still beats Cold War sometimes. Yeah. Obviously, Vanguard isn't everything that anybody wanted. Modern Warfare 2 driving some numbers here, Steel. What do you think, brother? Were you excited? I, I man, like I said on PM and the PM, this does nothing but bring up those old memories again. Um, when you think about hopping into older Call of Duty, we're talking about going from four to Modern Warfare and the Modern Warfare Two. Those were the classic times and the some of the greatest times of online gaming. Um, people just throwing the N word all over the place. People talking about your mom. Um, people doing stupid, scary shit on the fucking game. People finding out your IP address. Like that's when all these things came really prevalent. Um, the mass, you know, shit talk that was going on during the time. Um, mono. The biggest thing that it represents for me is the peak of Call of Duty, right? Because uh, after Modern Warfare Two, Call of Duty kind of died for me personally after Black Ops Two. Um, so there's those twos, right? Um, Infinity Ward and Treyarch, there's always been this, like they were in competition with themselves, right? So it was always exciting to see what Infinity Ward, you know, as the company that put out the good Call of Duties, because that's what they were considered back in the day. Infinity Ward puts out the good Call of Duties. Treyarch just, they're just copying uh, Infinity Ward and it's just some half-assed Call of Duty. Um, even though they were putting out similar quality games. I mean, you go back to Black Ops, Black Ops 2, those games did very well themselves and are some of the best Call of Duty experiences to me personally also. Um, but, um, also keep in mind that Infinity War kind of, because after Vince Pella left, I feel like, because Modern Warfare 2 was the last one that he had hands on and some of his other cohorts um, before he left, before Infinity War kind of just kind of fell down the drain a bit, right? Um, Infinite Warfare wasn't that great. Again, Advanced Warfare wasn't that great, at least to me personally. I know people have found that those stories were great, but Modern Warfare also... We're talking about four Modern Warfare and then Modern Warfare Two had also the best campaigns, which is kind of why I want playing this fence of going into the 2019 version of Modern Warfare because I heard there was upgrades done. They have told the story a little bit differently than it was originally, so it is different. Um, so I've been kind of debating whether I wanted to jump into that or not because those were the peak, at least to me, for story modes in Call of Duty. But I've always played Call of Duty for the multiplayer. That's me. I'm a multiplayer gamer. Um, in Modern Warfare 2, as soon as I saw this symbol, I was like, it instantly, um, butterflies, whatever the case may be, the excitement automatically drove right back up. Because as much as I say that I, I swear off for Call of Duty and everything, I can't deny the experience, right? Um, especially when it comes to Modern Warfare, man, because those are the greatest times. Modern Warfare 2, it does a couple things. Because I know that Warzone 2 is also coming with this, that's another thing that gets me extremely excited. So it has like a couple, it has like a double entendre for me. So not only is it Modern Warfare 2, the next game, again, uh, a remake of the original game, um, but it also signifies the next step in Warzone. Where are they going to take it now? With it being a 
current gen only experience, right? That's something that I thought Call of Duty was going to probably be the one of the last ones to kind of let go of that old mantra. And we're seeing them being some of the first to let go of that mantra. Hey, that's not to say I can still see them putting out another version for previous generation consoles, but blatantly saying that, hey, last gen and current gen, it's two different games. You're not going to be able to play together. I can completely see that happening. I would love to see them only do a next gen version of this game and if that's what they're doing again that's what we've heard so if that's what they're doing great because that means there's going to be more time effort and development put into this to making sure they completely flush it out because again mono warfare 2 is peak for the fps for the first person shooter genre if halo redefined first person shooters coming into consoles into the consoles and then mono and then call of duty kind of iterated on that and made it better modern warfare especially two redefined it again with showing you how competitive these games can really be um and how you can bring some realism to these to these games although you know call is not the realist but um there's it brings that element to it kind of that fine blend that you would want to expect between like an extreme between like halo and then going into battlefield two different extremes i always saw call of duty as that median for me right it's the middleman um it's not quite halo but it's not quite battlefield right um at least that's the way that i've always looked at it um and it's faster gameplay and everything else so i'm, I'm extremely excited man um again I'm still on the fence whether I need to go through the first campaign. I'm, I, I want to, but again, with other games coming out, it's kind of, it's a debatable thing. Um, I'm extremely excited for the return of Infinity Ward also, just to see if this is going to mark their, um, their rise back to being known as the Call of Duty developer. I only, me personally, I also hope this signifies the start of maybe only one team working on Call of Duty. Because that's all I want. Let one team doesn't need to be because let's be honest. Like to say they were in competition back in the day, they weren't. They worked in the same place. They working. They're fighting for the same dollars. When you went, when you played body, like when you played one, you played the other. Like let's be completely real with each other. Um, so they're they're fighting for the same audience. Let's like instead of doing that, let's put those audiences together. Let's put let's build a better team. Build a more qualified team, a more passionate team, and let Infinity Ward be the ones that carry the Call of Duty name forward. Kind of like how DICE is with Battlefield, how 343 is for Halo. Let Infinity Ward be that for Call of Duty. And that's that's what I'm that's what gets me excited about it, because that's what I'm anticipating. What do you think, man? What 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 is what are your sights on this one? Oh, man, it is return, uh, hopefully to glory. Uh, they've come out and said this is going to be the biggest uh, Call of Duty game that they've ever made. Like I said, on the PM, the PM, hopefully that doesn't mean 500 gigs. Uh, hopefully with nah, the hopefully with the, hopefully with the new updated engine that they're supposedly redoing and all that kind of stuff that they're going to cut out some of the fat, maybe getting rid of last gen altogether. Could be a reason why it's only current gen. Correct. Uh, exactly. Because we know, Steel, as this has gone on, they've just built on top of the same engine over and over again. 3-Bit even confirmed this to me that, that that's all it's been, is they've just built on top of it and top. And mm -hmm. that's why you see so much bloat in this engine, right? And why the game file size is so gigantic. Also, 
that causes all these bugs, right? We've seen a lot of bugs, a lot of issues, more so than the older versions of Call of Duty, right? Of course, right. all these games that come out nowadays, they have some sort of bugs when they're they're big like a Call of Duty is. But yeah. we've seen them escalate, like just nonstop, and they fix one thing and it breaks another, right? How long was the 120 mode not working on Xbox, right? That, hey, that's was... Yeah, that's been a constant, constant problem. And so I think that going with this fresh kind of hopefully, again, we don't know anything until they start really, really talking about, but from all word is, is that they're going to start fresh here. Yeah. And this is a, this is going to be current gen only. Um, I think they've got a real opportunity to bring Call of Duty back to um, a more respectable level of polish this time around. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's going to be huge. And again, they're, Call of Duty's been down. They've been losing subscribers, right? We got yes. the numbers this week for Vanguard. They lost 50 million subscribers, okay? 50 yeah. million. Now, still the number one game, right? Still the number one game. Like, Call of Duty is what Call of Duty is. But 50 million is not something you want to see, even if you're the number one game. You don't want to see that loss. Modern Warfare, just like we talked about how Battlefield had its shot. <laughs> with 2042 100%. to bring back the battlefield fans like modern warfare 2 is going to bring back the call of duty fans if they nail it and they're going to nail it i i have no doubt that infinity war will nail this one um but they're playing on that nostalgia right it's great to see the modern warfare 2 it blew up like we've talked about with battlefield all they have to do is go back to bad company and it will have the same effect not to the degree of call of duty because call of duty is an established itself as king right but that's that's what you do right you have a down period call of duty vanguard isn't what people were looking for guess what they did the right thing to turn around come right back with modern warfare 2 those that logo like you said it is it's iconic the colors are iconic and yes it's funny everybody's pointing out in the chat and i said it i mean the the, the green roman numerals look if you remember call of duty from back in the day it ties in with modern warfare though too that's what it does that was their color that's what they're but but it is (laughs) ironic it's it's ironic it's ironic it's irrelevant to what's happening right now it's crazy um you know you just double on time just 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 tilt just tilt them you know and all of a sudden you got yourself the x right in the middle right right um but it is, it is that, that logo when I saw it pop up and I swore off call of duty. You guys know that if you've been listening to living split screen, I came on here and swore it off because of my problems with the modern warfare disc. I'm done. I, I, you know, I, I said, I'm not doing this until they fix it right until they fix it. I'm not doing it. But again, when that, when that logo did pop up on the Twitter, I did get some chills, man, because yeah. modern warfare to me. And again, I'm, Modern Warfare 2 was great back in the day. I'm talking about the classic, obviously. Mm-hmm. was fantastic. Uh, I still think Modern Warfare 1 was the best Call of Duty game of all time um, to me, right? And I think that that's, that's the one. But Modern Warfare 2 see, brought it to I can see, uh, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I think yeah. I think what made Modern Warfare 2 stick out a little bit more, I think it was just the evolution of yes. online yeah. gaming at that point. Yeah. And, yeah, of course, was. some of the things that they added in the game. Yeah, they right? added a bunch of stuff at that time, too. But So I'm excited. I'm excited still. Um, I can't wait. Uh, there's a lot to take in here. I can't wait to start seeing some stuff on this because I want to see actually if they are sticking to the current gen only, right? Along with Warzone 2.0. Look, they could have kind of a perfect package to drop at the right time. That's what I'm saying. Come this holiday season, brother. This could be gigantic. 
And if there's any doubt, if there's any doubt in anybody's mind as to why this Activision Blizzard deal is so huge for, for Xbox and Microsoft, again, even considering that as, as, as of this moment, we believe Call of Duty will be multi-plat for the foreseeable future and probably forever at the end of the day, it don't matter. The excitement that this game alone draws Xbox and Microsoft are going to do everything possible to get that Activision Blizzard deal done by the end of the year. Because just to be able to say, and we don't know even if Modern Warfare 2 would be eligible to come into Game Pass. Sony could have that unlocked with their contract. We don't know that. But just to say that have Call of Duty associated with your platform is gigantic. It's been associated with PlayStation for so long now with the marketing rights and because of PlayStation 4 domination and everybody and their friends moved over to PlayStation, even if you were an online player, even though we all know that PlayStation's online services are nowhere near what Xboxes are still to this day. Because of that fact, it's associated with PlayStation. To take that back by force with an acquisition is gigantic, even if we all poo-poo Call of Duty, right? Even if it's been around, this is what, how many iterations steal? I think they said the number. Is it 30, over 30 iterations I, I of Call of Duty so. at this I, point? I, I think so, Bro, yeah, because Call of Duty's been around for a while. My, that's boggling my mind right now. But yeah, I think it's got to be like over 30 Call of Duties now have come out. It still has that effect on people, whether we just lump it in with, yep, it's another call. Don't matter. Again, you have any doubts about why this is such a big deal for xbox and microsoft to get activision blizzard on top of all the other stuff i get call of duty's one piece and like i said they're yeah. looking long term but let me tell you in the back of phil's mind is a little bit of like it's going to be good to have call of duty associated with xbox again um modern warfare 2 is going to be something i think that's going to bring me back in it's going to bring a lot of people back in that's why that's i people, yeah. asked you i said when i saw you playing modern warfare i thought maybe the logo had gotten you to jump back into some regular old good old uh multiplayer no, no okay all right um but yeah i can't wait to jump back in steel this is a huge moment um it's going to be big and if they take the year off steel if they mm-hmm. take the year off they drop warzone 2.0 they drop modern warfare 2 mm-hmm they take the year off that they said that they're going to do with Call of Duty. That means we're going to get continuous content for Modern Warfare 2 for over two years, man. Uh, I, I hope so. I hope it's, I hope it's yeah, longer they than will. that. They're honestly. going to support it. Well, yeah, so do I. But I think, you know, again, I, I would want a two-year break off of it and say go three years before you drop the next one. Yeah, but again, they're not going to – I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, but anyways, it doesn't matter. They're going to see – it's going to be interesting because they haven't done it in so long they're going to be able to see the legs that a, that a great call of duty game actually has with modern warfare two. And I believe that's going to once again um, in the minds of Xbox and Microsoft in this purchase, give them some confidence in their decisions going forward, that Mm -hmm. this is the right move that you rather much, much rather have a polished call of duty game that is set up right from the beginning that you can just continuously dump content into a long wall Warzone 2.0 is just, you know, printing money, yep. right? You can do that. And that's a better system than what Activision Blizzard currently had set up where we got hit, miss call of duties, problems with call of duties, this constant kind of negativity surrounding at least the main game. Warzone has been doing its thing for a while now, but just kind of that constant kind of cloud over the main game. You'd much rather have that break 
and support the previous game for all those years while it being polished, then you want to, to kind of put out this hit and miss style call of duty. Even if those upfront sales are nice every year, you're going to make it on the back end with, with a real, real good call of duty game. Um, And I I think that's the big, big thing here. It's going to be fun to watch this, man. I I'm excited for mom Warfare two for sure. No, 100%. I mean, again, there's so much potential in it. I do. I do hope they do end up taking more of their time. Um, again, customization in the Call of Duty. They keep. They keep take, trying to take it to the next level. They got Snoop Dogg right now in there. I was kind of tempted on. Uh, I'll get that because he looks dope as hell in there, man. Like just to see like the the way quality. Like I I grew up with like playing Jeff Jam Fight for New York. So when I see like people like Snoop Dogg in the game compared to what he looked like in there, because I'm not. I mean, he didn't look bad, but it's like for what we had to what we have now, and it's like, dude. It's like night and day. Like it literally, legitimately looks like. Bro, did you did you like, happen to see the video of the MVP? You go know, because they have that whole sequence in Vanguard. If you're MVP, you get yeah. the final. You know, they, they used to have like the final kill shot. Right, now right, they've got right. this whole sequence. Man, that Snoop Dogg where he takes a where he takes a drag off that joint. Yeah, and then he and then he pulls up the gun and he starts popping off rounds while he's got the joint still in his hand. Brother, that was pretty classic stuff. I was laughing about that. that that's what that's what I'm saying, it man. It's, 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 it was style. It's, it's it was so style. Crazy. And now King Kong and Godzilla. I mean, come I on, man. I don't know how they're. I don't know how they're incorporating that. I saw um, the armor. They got special. They got special, special armor. Yeah, they got special outfits. One looks like kind of like a Godzilla, kind of like uh, almost metallic dragon suit that you're wearing right oh man so I'm my, I'm they, my... they got guns yeah yeah brother yeah. i'm not gonna lie that's, that's, <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that's that's, that's kind of tempting um but there oh oh okay you dragon heart yeah games. Thir- yeah 34 cod games with the new one making nice. 35 bro god that's crazy to think about man yeah, how long but... i've been playing call of duty <laughs> no 100 percent um so but yeah go ahead Steel. So yeah, you want to roll into the Activision Blizzard stuff, kind of uh, what they talked about this week, or uh, yeah, let's do it, man. I mean, that kind of it rolls right into there. Go ahead, man. Yeah. So again, Activision Blizzard, as we all know, has had a lot going on with the acquisition, Mm -hmm. with all the HR issues, all that kind of stuff, right? We we know this. This has been ongoing. Um, There was a lot of stuff that came out this week. We already kind of touched on it as far as the Call of Duty numbers. Uh, They came out and talked about how far it's dropped again. This is all this is all part of the process with the acquisition. Understand that. When they're dropping this news, companies don't come out and brag about right. losing 50 million customers on a normal basis. Yeah. The reason why they're doing this is they want to get it out into the public that Activision Blizzard is in trouble. They're not the strongest company. Even though we think of Activision Blizzard, how can how can you say that they got the number one game every single year in Call of Duty, right? The problem behind that is, and it's something that they talked about when the active, active uh, the acquisition was first announced, was it's not sustainable anymore. Right. They are pumping so much resources-wise into Call of Duty that it, it eventually will all fall apart. And Steele and I talked about that on, mm-hmm. on Living Split Screen previously when this was first announced as well, that the, it's basically a house of cards at this point. This is not a stable company. At any time, this house of cards could collapse. And if this acquisition does not go through and that stock tanks out because yeah. the acquisition is blocked, right? And they let's say that it's blocked and they don't win in court because it would go to the courts. Microsoft would fight it for sure. And I believe they would win ultimately oh, yeah. at the end of the day. Either way. Uh, because again, the law, the way it's written right now, and you can go listen to an actual mergers and acquisition attorney in Hogue Law, 
you can go listen to him explain it. But the way the law is written right now, the government has no substantial reason to block this, right? They can, they can block it on ideals and future ideas as to what they want the law to be. But other than that, but, that's but, it. But, but again, the courts are going to look at the law as it's written. And again, Microsoft, there's, there's no real, real case to say Microsoft should not be able to acquire Activision Blizzard. So, other than just because. But it, let's say worst case scenario, doomsday, it happened, right? Activision's stock would tank out, okay? And then at that point, there would be real considerations. They would have to probably either sell pieces off to other people and right. break up the entire company to stay afloat or go under because this model that they currently have is not sustainable. So that's why they came out with these numbers is to get it out there in the public. Like, Hey, no, we're, we're being serious here. We're not doing the best. Now we can project and see all this cool stuff coming from Blizzard. We can say, this is going to hit, this is going to hit. We could say Modern Warfare 2 is probably going to be the next biggest call Doesn't of matter. duty that we've seen. They not going to matter. They got to make it there. <laughs> they got to make it there. They got to make it there first. Right. Exactly. Steel. Exactly. Spot on. So that's that news came out. And then, um, what I want to jump into here is our, our good friend, Jason Schreier, oh. um, again, who I'm not blocked by yet. I'm not Ooh. blocked. And I liked, I'll, I'll talk about Hoag's tweet in response, but I, I liked Hoag's tweet. And for people who don't know, Jason Schreier uh, was going around looking at who was liking Hoag's response tweet to his article in Bloomberg and was actually blocking those people just from liking somebody else's tweet in indifference to his opinion. That okay. Bro, that takes a lot of work. Uh, we were making fun of this on Xbox Ultimate last night. We, we brought up the fact that he's probably blocked his wife on Twitter uh, <laughs> at some point because of some dispute over cooking. Okay. Uh, this, this is who this guy That's is. Funny. Okay. But anyways, again, the guy is a well-known journalist. He digs up information. Yeah. I call him an ambulance chaser. It is what it is. He's always looking for the dark side of things instead of the positive news. So he came out with an article uh, co-written. I can't remember who he was co-written by in Bloomberg stating that the current stock price of Activision Blizzard was an indication that Wall Street was betting on this deal to fail. Look, that is the furthest thing from the truth. Okay, that is not even close to reality. This was a, again, he uses the fact that he writes for Bloomberg, which used to be a well-respected business. Yes, used to be. A place for business news. He still uses that Bloomberg name to pass do, so. clickbait off as actual, factual types of opinion in news. Okay, mm-hmm. look, Hogue responded to him. Again, anybody who is not following Richard Hogue, Please go follow him at Hogue Law on Twitter. Bro, you want to know the deep stuff. You want to know the legal side of things. This man is such a gem in this community. Ever since he's jumped in here, he's providing some of the best content when it comes to deep diving from a legal side of things. A lot of issues, not just Activision Blizzard, a lot of issues that pop up. This dude is over on Season Gaming, who, by the way, is celebrating 200th episode yes. tomorrow. Go check out Ains and the crew. Ty Guy Travis, Dan Hoaglaw is now a part of that crew as well, celebrating number 200 tomorrow. Shout out to them doing very high quality work in all things on their website, in their podcast, all of it. Go check out season gaming for sure. Um, but Hogue came out with a tweet. He quote tweeted the article from uh, Jason Schreier and Jason Schreier's tweet and said, there is no indication that wall street believes the deal will fail. 
Microsoft Activision is trending at a 70-30 from the market with a year plus of time value of money discounts in an inflationary environment also incorporated. Mm -hmm. This is a quote from Hogue on his tweet. I'm not just making this up. Complete, unmitigated bullshit. (laughs) Okay, This, this is Hogue. So Hogue put out this tweet and basically just... I, I, he put out a video to, again, destroyed everything that the Bloomberg, Bloomberg article was talking about. Yeah. Um, and this all happened right before Steel, they put out the logo for Modern Warfare 2. It could not have been more perfectly timed in the industry for how they laid all this out, how this to go down. So, again, uh, Steel. Yeah. Your thoughts, brother. Uh, Activision Blizzard coming out saying, hey. We're bleeding. We're bleeding right now. We're bleeding heavy, right? Bleeding big time. Um, you know, Call of Duty stuff. Right. And then obviously the Bloomberg stuff comes out trying to say that this deal is on the ropes. Uh, and then obviously Hogue countering that with, he's, again, for anybody who didn't hear me the first time or a million other times, he's a mergers and acquisition attorney. Yes. Okay, This guy deals with this exact scenario. Maybe not $70 billion mergers and acquisitions, but again, he deals with these these types of scenarios for a professional reason, right? This guy is what he is. Um, and he comes out and de- destroys that. And then Infinity War drops the Modern Warfare 2 logo. Everything kind of blows up. Uh, we got a little bit of other news, which we, you know, again, we don't talk much about mobile here, but Blizzard uh, did come out also during the day and say that they were going to uh, – uh, talk about the new World of Warcraft mobile uh, game coming out. And that's this coming week. Uh, so they have a date for that. Uh, and then obviously Overwatch 2 beta went in effect and caused Overwatch, the original, to hit its highest peak number of streaming ever at over a million concurrent people. Bro, what does all this say about Activision Blizzard? What are your thoughts on all this kind of stuff? Um, as far as Activision Blizzard, man, I mean, the whole deal just, it just makes sense, right? Um, from what I was doing, um, at least a little bit of more research that I was looking into, um, it seemed like their stock price was even, was falling even further, um, as this progressed, so that, if this deal doesn't happen, I mean, just like you touched on, um, they were probably going to go under because who knows if they would have been able to survive until oh modern the next modern warfare whatever the case might be now again call of duty does bring bring in a lot of money does rake in a lot but again you also have the current conditions that you're dealing with along with all the scrutiny there's so much that are working negatively against you that at this point this is literally one of those once in a lifetime scenarios to where Again, nobody anticipated this happening. Activision has so much going on underneath them um, as far as studios, as far as development teams, as far as um, just overall people that are working within them that you're risking a lot continue to if you let things continue as they are. Um, because they're, again, they're on the negative downswing. Whether you want to blame that on Kotek, who's also somebody who brought some life back into the company in the beginning when he jumped on um but it's now seemingly making it hemorrhage 
uh, unnecessarily uh, mostly and it's just been hiding things and hasn't put Activision in the best light and uh, has seemingly again I mean the running joke is that Activision is just a Call of Duty sweatshop now it's not a good mantra to have I mean that's not a good thing to hear that doesn't make it enticing for other devs who are newer to the industry whatever the case might be no matter how much you might love Pod or um, Blizzard it being them uh, with them being a classic PC, um, the dev. No matter how much you love them, nobody wants to get moved into that. And so, with them getting folded into Microsoft, it just makes more sense nine times out of ten because you know that at least for me, the way that I look at it is that above all else, this was the best option in my opinion the company that has the money to support them has the vision in gaming to make sure that again goes right back to support and then um also has the the mindset or the vision for the future and that's what you needed out of this deal because Bill himself is seemingly taking the brute of the brunt, not the brute, the brunt of the attacks and everything else. If this doesn't go the way that it needs to, if people don't get moved out, if the quality of life at um, Activision Blizzard doesn't change, if any of these things don't, if there comes out and there's a slew of people who say, hey, Microsoft acquired us and nothing has changed, Microsoft is going to go up in flames. At least the gaming division is going to go up in flames. Because everybody's going to question whether, again, the biggest thing Microsoft has working against them is whether they can manage their studios. And if Activision, that's what makes this deal so unique is because why take on so much unnecessary BS with the drama, the court, because they still have to deal with all the court stuff too. Just because you get folded in doesn't mean that all the things that you're dealing with internally just go away. No, now Microsoft has to deal with that. You just don't you just don't do all that and not expect to get backlash if things don't go the way that you're pitching them. So there's it is a very heavy double-bladed sword in this situation. And again, I do think that this is going to work out in the high favors of Activision. We're going to see them take that upswing. We're going to see Blizzard take that huge upswing back to the top, um, whether that's more uh, with uh, World of Warcraft, whether that's Starcraft, whether that's uh, Warcraft itself, like that, just that IP. Um, There's just so much that could be, that has, there's so much now that could be loaded into the chamber that wasn't ammunition that was previously available, right? And I think that's the thing that I don't want people to forget. And that is what makes this deal important. Is that someone, instead of, again, I've spoken on it here before, instead of devs being put in a position where they may not have somewhere to work within, who Lord knows how long, um, what, who knows what their condition is, having to move across the world, having to move across the state, country, whatever the case, you're able to confine things, work on things, um, the culture of that company in itself, and then 
just kind of work on how you're going to bring the crew uh, the creative direction out of that moving forward and uh microsoft has seemingly done has put all that in the right direction we'll just see what ends up coming out of it um i think that's the biggest thing for me right um is that there's actually a future for it whereas before i didn't it, it was a very bleak future no matter how excited i was going to be for model warfare 2 or not it doesn't guarantee that the game was going to end up being good um it still doesn't guarantee that it's going to end up being good again that i would say this is kind of like their last hurrah like this is kind of a make or break situation because vanguard didn't hit we got modern warfare 2 coming so it has to hit because the other thing too is that no matter how excited you are for the logo and everything you have very big shoes to fill and just revamping a game isn't enough. So how do you support it? And and everything else becomes right, it falls right back into that same question. So that's that's what I'm how I'm kind of looking at it right now. Um as far as this goes. And I'm 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 definitely seeing the brighter side of things as far as Activision goes. So for sure. Um, I do think with that, was there anything else that you kind of wanted to touch on? That, yeah, I wanted, uh, yeah, I wanted to throw in something a little fun, uh, too, while we're talking about this, because you you said the name and it reminded me last night. We're going to jump into a little uh, quick, just a little side, little fun thing that kind of happened last night on Twitter. Something always happens on uh, Twitter during Xbox Ultimate on Friday nights. It's kind of funny. Um, and uh, because you had brought up the name, it just kind of okay. it sparked it again. So last night, late last night, Late last night, because as part of this Activision, and we just kind of touched on it, Blizzard has been making a ton of announcements, Steve. Right. Blizzard seems to have new life again all of a sudden, right? We just we just found out, again, that there's a World of Warcraft mobile game coming. Now, everybody can poo-poo that, say, ah, oh, it's, it's a mobile game. Well, Jez says from what he's hearing, it might actually be pretty good. They had two in the works, and they actually canceled one of them. Right. Um, and one of them was kind of like a your typical mobile game. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't going to be very, it was, it was just going to be a moneymaker game right. kind of deal. This one is supposed to be more fleshed out, kind of like what we're hearing about Diablo Immortal, right? Okay. Um, and, and so it's kind of a big deal and it could definitely be a moneymaker. And then like I was going to say, Diablo Immortal was announced. Well, remember that debacle when they first announced Diablo more Immortal and everybody in the crowd uh, because it was at BlizzCon and everybody was excited because they thought they were going to see Diablo 4 and they come out and say, no, we're making a mobile game called Diablo Immortal. And the crowd was like straight up booing. And uh, one of the developers, I forget who it was, says, well, don't you guys all have phones? <laughs> so they had that debacle. But then there's in this recent announcement for Immortal, they confirmed that it's coming to PC now as well. And Jez has played this, and Jez, shout out to Jez again. He said it's going to be a moneymaker. He said this thing is going to be huge. This is going to be fun. And he's like, it's it's like Diablo, but just in smaller chunks. So you can play it for okay. 15 minutes at a time. I'm right, and so that. he, yeah, so he's saying this is going to be fantastic. And now that it's coming to PC, it's going to kind of be that bridge until we get Diablo 4, that Diablo Immortal could become this thing. And Jez also said he doesn't doubt that it's going to come to console at some point. Right. Uh, now that they have the PC version, makes sense, right? So Blizzard has been on this roll lately with announcements. Well, there's a little smoke coming from 
I don't know where it originally started, but there's a little smoke that Blizzard has one more card that we know of up their sleeve. Okay. Um, And it's been rumored or it started to be whispered. And we heard this early on and right after the acquisition too, that StarCraft is going to come back. And I've been calling for it, right? It's been, it was something that I said when the acquisition was announced that maybe we finally get StarCraft to come back. StarCraft was gigantic at one point. One of the best RTSs of all time. One of the most played RTSs from a competitive standpoint of all time. Some of the biggest tournaments came from StarCraft. It's still played in Korea tournament style to this day, right? StarCraft 2. Yeah. So StarCraft is one of those IPs that everybody kind of went, why did you guys give up on this, right? Why? But again, this is what happens when Activision Blizzard, Activision and the investment group is just looking at total dollars and they're pumping so much money into Call of Duty, things stop getting greenlit, right? And we saw that. We saw the wild team have to push out half-hearted kind of updates to, to World of Warcraft. They started bleeding customers. All this stuff has kind of been on the back burner. Suddenly, since the acquisition was announced, and and maybe this is the roadmap that Phil talked about that he saw too, but all of a sudden it just seems like the Activision Activision Blizzard acquisition by Microsoft has all of a sudden pumped a whole lot of energy into this. And they're all of a sudden like, hey, let's just start telling everybody what we got going on and we're going to start doing this. There's a new energy, a new bounce Mm -hmm. in everybody's step, especially from the Blizzard side of things right now. So anyways, this rumor started, whispers started happening that maybe StarCraft was pumping out, coming out. So I just went around the whole story to give people context here. So last mm-hmm. night, last night, late last night, Windows Central Gaming, of course, shout out to Jez, shout out to Miles, shout out to all the crew over there. They do good work over there. Um, put out a tweet with a poll. And their tweet was, which Activision Blizzard franchises would you like to see get new games the most out of these. And they listed out these games. Number one, StarCraft. Number two, Crash Bandicoot. Number three, Spyro. Number four, Prototype. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Games that we've talked about that underneath the acquisition, things would be looking good for some of those games, potentially. So StarCraft, of course, is winning. 5,767 votes. Six days left. It's up 33.4%. The second most, which is surprising to me, is Prototype, which is something we might get into a little bit later here, too. Um, But StarCraft won. So right after they put this poll out, right? Now, remember, again, these whispers are going on, right? Right after they put that poll out, Jez does the Jez thing, and he puts out what seemingly is some random, weird tweet, right? He said, what if, or yeah, he says, what if praying mantises were horse-sized? <laughs> okay. Anybody who follows Jez on Twitter is used to his mayo tweets, to his weird yeah. food tweets, his bean tweets. And then he always has these random tweets where you got to get to sit back and think. And again, this was after that poll was put out. What if praying mantises were horse-sized? Well, I was on Xbox Ultimate. You could go back and watch Xbox Ultimate. I started laughing and Mav called me out. And I said, no, 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 no. I got I to gotta bring this up. I'm, I'm looking at Twitter right now. Uh, my old brain was on firing on all c- cylinders last night. 
Mm-hmm. And I had the tinfoil hat on, right? Because I was already already had brought up the Windows Central tweets. So I was like, hmm, this is right. kind of interesting. Well, for anybody who doesn't know, and there's probably a lot of people who never played StarCraft because it was PC only, it was an right. RTS. I mean, it did StarCraft did a show up, I think, on Nintendo 64, I want to say. Like they had a StarCraft version for Nintendo. Okay. Um, but most people might not be aware of, of StarCraft. Um, my brain kicked off and said, wait a minute. I believe there was mantises in Starcraft. Guess what? There was. There's mantises in Starcraft. Um, so again, putting two and two, getting my tinfoil hat on, my red line drawing together. I even tweeted underneath Jazz as a response, and I sent them the uh, the uh, fandom.com wiki post where they talk about mantis screamers from Starcraft. And I, right. I, I posted that underneath there. I believe Steel. That StarCraft is coming back, and I think that's their next big announcement. Um, it'd be interesting. I don't think they'll do it um, because the acquisition isn't through, but they do have a close relationship, obviously, with Xbox and Microsoft. Right. It'd be interesting if they planned a console version of this StarCraft and they chose E3 to do a teaser real quick uh, for it. Uh, the showcase, everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say yeah. E3. The, the Xbox showcase uh, teaser for StarCraft coming to PC and console uh it would be interesting if they did that i don't think they're ready to do that but maybe uh it'd be fun uh steel what do you think am i crazy am i reading too much into to jez's random weird late night tweets that it's not late night for him again he's over in, in germany so it's different but am i am i reading too much into that or do you think that he's playing again and he knows that starcraft is coming i mean as well? you could you could be easily looking too much into it i mean jez does these things but uh mind you yeah, I mean, he is someone that is, does have some good inside knowledge. Again, uh, working with Windows Central, definitely check out his content um, if you're listening on audio platforms or if you're paying attention to live. Um, but I don't think it's too far off just because you do have to, at some point, revitalize the IP, right? Um, again, like the point that you just made, not a lot of people have probably touched on StarCraft. Again, it's an RTS. It definitely is not only is it one of the harder RTSs um, to really, I'm not going to say that it's like hard to get into, but if you want to be good and efficient at it, um, it is one of the more difficult ones because there is a lot of competition out there. It would be pretty dope to see a console edition come out to where they do like a remaster of one and two and put them in like a collection um where you could kind of go through both campaigns you know what i mean um maybe have the online elements of two so you can play it online that way i think that would be really dope to at least garner some interest and see who does still want a starcraft either rts or is just interested in the ip now at the fact that it was as high up as it was on that voting chart definitely tells me that people are excited for it regardless again you say the name starcraft people are going to automatically start looking because it's been um one of those that has been around for a long time again we're talking about since the 90s so i would rather them say i would rather them bring out starcraft in a different way um again to, to hear that they had that game back in the day that got canned. Starcraft Ghost. Ghost exactly. Yeah. Um, I would like to see them revitalize the IP that way. Mainly because you're taking it in a different direction. And then not only that, you get those people who 
like we've mentioned here before, who kind of disappeared off the face of the map, who were familiar with StarCraft Ghost, was maybe really into the StarCraft scene. So of course they had some uh, some semblance of it or whatever the case. And then boom, now you got their attention. Oh, Ghost, it's, it's really coming out and it's coming out and on these current generation consoles. So so you get a, you, your gears start turning, you already get an idea of what that experience could be like. I feel like taking advantage of that, especially because StarCraft, you can add you can add a lot of horror type elements in there too, to where you can get some really interesting gameplay mechanics going on, I mean, some action, some horror. Um, it's it's just it's just some horror type modes kind of kind of going on. There's a lot that could happen with that, um, especially with the different enemies and everything. So that idea definitely gets me excited. Um, I mean, I definitely. It's kind of one of those things to where if it wasn't in the works, the only reason why I would imagine it not being is if they just didn't have a team to do it, right? Uh, again, for it to be one of those IPs that's as known as it is, to me, I just don't see people letting that die. I feel like there's always a conversation happening in the background where it's like, hey, um, do you think it's time now? And they're like, ah, oh, well, you know, we're perp we're currently being bought well do you have an idea for one or have you guys put something together and one of the teams be like yeah we, we were thinking about bringing this back and uh we just want to remaster the first two at least let's see well you know we don't have to put a, a shit ton of money on it but let's give us some controller support and put it on consoles and see if people like it and if they do boom let's let's go from there it's just hard for me to think that it's that it's not going that way especially when you see as much um the voting be swayed as heavily as it is in that because i go from starcraft to crash that's a stark difference and then prototype yeah. being at the very bottom yeah there's a stark difference between that right and i can tell you right now i'd rather have starcraft than crash bandicoot again you're going to yeah. you're going to revitalize crash so many times and i think they've reached their their peak uh, with this most recent game, um, uh, make but, it a battle royale. It'll come back. Uh, make it a make it a crash battle. Make it a, all you gotta do is put crash in Fortnite. There you go. It solves the problem. All the crash characters in Fortnite. It solves all your problems. <laughs> there you go. There's your battle royale. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it gets me excited because I do want to see it come back. Unfortunately, I hope I personally hope it's not in the RTS form because I'm just I'm not into RTSs like I used to be. Now, if they do it in a way that um riff breaker does it now that would be fucking badass to where it kind of like space marine like colonial space rts marine. tower defense yeah slash, like that yeah. type of thing oh yeah, my yeah. god that would be super yeah. where you control a hero and then you just kind of yeah. base it off i think that would be really dope yeah would that be. would be something completely different especially with the world building of of starcraft because the aliens do some of that there's so many of them, bro. Like they take over worlds and shit. So I can see them coming down, face off a horde, you know, fight this horde off, and then boom, go back to normal, and then resource building and everything else. I think really, I think the company, um, who, whoever developed Ripbreaker, they need to get a handle on StarCraft. <laughs> that, that's what I think. But, uh, uh, but yeah, man. That, that I mean, that's that's how I'm feeling on it, though. No, I'm just excited. And, and you're right about Ghost. I said that right away after the acquisition, too. You know, I brought back all those memories again. And right. Ghost, I mean, again, just thinking about what Microsoft could do with that IP. Because, again, a lot of people don't know about StarCraft. But that doesn't mean right. that it wouldn't catch on. StarCraft, again, as an RTS, there's a lot of story to it, right? And that Ghost would be a perfect way, like you said, it's to introduce people. 
uh, exactly. to the StarCraft world. Uh, because again, RTSs are always going to be niche. I, again, I, as an RTS lover, they're always going to be niche. They're never going to be huge. They're going to be big on PC, but everywhere else, they're going to be niche. It is just what it is. But at the end of the day, I still want them made. But however you can get yeah. people interested into that world, because StarCraft could be explored in different ways, like you just pointed out, Steel, and StarCraft Ghost, that name still to this day. Again, when I posted Telling it on you, Twitter, yeah. when I posted on Twitter, it got traction, right? People still remember. There's enough of us old head gamers out here now that those those old memories come flying back and it's like, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. That was going to be the next big thing. Look, they had box art cover for it. They were ready. Like that was like far along in development when it became vaporware. Bring it back. Bring it back. It would look gorgeous. It's got a great idea around where they were going to take it. Do it. It'd be perfect on Xbox when this acquisition goes through on Game Pass. My God, it'd be huge. It'd be so cool to see that happen. I hope Phil's listening. Phil, if you're listening, million-dollar ideas, brother. I'm telling you. We got I'm you. Telling you. I'm telling you. We may not always, as gamers and not people who run billion-trillion-dollar companies, have the best ideas, and some of our stuff may actually cause your company to fail a little bit, but there's a lot that comes out from gamers, the actual just honest to ground honest to God, grounded people. We do have a lot of good ideas that would be bangers. Yeah. As they say, I hate that word. Home runs. Bangers. bangers. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, uh, honestly, still, I just thought it was cool. I thought it was funny. Again, put my tinfoil hat on. I'm always in those rabbit holes anyways. I love it. Uh, and Jez has from time to time. Again, everybody remembers the Forza Horizon tease. He knew him and Grub went back and forth, basically spelling out that it was going to be in Mexico. But he put it out there as a tweet that he wanted to take a trip to Mexico someday. <laughs> so, so again, he does tease. He does do a lot of just nonsense. Right. But there are times where he's actually giving little hints as to stuff coming up. And I think, I think I'm onto something here, Steele. I think I am. I, I think, I think, I think, I think you are too. I mean, and we'll yeah. see. Uh, did he end up liking the post? No, because oh, that would be that. too obvious. That would be too obvious. See? See, he's may- not gonna do that. But, but maybe, yeah, that's obvious. The fact that he didn't like it. Correct. Maybe it's obvious <laughs> that he's avoiding it. Because brother Psychonauts, who just dropped in here too, Psychonauts, good to see you, brother. He he copied me because I brought it up on Xbox Ultimate. He posted a picture uh, of artwork from one oh, of the mantises in StarCraft underneath there as well. That's funny. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah, it, it's not, it, even if it was a case, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't see him just saying, yeah, it's good. that's what it is. Oh, yeah, so, no, right, either way. No. Um, uh, all, uh, Grim Bone says, I just seen the Xbox logo next to Activision Blizzard logo on the skip button. Does that mean the deal is closed? Why would that be there? I, I mean, again, internally, they're going to have more of an idea of that timeline than we are, regardless. We're going to be the last ones to find out. But Oh, oh Psychonaut says he did like his picture. Oh, okay. Jez liked Psychonauts' picture. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Now, they, because we don't know how far the Sony deal stretches, it is hard for me to be like, yes, um, to be like, yeah, the deal is 100% closed. That's why you're starting to see marketing and everything else with it. Um, it could just be happenstance. Again, it is on all platforms. So it could have just been some advertising that they had set up uh, for it to be done that way, to make it look that way. Again, with the deal being in conversation, uh, this ha- is the act. The whole Activision thing has become a 
news piece. People have talked about it. Um, it has been broadcasted. So normies kind of know about it or have an idea about it too. So there could be a marketing strategy there to where they're just including in some of the things. Because, I mean, again, Call of Duty still is a multi-platform IP. So, I mean, ideally, that's what I think. But um, it's hard to say. Again, we don't know how far the, the deal with Sony stretches. Um, and we, we won't know. So until I don't, I don't think we'll know until Modern Warfare 2 gets closer to releasing. Because then, if it does come to find out that there isn't any PlayStation, because I would imagine with Modern Warfare 2 releasing, that if it was in the contract for it to be this long, that there's going to be plenty of Sony branding on Modern Warfare 2 when that releases. And if there's not, that means we may be closer to the deal than anticipated, and that contract isn't as far as we might have expected. But I guess right. we, we won't know until we get to that time. So oh, We're not going to know anything. And again, anybody out here trying to say that they know something or whatever the case may be, look, again, with something like this, as big as it is and as complex as yeah. this is, we're not going to know anything until they tell us, right? And again, with the government and the, the approval process and the FTC, all that stuff is way behind closed doors. There are favors being passed around. There are people on all sides who have uh, monetary interest in this deal, uh, whether mm -hmm. going through or political gain for it not to go through. All of those games in Washington, D.C. are playing being played right now. Microsoft has a huge presence in the lobbying out there. Again, there's a lot that goes into this. Um, but again, it wouldn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me that we just all of a sudden hear about it one day during the summer that you know it's going through. Because again, just because the FTC makes a ruling or doesn't make it or or just abstains from making a ruling and just allows the deal to go through doesn't mean they go go back and revisit it if they get the laws changed later on they can do that as unfair yeah. as that sounds they, they can. can revisit it five years from now and what say they, ah, that's unfair what they are uh, they've done it they've done it they've done it but i, I they've again. done it with tech with with the push against big tech Again, there's a lot of arguments to be made on all sides about this. But the push against big tech and how political this has gotten, right. there's a lot of different ways this could go, like a lot of different ways this could go and how it could all go down. Again, I think Microsoft and Xbox, obviously, this is not something inside. This is not something that you have to be an expert in any form to understand. Microsoft and Xbox are going to push in every way possible to get this deal done fast and if they can get it done with it they said up until next june they expect it to close by next june right um if they can get it done in 2022 before the holidays they're going to get this thing done however no 100 because that would be a benefit and there's other stuff going on steel that could actually make that even more so where they might even give up concessions, even though Satya said they didn't believe they had to give up concessions to get this deal through to get this deal go through and behind them because there's a lot of other stuff happening as we speak. WB, WB, that they might just want to give, just get this done and over with. It don't matter because they need to move on to some other things, right? So there's a lot, lot happening in the background right now. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, that is kind of the perfect segue. Um, and because this is going to be probably <laughs> the biggest piece um, with a lot just coming in and a lot going on. The showcase, man. The Xbox Showcase was officially announced uh, June 12th. 
Um, again, at this point, uh, at this point in the game, you could probably guess exactly when they're probably going to have a show. I know the questions were, oh, oh, E3 is gone. When is Xbox going to go uh, display their stuff? And again, it, they do it around the same time every time. Um, it's been on a Sunday. Um, June 12th, man. Sounds like a perfect day, and it's brought in a lot of hype and speculation and a lot of interesting <laughs> things. Save the date, June 12th, 10 a.m. Pacific time folks now um one of the main things and uh you can probably you can touch on this now you can touch on it later but um one of the main things that i have learned though is that you can't be uh again we all know you can't be too you can't be excited right can't be excited for things um but the main <laughs> thing is at least from what I've seen, is that people really want to see gameplay. They want to get an idea of what the future is going to be like, um, not what's coming out in 24, 25, um, because we've gotten a lot of that, to be honest. Um, we have a lot of what's coming out in the future, but we don't know what's coming out within... I mean, of course, you have an idea. You got Redfall, you got Starfield, you got Forza Motorsport. And again, like I mentioned on PM the PM, just those three names in itself are big IPs. Right, um, so it's not like there's something to be slept on. Uh, but then you got a fable, then you got a vow, um, you got Elder Scrolls that could be shown. Um, there's so many other games that are currently in development. Like one of like one of the games I'm looking for, the Certain Affinity Monster Hunter game. Um, they're also working on a battle battle royale, quote unquote, supposedly for Halo. Where is are we going to see that? Those are all things that we're having discussions on. Um, what was the other one I'm, I'm trying to think of it contraband there's that's another one that's been in development that could be right around the corner project dragon ioi well that could be right there around the corner we've seen nothing about it we've just we've constantly heard things and heard things and the number one question is like Rand agrees and we kind of brought uh, well Rand brought up and kind of what we brought up um is definitely timing um, you know, I definitely think that with everything, with everything included, I think this is going to end, this might end up being a two hour show. Personally. Yeah. Now, it just depends on how much of a blowout they do on certain things, right? Um, because if you have multiple games that are ready to go, why not demonstrate them? Especially if they're coming out this year. If you do 10 minutes on on Redfall, you do... I don't know if they'll end up doing that, um, but the game is supposed to come out this year, so they might. Uh, they might do 10, 10 minutes on Redfall, but then again, you're, I'm expecting at least a 10-minute display of um, Starfield, at least. Um, maybe 20 minutes of them talking a little bit behind the scenes, what's going into it, what this, what it means to them, um, and then also demonstrating some gameplay, also demonstrating some world building. Um, so it, it could be a 20-minute section right there, so boom, 30 minutes are already down. The other thing, why not show off motorsport it's going to be next it's going to be current gen only um ray tracing is supposed to be part of that um there's so many upgrades that have been done to the engine itself uh so many uh there's also been a lot of like attention to detail elements like a tire like points of contact for your tires and um the way the elements affect the cars and i mean i know there's other games that have done that perhaps motorsport games and gt but motorsport is legitimately trying to do trying to push racing genre forward at least for the sim genre um for sure and mind you there's a lot more people that are interested in that but you could do another 10 minute display on that 
showing again talking about it kind of like what they did with horizon 5 i think they sp they did it like a little 10 15 minute presentation when they did horizon 5 saying how well how we, they got those textures and where they went to the and the locations that they used and why it was mexico and some of the development and everything so boom you're already almost an hour into the show and you've only shown off three or four games so why not spend again and it could be if you're just giving people taste, it could very, very well be a 90-minute show. Um, I'm hoping it's a little more along the lines of 100 minutes, uh, just so you can really give people the breadth of what they need to look forward to. But to be honest, you also have to be careful about throwing in too much because you can pace yourself. You have multiple shows um, that you can do throughout the year, um, whether it's XO, whether it's uh, QuakeCon, whether it's um, whatever else down the line, Jeff Keeley show, Summer Games Fest is there. Then the uh, Game Awards towards the end of the year. There's still going to be announcements for that. So it's like, what do you hold and what do you keep? I kind of went along the lines um, on PM and the PM and some of the things that I was expecting to see. Um, some of the things I did leave out on PM and the PM, but I'm going to kind of run down my list and then kind of go from there. And then I'll pass it off to you. So um, one of the main things that I am anticipating is, again, and this is probably the most obvious, is the, is the, the announcement of the family plan. If they don't do it there, they're doing it at Summer Games Fest. But why not do it at your own presentation, right? Um, I think that's going to be the introduction of it to where they announce the price for what it's going to be and that it's going to launch in the fall. I don't think it's going to launch same day. Um, but I do think, because they're probably going to need some more time, want to look at the numbers a little bit more. Um, just to give them some time to adjust, maybe potentially. Um, but I do think they may end up getting a price, at least or at least announcing the family plan. Um, the streaming stick, I think some is something else that could potentially be teased. Hey, but so because apparently, as we've been hearing in the background, there could be possibly some other things. Um, there's another device per currently being worked on. Again. R&D is always happening, but the streaming device thing is something that's always been in discussion. So we kind of know that that could be a high possibility. So I am anticipating something like that just to say, hey, stream stick, controller, 100 bucks, boom, you can get into the ecosystem. Uh, get it day one with Game Pass, 10, 15 bucks a month, or with the family plan this fall. God damn, you're, you're already pitching people. Getting, you're building up that hype already, right? Um, and then you lead into the show, and, I, and I, I want them to do those announcements earlier because then, boom, you go into the show, maybe tease an Eastern-style game. Maybe you cut a deal with a Black Myth Wukong or a Lost Soul Aside or a DMC-style game, a Crimson Desert, something of that nature, to help entice people and to let the people know, um, especially in the Eastern market, that you are taking that side of the world more seriously. You are welcoming those devs. You see the talent that's happening out there. Um, I want to see those, those types of things happen. Um, like I said on PM to PM, um, I am... I would love to see a Phoenix collection happen. Now, personally, I am of two minds of this because I do think that a Fable collection would make more sense because I would personally want Fable to come out before Gear 6. Personally. And the biggest way to get people back into Fable or to at least remind them what Fable is is to put out a remaster 
all the, the first three games, put out the three games, put in the remaster collection, let people experience for what it is, and then boom, you are automatically building the hype. So next year, because I don't anticipate hearing anything else about Fable this year. So by, by next E3 or next Xbox showcase in June, I do think they're going to announce it then in 2023. Boom, you can show gameplay. And it's fresh in people's minds. Now, all year long, you release the remaster in the fall, all winter, um, people are talking about Fable. Going into the spring, people are talking about Fable, and then boom, you got a gameplay trailer. Now, this starts that hype train up. That's the way that I'm thinking. Um, but I want to say Phoenix Collection mainly for selfish reasons because the first three Gears games are highly slept on. And yes, you can go into your backlog right now and play those games and get the frame boost, the resolution boost, and everything. And the games play fantastically. And that's part of the main reason why I don't think it's going to end up happening. Though, selfishly, I would love to see those games be remastered um, so that I can relive the glory days of Gears 2. Um, multiplayer specifically, I want them to be able to kind of open up like a... Oh, a browser server browser whatever the case um, might be like they had back in the day with gears to where they kind of you can go in between whichever game kind of like how they have with the master chief collection um and just enjoy gears for what it is but again there's so many things i do think that gears does need a break at this point just because at this point the gears games have reached their peak as far as people who are interested in it he it has this this stink on it it's a dude bro shooter it's a nasher game um it's too hard to get into you have to play at a certain level to enjoy it again you can talk to five different gears players and they're all going to give you a different definition of what gears is and they're all going to play it a little bit differently and that is a unique thing but at the same time they'll also say well i, I can't get good at the game because people play this way and that's okay and that's all right because that's what i always enjoyed about gears but I can always be honest. I can also be honest to say that it does need to evolve. At this point, current generation, I need I need some more movement. Maybe I'm spoiled by Last of Us by that multiplayer where I can just run up on people, stab them in the neck, put a shiv on a stick, slam it in the back of somebody's head. I want to see those types of transact those, those kind of interactions happen in a Gears game. What happens if I pick up a random brick off the floor in a Gears game and throw it at you and then shoot a shotgun or and then shoot a couple pistol shots at you? What if I'm able to use more of the environment to my advantage in a Gears title, right? Um, I just think there could be more there, make the, make the executions more brutal, just make the overall game more gory. And I think Gear 6 is also a perfect opportunity to also take it back down that dark path because... Like Pong says, he mainly doesn't like it because it's kind of got, um, you know, the kids and everything else. The story's Whiny gotten ass kids. The score, the sto <laughs> and, the, and the story's kind of gotten too bright. I don't, I don't agree with that necessarily, but um, I do think You're Gear wrong. Six, because of how they've set up the story, at this point would be the perfect opportunity to go right back dark because it gets really deep at this point. If you haven't played Gears Five, go play it. Um, it does set up a lot of good story elements, but they have a perfect opportunity to get to bring back those elements of what people love, like Pong. I loved about the first three games. That's the dark grittiness, right? Um, it doesn't have to be a dude bro shooter anymore, but um, the grittiness is what made Gears what it was. Um, 
you never knew what you were going to expect. You never knew what you were getting. Um, along with that, that world building, it was just something unique that you couldn't get anywhere else. Um, now, the Coalition, speaking of Gears, they also have a smaller game that they're working on. I would love to see something that is Gears-related from the Coalition. I know a lot of people don't want to see that. Again, Coalition is named the Coalition for a reason. I know we want them to work on other titles and see how, where their depth is at. But if they're the masters of the Unreal Engine, if they're if this is going to if they're going to use this title to really test the Unreal Engine, why not test it to see how far you could potentially push gears? Now you don't have to take it the same direction. You can do something else. You can do Pendulum Wars. You can tell a different story. There's many different stories and gears that you could tell too in that universe. So it could be human on human battles. It doesn't have to do with the locust at all or nothing. But they are working on another side project, so I am anticipating seeing that there at least. Um, at least a little tease from it. Um, an announcement that it may be coming out either this spring, uh, not spring, but this fall, or that we'll at least hear more information this fall. Exomecha was one that I left out last time. I think Exomecha is, is actually, it's a free-to-play game, um, I believe. It is. But it was advertised through Xbox. I think it was showed at the last showcase, actually. Um, and we have it's, they've been radio silent since. I know they said they put they pushed it back. It's supposed to come yeah. out this year, this fall, I believe. Uh, if I'm not mistaken on that, no, it's been it pushed back to 2023. Oh, it's been pushed all the way back. So, boom, that's been yeah. pushed all the way back. There's no telling so why that could have happened, but they're doing a lot of amazing things there. And since it was brought in with Xbox, I do anticipate seeing maybe an update there. Maybe they have a um. Maybe they got together and teamed up on something. Maybe because of Xbox, they've got some more funding in, and that's why they pushed it back. Who knows? I, I, there's no telling, right? Um, but it is from a smaller studio again, Indie Dev, um, bringing out the game. I think it's going to be another one to bring in. And let's see. What else I got on my list here? Again, Starfield, is, it's hard for me to throw it in the list because I am excited for what I'm hearing from it. But... Because I'm not the mainstay Bethesda Zenimax fan, I feel like it's not proper. You will be. You will. Be. <laughs> well, <this, laughs> we'll see. Um, I just feel like it's it's not proper of me or, or authentic of me to say that I'm excited for it. I'm interested 100. percent um, From the images that I've seen and the leaks that I've seen, I am highly interested. Um, and this could be that first foray that really takes me again open world mass effect steel where you can go any where again, you can go anywhere again <laughs> that gets me excited which is which is why i am extremely interested but that's why i do want to leave with i i mean but that's why i try i try to leave out a conversation from myself just because i know brother i know i it's, it's i don't i don't have that same connection right I, and again don't want i know we we don't want to come across disingenuous and that's just that's just me personal thing um, again, I spoke on motorsport. The one other thing that I would love to see, and again, Killer Instinct kind of falls in that same boat with Starfield. Killer Instinct's cool and all, but it's not the fighting game that I'm looking for. I would love to see Tekken 8 or the next Tekken Tag because they're it's due time for a Tekken Tag. But, right? but, but still, what if Ed Boon and his team are working on Killer Instinct? Would you be interested? Not really. I'm not interested in Killer Instinct like that. Um, I've okay, never, but, but let's say they change up Killer Instinct to more Mortal Kombat. They bring in different elements, right? And they're obviously expertise because they have. Mortal I mean, Kombat. Killer Killer Instinct, Mortal Kombat, 
um those types of games they all fight similarly to each other okay you know okay. what i mean so that's not that's not the problem for me it's not the well, fighting killer, style killer because i was gonna say killer instinct is considered different from mortal Kombat. a lot I of mean, people are scared ed boon would change it and that's what some purists it's, it's don't different want. because of how they use their combo styles and everything right. else but as far as like though when i mean like when i say that like they're kind of the same as far as like button inputs and everything like you you have to learn the characters i do think that killer instinct's a little bit easier to get into because you kind of can button mash your way in like you can't really button mash your way into mortal Kombat. you're gonna get your ass wrecked at some point like if you go online button mashing this is working in mortal Kombat. like not at all and killer instinct it kind of does work. It's a little bit more friendly in that aspect, right? So, no. Um, in that, it's just, for me, Mortal Kombat, same thing, has never been, like, it for me either. I've never liked those side-scrolling fighters like that. I just haven't. Unless it was, like, Budokai. But you're still talking about a 3... It's still on a 3D plane, because you're still moving around. I think it's just the omnidirectional movement for me that I've enjoyed for fighters more so than anything. It's like... I'm also, I don't like Street Fighter. I don't get why people like Street Fighter. I like the animation, and I like the shows, and I like the stories, but I don't like the game. I cannot stand Street Fighter. And it's not, it doesn't have nothing to do about being good at it. It's just the fluidity of it more so than anything to me. Whereas, like, in a Tekken, it's, you're controlling the, like, you're really controlling the character. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's just a me thing. Um... Maybe it's just the 3D side of it that appeals more to me. I, I don't know. That may, there, there's so many different things. But um, that's another one of those that I kind of leave out of conversation because I, I understand that people are hyped for Killer Instinct. And when you hear Ed Boom, yeah, that gets me hyped because I'm, I'm a fan. I am a fan of Mortal Kombat. I do like Mortal Kombat. Out of all of them, if I had to pick one, that as far as the side-scrolling fighters, other than like, of course, your Blas Blues and Guilty Gears, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pick Mortal Kombat, right? Um, but he's also has hands, I mean, Injustice, he, he does good work. So I do feel like no matter what, it's not a question for me whether Killer Instinct would be good under his name. That, that would get me excited. I don't know if that would give me a reason to want to jump in, right? Uh, I just don't have that there. But um, the last one for me is I would really see because the WB deals um, and these WB talks are starting to pick back up um, as far as the smoke goes. And I want to tie that in a little bit here because we can go on forever about that. But with things seemingly opening back up, Discovery has, has come back out and blatantly made it obvious that they are looking for a way out of their their gaming shit. Like they they don't know what to do with their gaming division, so they're looking for something to do with it. Um, whether it gets bought by Microsoft, gets whatever the case might be. But I would love to see. And I know this is mostly going to be uh, in favor of Pong, but I would love to see because I'm, I'm going to buy a day one regardless. Gotham Knights dropping the Game Pass to start that trend of we have hero games also because the only thing that i want xbox to do with wb is buy batman because once you buy batman you have the one comic hero vigilante that can literally compete with spider-man it could no, it's not on the same level. And I'm not going to say that Spider-Man, Batman's on the same level as Spider-Man, but as far as recognition goes, Spider-Man, Superman, Batman, 
Wolverine. Who else would you throw in there? What really? When you think of Wolverine, you just think of X Men overall. That's automatic. You know what I mean? Uh, not for everybody. Not, Some for, people not, just for, like, not for everybody, but yeah. in most cases. Yeah. Um, but those three mainly: Superman, Batman, and Spider Man. Those have been thrown around for decades. Stories, leagues of stories behind them. And that would be the number one game, especially with... Because they could simply do this. Because everybody's been clamoring about the Arkham Knight series and it needing a resolution boost, frame rate boost, and everything else. And it's just being updated for current-gen systems. It would be an amazing thing to see for them to come out and say, boom, E3 at the, to kind of close out their show. One more thing. We... You see the lights get dark. You see the bats kind of move out the way. You see the Batman symbol come come real big up on the screen and say Batman 2024 or whatever the case may be. Console exclusive, Game Pass, oh, or whatever. And then right behind that Arkham Knight, uh, Arkham Knight series is resolution boost, frame boosted in Game Pass right now. Go get it. You got a lot of faith in Rocksteady right now. Somebody, a, a studio, a studio that's been what seven years since we had their last game, and they I, still I not, and we're still not getting their next game until next year. And now you're talking <laughs> Batman 2024. Hey, I'm Bro. just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> they've they've been working on it, but no. Um, I, I, I think I think that would that's I'm, I'm throwing a lot of lot of lot of you gotta throw that extra smoke in there. I love you. I love you. <laughs> you gotta throw that extra smoke in there. Because uh, uh, this guy's squad they wanna, even out yet. They, they want to compete with Batman 2024. <laughs> <laughs> They've been working on it behind the scenes. Right. That's what's taking so long. They've been tandemly yep. <laughs> developing Suicide Squad and Batman, and then they're just gonna surprise us out of the blue. Yeah. Okay. Right, they, they gotta build right. their world out. <laughs> Hey, look, they, they got the Court of Owls and Gotham Knights. I mean, I'm just saying, Batman, they yeah. said Batman's dead. Batman's not dead. Like, Batman's well, never dead. No. But of course not. Until he's dead. But uh, uh, but that's just me. That's kind of my high hopes. I, I would yeah. love to see something like that. I think that would set the world. That would definitely set the I think that would set the internet on fire right there. If they were uh, announced an exclusive Batman, uh, what's the ecosystem? I, again, you ask for competition. You want brand recognition? I think that would do it for you. Uh, what are you thinking about it, man? Again, June twelfth is a date. We've speculated on it quite a bit. Um, I yeah. added a little bit more realism to mind this time around. I know I had some huge high hopes for the, for the yeah, last then one. He, then he just went off the deep end, tin tinfoil hat. I had to seize it, man. I had wow. To. No, no, you did great. See, I love because you always do come with a different perspective. Because this is where this is where our differences do shine. Uh, through is when we talk about stuff like this because you do have a different set of interests in a yeah. lot of ways than I do. We match up, but you yeah. also have a whole nother set and, and you come from a different side of things. So I do appreciate that. And it's awesome to hear you talk. Um, it was great on PM and the PM. It's great here. Now you threw in this Batman 2024 <laughs> deal. God damn. All right. Uh, listen, first of all, before I start my stuff, uh, let, let me get to a couple comments in, in, okay. in the, the chat because we've had some interesting stuff come through. I've seen the uh, that to, Yeah, that I want to touch on um, a little bit here. So because um, you kind of had touched on the stream stick. Look, I would agree with you, but the showcase, and especially with as much content as as Xbox yeah. has, wow. the showcases in E3 time have never been about hardware. Uh, no, they have Xbox. So I, I get it, but I don't see it coming. But it's it's Timmy uh, brought up the Elite Series uh, Three controller. 
here's a deal and steel i'll let you i'll let you get your okay, yeah, points yeah. off on this too because you are actually a leak control user where yeah, i have every never felt the need to invest that type of money uh as i game more now and stuff you know as i've gotten back into like more competitive gaming and and uh playing multiplayer games with you, you guys it, yeah. i i've started to look at them it's still again for me and my budget like bro that's like a lot of money for a controller but i understand why people do it yeah um but as far as the elite controller three it's timmy i think xbox has a real problem here um on their hands and i'm not talking about like some manufacturing problem or it kind of is in a way I don't think with all the issues that the Elite Control Tour 2 does have with the with the manufacturing process as far as there's been, you know, a lot of issues. Like a lot of people have complained about it that they spend, you know, whatever it is, 150, 200 dollars on a controller and you get stick drift, okay? That's a problem. And I think that that in combination with what are they going to do with these the Elite 3 yeah. Outside of adding the share button, what are they going to do to differentiate it from the elite two? And I think that there's probably some conversation going on internally. Do they add the functionality that you see in the dual sense from PlayStation? Do they want to try it out first on the elite series? Is that what you do to differentiate it to, to justify coming out with a series three controller? Because if you're not going to add more features, Right. What what are you going to offer the consumer? Are you going to honestly come out and say, hey, we found out a bigger, a better way to manufacture our controllers. So the Elite Series 3 is going to be much more durable than the Elite Series 2. Right. So now here's the Elite Series 3. Are you really going to come out and say say that to people, even if it's a well-known fact? Are you going to try to use that as your selling point and justifying an Elite Series 3? To me, I think they're kind of in a lock position here until they make a decision like hey what are we going to do with this thing how can we make it in an even better controller than what we currently have in the elite series 2 again if they're going to make the decision to go the dual sense route mm -hmm. and they want to introduce it first on the elite series number one does that make sense are developers going to spend the extra time to put those functional functions into a game when only it's available on the elite series controllers, which is going to be a very small percentage of people who own them. Are mm. they going to do that? Is it going to make sense? Is it something where you make it just as similar to the dual sense as possible so mm. that they've already made dual sense features so they can just go ahead and implement them and it's going to work on the elite series three. I don't know how those patents work. And mm. I don't know if that, that, you know, blocks them from doing something like that, because again, you're going to wind up with a problem and, for me, I don't care because again, everybody can say whatever they want to about immersion. Again, like I said, I've never ever in my life thought to myself, boy, this game would be a lot more immersive if I felt the raindrops in my hands. Okay. I've no. never felt that way. You feel the raindrops I, on my skin. Sure. Like. <laughs> right, right. Right. But in my hands, I understand why people it. enjoy it for certain people. It's cool. And I get yeah. it. I, again, I'm not disparaging those. For me personally, I could care less. I turn off vibration in, in a lot of my games, okay? Because it, it doesn't do anything for me. It's more annoying um, than anything else. And, and again, the triggers, bro, I do not want to feel the bull pulling back no, in my trigger. I don't care. About, I, I don't, I care, don't care how many people come out and say it's the greatest thing ever. If I'm not, I will never use if it. I'm, if, if you're not giving me the feeling of me doing no. it myself, 
yeah. I don't want it. No, no, right. Like unless so, I'm in like a VR setting, I don't want that. Like not at all. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So, and it, so for me, it's not that big a deal. Whatever they do, but I think that they're that those are some of the major sticking points as to why they already have not dropped an Elite Series three. Um, just from what I've read, from what yeah. I've heard, and just kind of my own thoughts on Steel. You got what do you think, brother? Okay, you so think Elite Series three is ready, or what? Do, what do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys one thing. Hopefully, hopefully you guys can see it. You guys see that? What I'm showing for the audio listeners is I have two Elite controllers. I have Elite two controllers. One of them, I would say, how long has the Elite controller been out? Oh, let me look that up real quick. I don't even know. So I want to I want to give uh, I want to give some With the accurate. Elite Series two. You yeah, have the Elite Series two. Yeah. Uh let's see. Release. Uh, 2019. Okay. Yeah. I've had both of mine since 2020, early 2020. Um, the one that I just showed you guys, and for audio listeners, it doesn't have it as bad, but the grips on the side of the controller are starting to come up. On my left side, near where the trigger is. Now, to me, when you spend almost $200 for a controller, because it wasn't $149 like the Elite Series 1. It was $179. When you pay almost $200 for a controller, things like that can be very frustrating. Because it's something that you do not anticipate that just because my hands are sweating and causing the rubber to uh, expand or not expand, that's not my problem as a consumer. Now, I knew again, you were a sweaty steel. I knew you were. See? <laughs> again, now this is for most people. Again, my this one just started doing it. My other one doesn't have that problem, right? Nothing wrong with it. Perfectly fine. I don't have stick drift in either controller. Very, very minimal, if any. I have to literally go into my settings to turn my, um, how you mess with the dead zones and everything, turn my dead zones to zero to notice any stick drift. But usually when I move it up to about two or three, it completely it completely goes away. So no stick drift. And I use my I use my controllers, both of them, every day. So the main thing for me is definitely going to be durability and build quality. Now, I don't have the same issues that other people have had, right? Um, people complain about the RB, uh, the bumpers being broken. Now, on one of my controllers, I do think that the the bumper might be messed up, or it might have snapped. I don't know. I haven't taken this is actually the first time I haven't had to take it a controller apart within the first year or first two years of me having it, um, because the bumper would break or whatever the case might be. Um, especially on the Elite controller, because I also had the Elite One when it first came out, um, and I had that for the entirety. Use that every day. That was. After a year, the grips were falling off of that one. So, and I had to get a completely different kind of skin to kind of keep everything together so it wouldn't feel weird. Because after a while, um, like you don't want to peel the skins all the way off. But at the same time, it can be uncomfortable to hold in a gaming session because it's noticeable. Um, for me, I don't want haptics in an elite show, and, and and I don't want more. I don't want more haptics. Again. Like, I understand why people love the vibration and everything, and it makes it feel more realistic or whatever. Um, now, uh, I am somebody who doesn't use vibration. I go into every game and I turn my vibration off. I don't want to feel that shit. 
And when I'm in a shooter, I don't want to feel vibration. It's actually distracting to me personally. Um, it makes it worse. Now in racers, I do use vibration. Cause I like, I do like the way that feels because no, I don't have a, I don't have a steering wheel. So I do like to have some form of immersion when I play those games. I don't think that haptics should be incorporated in the normal controllers either, not yet, until it is proven that it is something that is going to be used going into the future. That right now, I don't see people up in arms and saying that the haptics that Sony has implemented is so genre or so game defining or so hardware defining that everybody else needs to do it. It's only like, a small group of people that are saying that it feels great, right? Um, that 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 they need this and everything. I've I have played with a PlayStation controller, PlayStation Five controller. I've used the PlayStation Five controller. I don't like it. I don't I don't like the resistance. I don't like the I don't like I don't like the extra hat. I don't, I don't like it. I turn it off. Turned it off. I'd rather not have it. I'd rather my controller be more durable have a longer life, have given me additional game mode, uh, additional modes, because uh, let's face it, nowadays there's games that different games play differently. You don't want to have to go configure a controller every time for different games, right? So give me different modes. Um, again, I do believe, I said, I think I said durability already. Um, and other than that, you've already made the world's renowned best controller. Why, it's, it's kind of the same thing that, that people say, why should PlayStation do anything different when they've all been great for so long? Ma well, making games wise, right? That's how I look at the controllers. Xbox has continuously reiterated on them and reiterated on them, reiterated them on the, to the point to where the only thing that you could do now with the controller is give me more customization options, give me a better battery life, and on top of the things that I, that I said already. So the only thing that you can really do, the main thing that Elite controllers are missing is a customization option. Haptics are going to definitely be kind of something that is debatable, but for me, I don't want it. It's gonna be another thing that you're putting in a controller for it to have issues down the road. We don't, I mean, with the controllers only being almost two years old now, we don't know how well the haptics are doing the current PlayStation controllers. And current PlayStation controllers and current regular controllers on Xbox are still having stick drift issues and other um, durability issues other than that. Your bumper shouldn't be breaking. Again, it depends on your use, but bumper shouldn't be breaking. Grip shouldn't be coming off. Um, stick drift. We're in 2022. Why is stick drift still happening? And blatant. It's like blatant stick drift. Because they all use the same company. Exactly. 2022. Y'all using the same company to make your joysticks that say, oh, we've tested them. And then people are having... That's the number one issue that I hear about. In any controller, stick drift. Stick drift and durability. Let's work on these things first before we add things to the controller. That's my personal opinion. I yeah. like what I have now out of my, out of my Elite controller. It gives me everything. I got customizable thumbsticks, customizable D-pad, customizable game mode uh, where the share button is right now. Um, yeah, I, do I need another button for my share? Um, maybe I can fit that somewhere. 
you have options on the bottom of your controller to add paddles. Um, you have trigger stops. Like, what what else do I want? Do I want uh? Like we come to find out when you plug in your Elite controller, uh, Elite 2 controller to PC, uh, apparently the LED is a color changing LED. Like who knew? I only thought it was white. I plug it in, turn on Steam, and it let me change the colors. I changed it to blue. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you've given me enough per, to me. Just let's work on the, the, the little things. Let's refine these things instead of adding more things that could possibly be, can possibly be broken. I don't need more plastic inside of my plastic, especially when we're in a in an age where we're also fighting with these companies to have to be able to get proper repairs done. I don't know about you, but you can't just run down the street and be like, "Hey, man, repair my controller real quick." No, they want you to buy a whole new, brand new controller for sixty to seventy dollars. That gets expensive after a while. We're going through controllers every three to six months because of stick drift. Something so simple, you know what I mean? And and it's because some people aren't authorized to do the repairs. There's this huge thing going on within the industry that unless you're certified to do the repairs, they're not gonna let you do it. Why? Because they just, want you to buy product. I was just gonna say that's changing, right? Yeah, and, and it is changing, they're working on that because, I mean, again, it's not consumer friendly, right? right. They to have things go that direction, but that's how things have progressed over the years. And so, I mean, you, it's like you can't fault them for it, but at the same time, like something has to change. So that's just me. Again, I am, that's me speaking as someone who's been using Elite Controller since the Series 1, since that originally came out. Um, again, I have two Elite 2 controllers. Both of them work flawlessly. Um, there's only one that I'm starting to have issues with, and that's going into almost year three of me having the controller. So, and it's something that's easily adjustable, at least easily to, easy to fix. But... That's just me. I don't see now because I, I hear a lot of other people that complain about it a little bit more Again, to each their own. I, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but I will say, hey guys, just, let's just be careful with our controllers. You know, you don't have to roundhouse kick them all the time. You don't. I know you get a little mad at the game and you throw it down on the desk real quick and um, maybe you toss it or, you know, across the room or whatever the case might be. Oh, it's trying to make sure I, I, it ends up on the bed um, if I ever do that, which is very rare. Um, but I'll, I'll throw it on a soft place or something on like that. But other than that, like, let's, let's, let's be wary of what we're doing here. But yeah, that's me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take up your segment talking about the elite three. No, like no, no. Don't worry about it. Elite again, that's why I brought these up. Cause uh, again, I, I saw some really great comments in here. Shout out to, uh, Yobi too, as well. Dragonheart Yobi. He had a great idea as far as when you brought up the streaming stick brother, that Microsoft needs to find a way so that if the people who are just using this streaming stick exclusively, right, uh, through the cloud, uh, have some way of purchasing uh, games when they leave Game Pass um, and have basically like a virtual cloud library. Uh, I think that's a fantastic idea. No, I think I think you'll be able to do that anyway. Yeah. I think the, yeah. the way the, the stick is going to be set up is that you yeah. can still buy the game. You just won't be able to download it. Right, right, exactly. You won't be able to download so it. So when you I do get a console... Yep, you'll be able to. You'll be able to. Boom, you own it. But once you download, once you play it, or like choose the option to install it, or whatever the case might be. No, you can't install it to anything. But it'll be ready to go for you whenever you do get a console. Yeah, at least yep, that's exactly. What I or or continue to play it through the cloud. Yeah. Right? So I, I I think that that's an awesome idea, and it's definitely something they're probably working on. I imagine they're thinking about that again. People make a lot more money than us 
thinking about this stuff ahead of time. So hopefully they are, because that would be fantastic option for those people. Uh, Jacob Novick. Hey brother. Uh, you saw a guy post about, um, uh, and steel actually posts our DMS too. And I had to remind him as well, but, uh, uh, new rumor, uh, around that, uh, killer instinct is going to be made by possibly yeah. Namco, uh, Bandai Namco. Sure uh, that, this, uh, yeah. <laughs> what is, what is Matt Paul? <laughs> what? Oh, and, uh, I, they, uh, a Namkai Bandai or Namkai Bando. <laughs> uh, listen, oh, that's fucking hilarious. Sorry. yeah, it is hilarious. Uh, Bandai Namco. Listen, uh, yeah, this stems from the old rumor, um, that jazz put out there on the Xbox two quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was either the beginning of this year or late last year. He had her whisper, like the faintest of whispers, uh, that Bandai Namco could be working on Killer Instinct. Uh, we, I think we actually talked about it here during that time frame too. Um, that's a possibility. Bandai Namco and Xbox have a great relationship right now. Like that's one of the Eastern companies that are actually all about Microsoft right now, which is cool uh, because they are on the upswing. Steel and I have talked about that. Like if they were to purchase a Eastern dev uh, publisher, they are like number one on my list outside of maybe Capcom. Um, even though I love Sega, look, Bandai Namco is doing a lot of great things. It would not shock me if they cut a deal. Uh, again, they've got fighting studios over there, mm-hmm. and it would be interesting if that turned out to be true. So I understand why people are reviving that again, but it was the faintest of whispers uh, that Jez had heard. Nothing solid, nothing concrete in any way, shape, or form. Right. Just had been thrown out there that that was something that might have been in the works. Uh, would not shock me, Steel. Uh, would not would not surprise me in the least. Yeah, hundred percent. It'd be cool. It'd be different. It'd be different. Let's put it that way. Uh, so that's that's for sure. Um, did I have anything else in here before I move on and talk about the showcase myself? Um, I think uh, did I see one other one in here? Lisa had a few things. Yeah, I had a few things, and that was a few things. But there, I think I don't remember if uh, did it's Timmy ask another question. I didn't see anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, what would you think of, to a Mortal Kombat Killer Instant crossover if Microsoft got Neverrealm? Yeah, and maybe we'll talk about that too. Uh, and the shows, the WB stuff firing up again too, as well. Uh, Speculation Town uh, back into two again. Yeah, I said that from the beginning. I think that would be absolutely phenomenal if they were doing that. Uh, again, Ed Boone and his team. To me, again, I'm not the fighting guy. I enjoy fighters, right? I love fighters. I love the animations. But I'm a casual when it comes to fighters. I go in there, and if I can adjust the settings so I can one-button push super moves, uh, combinations, I do that, okay? Because I just want to see all the cool stuff that happens on the screen, and I don't want to sit back and get good and learn all the combos, okay? I don't. That's not me anymore. But I I do love the fighting genre. I love the styles that are out there. It's so diverse. You can get anime-style fighters. You can get realistic-style fighters, plus all the characters they can put in. Bro, I love all of that stuff. 100%. So a Ed Boon nether round developed Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct would be gigantic. Uh, again, every time they've done crossovers, they are such masters at what they do. Again, you will hear the Killer Instinct crowd, the the purists mm-hmm. uh, that have love Killer Instinct for what it is, would probably be out there screaming in rage uh, because they don't want to see Killer Instinct 
become Mortal Kombat. They want Killer Instinct to remain Killer Instinct with all the combos as and that should. kind of stuff. As it, as it should. But again, there's no doubt. For, for for the but but there's no doubt for the wider audience, the Mortal Kombat fans, if they did a crossover with Killer Instinct, it would be a big deal. It, it, it'd it'd blow up. Cool. It would it would yeah. blow up. Yeah. Yeah. It would be really cool. So I think that's awesome too. All right, let's get back. Uh Look, this is why we love this show, right? Again, Steele and I are not on any kind of plan. So love when you guys bring in interesting stuff into the conversation. That's why I brought you guys out and, and shouted some of you out because I do love to see that. And we could talk about that stuff uh, because, again, we're not, we're not planned here. We don't we don't have a schedule. So it's just me and Steele talking with you guys. So uh, great to see it. Thank you all for contributing to that. Um, showcase. Save the date. June 12th. 10 a.m. Pacific time. This was a big announcement because everybody can say, well, yeah, we all kind of knew the day, right. you know, whatever. It's still something special. When Xbox Wire drops the date, again, last year, for people who don't remember, we didn't get this date until May 26th, right before my birthday. Right? Yeah, we didn't true, get this man. until May yeah. 26th. This means, this means that they are ahead of schedule Things are rolling much smoother. Again, we're still kind of in pandemic times here, but we're getting past that point now. Things are getting back to normal. Another little tidbit that Rand dropped on PM and the PM, and please go watch that episode. Fantastic episode with Steel and Rand. Uh, Another little tidbit that Rand dropped during that show when we were talking about this is that from what he's hearing is nearly every one of Xbox's studios has something ready for this showcase. Now that doesn't mean that we're going to get all of it. They're going to cut a bunch of stuff, save a bunch of stuff. And I'll talk a little bit about that here shortly, but the fact that all the studios have something ready to go, or at least this is what Rand's hearing that all the studios are giving something to Phil and his team for the showcase. That means we are back on schedule. That means all these studios are starting to fire up again for, for people who don't understand how this works, they do have to take, it's not as simple as, Hey, just go cut some footage, right? Mm -hmm. That's not what these presentations are. They're very planned and specific from the devs of what they want to do. And they have to take time out. They have actual people take time out resources away from whatever they're working on to make a presentation for something like a showcase for their game. So this is a big deal. If Rand, if what Rand is hearing is true, mm-hmm. it's a big deal, folks, right? The, everybody's starting to fire up, getting back to normal. People are prepared. People are ready. And I think that means big That's things awesome. for this showcase and for the rest of the year. But let's stay, let's stay here with the showcase first. To see Xbox Wire come out and announce this, again, everybody can say, well, it's just a date. Yeah, but you know what? That starts up this season, this Christmas season as gamers. Even though we don't have an official E3, we know we're going to have at least Microsoft and a bunch of their partners right around that E3 time. We also know we're going to have Keeley's Summer Games Fest right around that same time as well. So we are going to get somewhat of an E3 time period. And all gamers across the globe always like to be able to focus in on key dates when there's going to be big shows right and i think that that's why i always said e3 is still important because that having all eyes on you at that one time where you get a lot of information a lot of games showing that's huge 
for any company that can do it around that time. So I think this is going to be special. And then the logo steel. Let's talk about the logo that they came out, the, the advertisement they had for the showcase. It's Xbox Bethesda. Okay. So they're together, right? They're, they're Bethesda's underneath Xbox, but Xbox is still highlighting Bethesda. Why? Because all bets are writing on Starfield this year. Yeah. This is Starfield. You look at that logo. It is the Xbox logo eclipsing the planet from Starfield that we saw in the early Starfield trailers. This is huge. Starfield is massive. And again, for all those people who kept saying, oh, no, it's going to be delayed. It's going to be delayed. Mm. It ain't going to be delayed, folks. Nah. It's coming. 11-11-2022 is the date. They are ready. Xbox is putting not all their eggs. They've got so much to show. But if you don't think that Todd Howard's first brand new IP in decades is not a big deal, you got another thing coming June 12th, okay? And maybe even beyond June 12th. Because Xbox is going to ride Starfield through this holidays into even better sales than we just heard about what they're talking about. They're still growing. They're still having record times. Again, record March they came out and talked about. Uh, beating the 360 in its prime uh, as far as sales go. Starfield's going to drive that even further. There are going to be people who you have seen in this community out here talking about how Starfield isn't that big a deal, talking about bug Thesda, talking yep. about I don't care if Bethesda is exclusive to Xbox. You're going to not necessarily see because they're never going to come out and admit it. Those people are secretly going to go out and get a Series S or a Series X just to play Starfield when it drops. And again, Am I talking out of the faith that Starfield is going to hit the way that I think it is? Yeah, absolutely, because we haven't seen anything yet. But June 12th, that all changes. Starfield is going to be the star, pun intended, of this show. It is going to drive the hype that Xbox already has, the, the momentum that Xbox already has going forward to new heights, along with all the other stuff they're going to show. Starfield is obviously going to be the focal point, I believe that they're going to open the show with Starfield. Now there's, there's, there's arguments to be made where right. they place it, but I think they are going to open the show with Starfield. It is going to be Pete Hines introducing Todd Howard as they always do. Todd is going to walk out on stage and do a 15 to 20 minute presentation on Starfield. Okay. And I think that's how they're going to open the show. It's going to be a little bit different right. than last year. I still think, into the show we're still going to have really really fast pace i think they're going to show a lot but i think that because starfield's so important they are going to set aside a bulk of time to have that showing off so i think starfield opens the show and then from there it's just going to be all the extra little treats on top of starfield from there on out like Steele said redfall needs to be showing off yeah i think that redfall gets an extended look not 15 to 20 minutes like Starfield, but I think they do get an extended trailer, gameplay, um, all that good stuff. I think you're going to see that for sure. You're going to see Motorsport uh, finally be shown. I think Motorsport could be a little bit shorter. Now, there's an interesting little thing. People have been talking about Motorsport shadow dropping during the showcase. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, but there nah. is a pot, but there is a possibility still. There's, there's now talk that uh, Motorsport is already in beta that some influencers already have it and are playing it. There is a chance still they could, they could release a limited 
maybe one two track kind of style to get every, everybody a taste like a demo of Forza Motorsport. Yeah. Or they might not wait very long to release Motorsport. They might even have a date for us at the showcase of Motorsport because if it is a games as a service, they could launch it as a games as a service, right? Yeah. They could launch it as, hey, we've got handful of tracks. We've got, uh, you know, 80, 80 to 100 cars ready to rock and roll. We're dropping this out. Mm. We're going to have continuous drops. We've got a roadmap. We're going to continuously drop this stuff. Uh, and this is you're going to watch this grow with us. Right. They could do that as well. And I don't think a lot of people would necessarily be upset by that. Sure, some people would say, no, I want the full experience. But if they truly are from everything that we've talked about before in the past and motorsport is going in a different direction, it's going to be kind of this hub world from here on out. Right. They could they could potentially have an early release date than we're expecting on motorsport and kind of give us that that experience up front and then add to it as it goes. But motorsport's going to be shown here for sure. Avowed. Uh, Avowed is locked. Um, Avowed from all things, again, from good sources, Jez, um, Grub. Avowed was ready last year. They pulled it from the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they pulled it from the show um, and decided to hold it. Avowed's going to be there. 100%. Avowed is going to, I think it's a spring release next year. I think it's an early release next year um into 2023 because next year is when microsoft starts hitting that one big game per quarter from their first party uh studios at least next year is that when we start to see that cadence and i think avowed is going to lead the way in 2023 um so we're going to see avowed and i think we're going to see a nice presentation on that as well um so those are the like the the locks uh from the first party um you're going to see a lot of stuff compulsion or in exiles game. Rand is telling me compulsions is uh, ahead of in exiles. Okay. So then I will say here that compulsions uh, new game gets shown. Um, I think that we see something from obsidian uh, as well. I think the uh, Josh Sawyer uh, smaller project that he's been working on, which is sort of kind of like a detective story. Mm-hmm. I think that gets shown here um, as well. And maybe some more stuff on Grounded, obviously, as they move to a full release, uh, that that would probably be in there as well. Maybe a new Sea of Thieves uh, expansion from Rare. I think that that we might see that here. We got the Pirates of the Caribbean last year. I think they got things lined up. I think we might see Sea of Thieves continue uh, to have those kind of partnerships. Yeah, of so, yeah. so I think we get something from Sea of Thieves as well. Um it gets really interesting when you start talking about the third party stuff. Right. And uh, I think, yeah, I I think, uh, let me continue. Let's start with second party kind of, I think that we definitely see something from contraband uh, more as a a trailer uh, versus what we got last year. Right. With some gameplay. I think it, I think because contraband, I think is a summer game next year. Um, So I think we do get some more contraband because again, everybody has to remember, we're not going to see stuff. Again, the people that want to see Fable, I totally understand, right? Yeah. But from the but the, the thing the things we're hearing from Fable is it, they're still figuring things out at Playground. They're, this is their first RPG. They're they've been known for racers, open world racing. Okay, this is a big transition. They brought people in from all over the industry, from Rocksteady, from yeah. uh, Naughty Dog, from hands, uh, yeah. Sony Santa Monica. 
right? They're bringing it plus some of the original Fable people back into the fold again to figure this out. Fables, I think 2024, the showcase is focused on things this year and into next year, right? And I think that people got to remember that. I don't think we're going to see a lot of teasing or shows for 2024, 2025 stuff at all. Maybe one or two surprises if they've got something new that they want to just give up a title screen to. Mm-hmm. We might see some of those, but but I think Fable's not going to be there. But I think that Contraband is there because I think that's next year. Um, I'd like to see something. I'd like to see a teaser finally from IO uh, on the Dragon Project. I'd like to get a name. Um, again, I don't yeah. think they're ready to show anything. It's really early, but give us a name and a teaser uh trailer i think that that would be fantastic um and then the partnerships um i think that ubisoft is going to be big at this show uh they supposedly have a lot to show yeah i think ubisoft and ea are both going to have a presence at this show at the xbox showcase yeah yeah because xbox talked about it they're showing they're going to have the third-party partnerships and because there's no e3 steel i I think that they're going to use this Xbox being one of the biggest out there now. Oh, you don't think Sony bought Ubisoft and Ubisoft is going to be completely under? (laughs) No, 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 I don't think that's happening at all yet. And we can talk about that next. Um, Listen, Ubisoft is going to be there with the Ubisoft Plus. Mm -hmm. I think that announcement gets done at the showcase. Now, I had some pushback from Rand a little bit, whatever else. Um, And I heard some other people say, nah, that's not the place to do it. I think Ubisoft, again, shows off um, Skull and Bones there there actually and was I a tease for that the other day there was i think yeah, somebody leaked some gameplay and they got pulled. Yep, yep it got pulled um and they did put out their own little teaser more to come later i think this is where they show it i think they show off uh i think they do show off uh skull and bones and i think that they announced the ubisoft plus coming to game pass i think they finally admit that a portion of that uh they're going to go to a tiered system mm-hmm. ubisoft is i think we get a vault of all the old ubisoft games just like ea oh. into game pass included in your game pass ultimate subscription and then i think they have an add-on if you want the new games dropping in plus dlc so i think that that's how they're going to do this and i think it's going to be a big deal because again the ubisoft vault coming in to game pass Major. Oh, you can talk you can talk about ubisoft all you want bro having all those old games in there is going to be fantastic it's another addition right so i think that's going to be we just saw the deal um where they announced on the xbox wire that ubis more ubisoft games are coming to game pass that's why i say steal ubisoft and xbox right now I'm getting pretty oh, tight I, I, I know think, i know i think they're going to use this showcase i think they're going to use this showcase so um ea is going to be there for sure um, be interesting to see if um, if Microsoft has worked out any marketing deals with EA for Jedi Fallen Order too. Um, you know, I know everybody's talked about it's going to be current gen only now. Supposedly, according to Grub, uh, Grub is saying that Jedi Fallen Order two is going to be current gen only. Be interesting to see if they show up at the showcase as well and show off Jedi early Jedi Fallen Order two stuff with a marketing deal connected to Xbox um that'd be pretty cool man that'd be really really cool to have there Uh, i think that's a possibility um i think that um i think how the one my and i'm going to stick to this i'm going to stick to this hill there's a lot of different ways the just one more thing could go steel the just one more thing is always interesting because there's so many different directions they could take it they could show something from one of their studios or they could do a partnership i think this is the time 
you announced the Kojima deal. I said this on PM and the PM. I think the one, just one more thing is Kojima. And I think it's a sim, it's just a simple, whether it's just Kojima productions, mm-hmm. whether it's Kojima saying, Hey, it's official. I'm working on a project with Xbox excited to do so. However, they do this. I think this is where they start making that cloud development push deal that we've heard. They've been investing in so much. They've been making hires of all sorts of different people to take cloud gaming to the next level. And I think Kojima is there and I are not necessarily there. I think he does a video, but I think that's, that's how they end the show. Kojima kind of pushing this cloud development. Kojima is going to be the one that kind of expands our thoughts on mm-hmm. what can be done with this cloud development. You know, again, he thinks outside the box, no matter what you think of him. I think Kojima ends the show. And to stay the Eastern side of things, Steel, we're, well, before I get there, obviously we're going to have a indie showcase, uh, high, uh, hot reel uh, full of indie games. Okay. We're going to have a Game Pass hot reel with Game Pass games coming out. Um, I think we're going to have both of those. But the Eastern side of things, I think Phil, Sarah, and all the rest of them, we just got word this week or over the past couple of weeks that they are moving forward, that there's a big, exciting project that they're getting together over in Japan, that they're pulling in talent, that they're hiring over there. They've got somebody in charge over there. I forget mm-hmm. his name now, but they are doing a project specifically on that side of the, of the world. So I think that all the work that Phil and Sarah and the rest of the team have done over there is mm-hmm. finally cracking doors we've seen more indication as more games come into xbox that the eastern side is kind of loosening up and kind of looking at microsoft differently Mm -hmm. and i think this show i think they go full force with the eastern stuff i think that we do see a deal maybe with a korean developer maybe something about black myth wukon but i think the big one to start out is going to be atlas i think atlas finally sega has you finally yeah. figured it out and i think atlas is coming through we just got the announcement of soul hackers 2 coming um i think this show is where persona gets announced and now there's rumors that both persona 3 and persona 4 golden which i've been calling for forever to come to console and so have a lot of persona fans Persona 3 and Persona 4 are both coming to console and Xbox is one of those consoles. So I think that you get that from Atlas, the announcement, and then I think you get Persona 5 Royale dropping into Game Pass, coming to Xbox finally. And that would be gigantic shift. Again, not for everybody. Again, I understand that, but it starts the real change where people don't just think all the time that every every japanese developer skips xbox anymore and i think that that would be gigantic to have persona finally hit and maybe steal maybe even the final fantasy 7 remake if that's not locked down by sony finally gets announced here as well so i think there's a big eastern kind of flavor to a portion of the show uh to kind of again change the idea around that that xbox is getting diverse with all this stuff so that's what I think, Steel. I think that's the showcase. I think it runs. I think they still try to keep it at 90 minutes. I think that's a sweet spot for I mean, them. I'd, I'd love to see it go two hours. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it go four hours. Show me the full boat. I've said that from the beginning. Phil, give me everything out to 2028, man. 
Tell me what you got working on. Okay. I'm, I'm here for it. Oh, don't let me forget too. age empires Four console edition could also be announced at the showcase. If it's not done in may, I think that they save it for the showcase and announce that as well. And that may shadow drop um, along with plague's tale uh, requiem, which people have already talked about plague's tale. We already got a date for it. So we already know it's going to be out that following week, right after the showcase in the game pass but they might release it early. They might just drop it in the game pass early as a yeah. surprise. Um, but uh, what was I saying? I forgot now. Now I, now I have my brain fart. Dang it. What was I saying? Uh, so they were going to have a test build. I was like, yeah, was... yeah, no, no, no. I said they were going to keep it to 90 minutes. Okay. So we had this, we had this fun thing last night. We did a, a Mav uh, or Caitlin actually said, Hey, let's, let's actually give it numbers. Mav asked over under, and I'll ask you steel. Okay. I'll ask you. Okay. Over under last year, there was like 33 games shown. Okay. 33 games shown at the showcase, all told. Over under 30 for this year's showcase. I'll let you go first. What do you mean over under 30? Over or under the total amount of games that oh, are shown at oh, the showcase. 30. Oh, 30. 30? Yeah, there was, 30, there, was 30, there was 33 last year, like 33, 34, somewhere in that neighborhood last year. Um, yeah. Uh huh. You said they did how many last year? Like 33, 34. If we're we're including everything, including any titles, and I'm I'm thinking that... Yep, that's a real count. Because this first six months has been kind of eh. I mean, of course, you got your Game Pass deals and everything else, so you can't count that out either. Like, I, I love how people say that Xbox hasn't been dead, although there's been constant deals happening going into Game Pass, whether those are for you or not, this entire first six months, either way. Um, but I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. Okay, you're going over? I, I, yeah. You, I, have, okay. I have some confidence in, in over, only because, again, we know what Xbox is trying to do as far as the indie community goes and the indie scene goes, um, as far as helping with the development of games and supporting. Um, again, that's one of their one of their main uh, bread and butters. And then also, it's just there's so many places that second and third party deals go. And again, with the constant thing being, we need content for our subscription service, especially as we get into this fall, this winter. Again. Xbox isn't stupid. They know God of War. If God of War is on track to release this year, guess what? Starfield can be there, but you still need more than that because it's just brand loyalty on its own. So you need a slew of different things that's going to keep people invested. So yeah, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over. You go over. Okay. All right. So for me, since I think that they're keeping it to the 90 minutes, I don't think they're going to extend it uh, because that's a sweet spot. And because of the Starfield showcase, um, and because they got to show off Redfall for sure, I think Avowed gets a little more attention as well. Uh, and Motorsport, yeah, because of those factors. Again, I still think the pacing is going to be very well done, but we're going to have a few more longer segments than we did last year, in my opinion. Yeah, no, 100%. Because of that, I'm going under. Uh, I guess last night I said 27 last night. So 27 is my number uh, this year. Now, do they have the potential to show 50? They do. And that could certainly happen, right? There's a ton. But what I was going to say to Steel, and I'll get your opinion on this because I was going to expand on this oh, talk of the showcase yeah. um, a little bit. With how much they do have to show off, Steel. Right. Right? I think that another reason why we see under 30 this year, but much bigger 
kind of showings for certain games this year, I think is because they're going to have more shows this year. Um, I think they're going to use Keeley's Summer Games Fest. They're going to give a couple of things there, right? I think they're going to use that because he gets the views. At the end of the day, he gets the eyes. I even suggested that they give Starfield to Keeley's showcase and let him do a full blowout because of how many eyes millions of people watch his stuff. That's obviously not happening. They're going to keep it in-house, which I totally get. But they're going to give a couple things to Keeley's Summer Games Fest. Then they've got Gamescom still later, which is smaller, but they could still save something there for that then i believe that they're probably going to have an xo this year again for the first time and i think xo they're going to want to save some big stuff for that and then you got the game awards as well and so i think with those factors involved again i think this show is not going to be last year we got so much because again they these dev studios were barely getting stuff together for the shows. So a lot of it was quick hit stuff, right? Really quick hit stuff. 30 seconds or under just quick hit, quick hit, quick hit. I think this year we see some longer displays of these games, still really good pacing, but I think that they spread them out over the rest of this end of the year, going into the holidays. Um, And I think that that's probably going to bring down the total number of games, even though they have enough to do their own full E3 for probably three days if they really wanted to. I just don't think it's going to happen this year. So I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, it. and my over is probably, I'm right right around like a 31 or 32. Yeah. Um, just include, trying to include everything. I, I can I can see a, a bigger presentation on certain games. A, again, it really is going to depend on how much they want to actually show gameplay. Because if you actually show gameplay, that's going to take up more of the show. Uh, I just, I know people want more of that every time like oh yeah. why don't they get it we want more gameplay but you also have to be like real like it's just not always available like that and these presentations yeah. take time so it's like can they take time away from a development just to make sure that you get a gameplay segment and if they do then they're going to spend 10 to 15 minutes presenting it and yeah, I mean, that definitely takes up the time. But And there's the wild card too, right, Steele? There's the wild card that they could do exactly last year again, right? right. We could see, that pacing is, we could see yeah. right, we could see that. Why? Because they could do the after show they did with Paris last year. Yeah. 100%. Right? They could do that after show the next day and have a full Todd Howard presentation of Starfield, have a full presentation of Redfall, yeah. you know, at the at that Paris thing and really deep dive, yeah, right? They so could, they, they could they could do that too. Again, people should not get it in their heads necessarily that we're going to get the full star. I personally think they're going to give Starfield the treatment just because. Yeah, no, but, because that's an that's it's an Xbox showcase, right? So right, but they, the but they but but they could decide to just make it short and sweet and get that pacing down like last year and really go 35, 40 games this year and then deep dive the following day with Paris or even just have an after right after the show say, because no E3 is not going on. Right. right? So, so there's really not anybody they're going to bump up against. Right. So, yeah, so they, highly- as of right now, so they could say, Hey, right after this show, we're going to, Todd's going to take you through exactly Starfield. We're going to have a full blown up presentation on top of Red Redfall. Right. Uh, you know, we're going to have another 90 minute show right after the showcase with a deep dive on some of these games. Right. They could do that. They really could. And right. people would stick and tune in. Trust See, and, but that's the other problem that I have too, is the fact that there is nobody else there. And because the conversation came up like, so, oh, does, when does Sony need to do their presentation? Like, it's part of the reason why I miss E3 or I want E3 to come back is because 
that blatantly told you, hey, you're going to be here and I'm going to be here. Competition. What are you putting out? And that's the way that I looked at it. That's what I fantasized about E3 so much because it was literally that conversation. Oh, you showed that? Oh, Xbox next day, day before, whatever. Oh, now Xbox shows. Now, boom, all you're talking about is what's happened between both shows and how they stack up against each other. Boom, starting that competition talk right back. I personally feel like PlayStation, it is so disingenuous to them. And again, PlayStation can do whatever the hell they want. They're a company, they're the multi-million dollar deal, multi-million dollar company. They can do whatever, hundred million, hundred millions of dollars. But I feel like it's it's not genuine to their consumer to feel like they're beyond competition, but then always acknowledge the competition. But you don't want you don't want them to put out a show though around when Xbox does it. So like the conversation started like, oh, uh, well, do you feel like Sony it needs to respond? Yeah, Sony needs to fucking respond because what else do they have right now? What are you hype about? Forspoken and God of War Ragnarok? Oh, they definitely have to have a show for sure. I mean, they're going to have to have another one this year. Like they're, they, they're going to need to have do. one soon. Oh, yeah. well, well, we could just wait until August because it's Sony. Right. Why? Why not like put this thing on them? Like, yo, like, compete, compete. Put your show out around June, that next weekend or the week, the, the day before, or like be part of the festivities is my point. That's all I want. Cause then it just opens up more conversation and more conversation uh, and more people to argue with. And I mean, again, that's what pushes things forward. And that's what creates awesome discussion is that. And without it, I feel like we have missed an integral piece of what makes the summer so important for gaming is because again, why E3 was considered the biggest thing is because you were getting all your information right then. And no, it hasn't been, it's been years since it's been that way, but it, I just yeah. missed that man. And I, and it's no, so I unfortunate agree. to me that I'm not going to necessarily experience that because one of the, one of the people that are in our industry doesn't see that it's important to have that sort of competition. Instead, yeah. you'd rather do it with different styles of games and everything else. And it's just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that, if that's what I want. Right. Like, I don't know. As, yeah, I, if, if I, I, know, I agree with you, Steele. And I think, I think it's, I think it's a combination of stuff. Um, I, I think again, Sony, again, I'd love to see that back to back kind of, or one day Xbox, one day Sony, uh, you know, even Nintendo in there. Or one really weekend, showing next it off. weekend, whatever. Right, right, right. All, all showing it off in a relatively short period. I, I just think it's a change to overall in in society grubs talked about this yeah, why he huh. thinks e3 is done because people the, companies have finally figured out and the pandemic kind of moved this along companies figured out that they don't have to pay money to somebody else to showcase their stuff now in this digital age i mean right? no they you don't, don't have to pay money but right. that doesn't mean you can't compete still. no no <laughs> but i know but getting but getting those and i Right, that'd That's be great. It'd be fantastic if Keeley could go to. I mean, Phil would be down, right? Xbox, we know would be down. They they would love it. Phil loves E3, right? The, he he was yeah. one of the last ones supporting them, right? So the ESA, right? He he was. Look, 
Phil would be down, but I, I hope somebody like Keeley could convince them to get together. Like at one of, you know, at summer's games fest, if he's going to take over kind of the E3 spot, get them all back together again. Like right. we're going to need somebody like that, that has influence that could convince, you know, Jim Ryan that he needs to show up. That's going to be a good idea for him to show up and show it alongside Xbox and Nintendo. But yeah, Steel, I want the same thing, man, because those days were fantastic. It was always that back and forth. Again, that's, all you got to do it. is go back to Xbox One generation. Sony watched Xbox go first, watched Donnie D completely drop the ball, fall down, and scrape up his entire face on stage, and instantly the, that same day rewrite exactly what they were going to say for their showcase the next day and completely turned around the PS4 generation into their favor, right? That's what competition does. That's the chess moves that's, that we always talk about. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That, that, again, I mean, again, I mean, at the end of the day, I can't force them to go earlier if they want to wait till whenever to so, supply whatever news and great, but it's just, again, like I'm a fan of true competition, right? Like I really wanted to, if you, if you want to say that word, let's have it fair across the board, not just whenever you feel like, like, I, I just don't get that. That completely removes the point. You just have two different companies. You might as well just be Netflix, Hulu, and Disney. That it's like, no, they're not in dirt. Like they're in competition with each other, but it's not like it means anything. It's like, it's not like Disney's looking at Netflix like, "Ooh, what are you releasing next week?" No, because it's 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 TV. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard for that. Now, of course, they're competing for your dollars, but that's different um, with with what they have within their uh, ecosystems. But it's just, uh, I agree, so brother. much better. But I agree. Uh, anyway, slight tangent, but um, man. Don't know how much. Uh, I don't think there's much more to get into other than that. I feel like we touched on a little bit of everything right there uh, in that last conversation. Tie, just tying multiple things in um, from Sony to Ubi to the showcase. And there's just a lot of passionate conversation. Again, the chat has been on fire too. Um, 108 Dragon said he didn't know that Blood Hunt released on <laughs> PS5 yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, 108, man. And it's cross play with PC, man. So if you're ever on there, uh, you want to run it. I know, I know you're, so you're saying you're always looking for somebody to play with. You let me know, unless I'm playing like... Shout out to Lemon. Unless Shout I'm out to all your bro. great PAX coverage as well, brother. You fact. and the Iron Loads. Absolutely co- co- hey. killing it out there. I had your coverage on. I was listening to it during work all this week. You guys had some amazing interviews. Just yeah. awesome, awesome stuff, man. Yeah, PSA. If you guys missed the coverage for PAX, please yeah. check out your community's finest. Iron Lords Podcast and 108 Dragons TV. They got down with the nitty gritty, excellent conversation with some with some of these devs. Got you a taste on some of the games that are coming out to be released. Um, look, man, PAX is another great time. It's another one of those that I definitely want to be able to go to at some point. Um, I want to be able to pick an event and we'll just go to that event and see how that ends up being. Um, I don't no. know. There's another one at the end of the towards the end of the year that I feel like is the bigger one. I think that's it might be XO, but and then while you're doing that as well, go watch CIS Community Indie Showcase 2022 over on Wandering Dutch's channel. If you have not watched that incredible piece of art that he put together with Thanks. all the indie games, over 100 indie games shown, current indie games and future indie games, and with some of us members of this community, 
again, go check out Wandering Dutch's channel and please watch CIS 2022. It was absolutely ridiculously good. Yes. Again, there can never be enough viewers on that. There was legit people in the chat saying, this is how you put a showcase together. Twitch should come to Wandering Dutch and partner up with him to put their showcases for indie 100%. games together. Because guess what? People like to see gameplay. Yes. They like they like music hitting right. They like all the cool stuff that comes along with showing off games, except for all the nonsense in between. And that's right. exactly what the Dutch did. Talk about great pacing. So go over there and check out Wandering Dutch's channel and go check out CIS 2022 for sure. So. Yeah, one, 100%. It's, again, it's another one of those bench. If you're unsure about indie games, if you want to see what's coming out this year um, and possibly 2023, definitely check out CIS 2022. Again, on the midweek mix-up um, page on YouTube. So definitely check that out. Um, with that... <laughs> I think we'll go ahead and uh, start winding it down, man. Again, a um, little bit before one from me personally. I think it'd be a perfect, perfect opportunity. Um, and 108 says, thanks, brothers. And E3 is coming back. Phil wants it. And the board said it's coming back. And I'll be covering that live like I always do. Facts. Awesome show, guys. <laughs> More packs info next week. Hey, shout out to you again. Uh, much love and appreciate it. Always loving. Always. Um, now, with that. I guess that means it's time to get into this day in gaming where we oh, go back. Real quick, Steel. Oh, real quick. Before, oh, real quick. What real is quick. What is no, it? real quick. No, no okay. real quick. We what just got to touch on this for the people. We got to okay. touch on this for the people. Just real what, quick. What was it? We'll, we'll wait and see what comes of this uh, in the next weeks. I'm sure okay. we'll be talking about it. But we do, we do have to hop to speculation town a little okay. bit here real quick on the, w, I like it. on the wb okay just right. real quick true so on the wb look this is a big topic you guys know acquisition season was kicking off in full force before the activision blizzard deal we had talked on multiple shows about right. what xbox was going to do next we know last year um i get all my years com oh, 2020 years 2020 into 2021 there was rumors that wb was shopping um, there was bids being taken. We know Microsoft was involved. We know those bids were all turned down. Right. AT&T did not know what they were going to do with that. They 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 had to get rid of debt load. That was a big part of it. They decided right. to do this whole kind of like mutual separation and gave WB Gaming to Discovery, okay? And mm -hmm. made made the, the gaming division of Discovery its own entity, okay? Right. For a lot of different reasons. Some people at the time, a lot of it was the debt load, um, but a lot of people speculated at the time it was also to make it more attractive to buyers because well, obviously before it was wrapped up in a lot of other things underneath there. Right. And then it started coming out. Well, no, Discovery's happy that, you know, we're going to reform WB. We're going to get all this figured out as far as the gaming divisions goes. No, we're headed full steam ahead, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Right. We know this full story. So all the rumors kind of disappeared, but there were still some people out there and ourselves included. We always speculated this could come back around again. Uh, Mavid put out tweets about it as well, right. especially after this last, um, what did they, they had a press conference, basically. Uh, I don't know if it was a financial deal or not. I can't remember where the discovery basically came out and talked about the future plans for WBDC, et cetera. Well, throughout that entire talk, they really didn't say anything about the gaming divisions, like at all at right. all and so it kind of raised some red flags that hey maybe this is not in the future for discovery that they don't necessarily want to hold on to these gaming 
companies. Well, anyways, uh, yesterday it was Imran Khan, uh, who is well known in the industry. He's been a journalist around in the industry. I forget where he's working at now. I should probably look it up to give him full credit. Right. But Imran Khan uh, has been around. He's got he's got a lot of things. Uh, he knows a lot of things. He doesn't come out with rumors. Uh, he's one of those guys that is very selective in what he shares, and he likes to write articles. Uh, so it was kind of interesting because he actually put out a tweet yesterday talking about what he is hearing in the industry right now. Okay. And uh, what he's hearing right now behind the scenes is that WB, the gaming developers, Rocksteady, Nether Realms, uh, Monolith, um, um, what's the other one? I always say Telltale, but it's not Telltale. It is, uh, what's TT? TT Games. I'll just call it TT Games. Yeah. yeah, I've got... Traveler Tales. Traveler Tales. Yeah, I just call them TT. Yeah, TT. Traveler Tales. Anyways, uh, the Who Do the Legos. Uh, all okay. those are back on the block again. And he said he didn't have enough to go on to write an article, but he thought he'd put it out there into Twitter spaces as information. Well, he knows well enough what happens when you put it out into Twitter. It don't matter if you write an article or not. Articles are going right. to be written about it. Okay. Right. So anyways, he put this out there that they're back on the market. That's what he's hearing. And he also listed off the companies involved. Mm-hmm. Sony, Microsoft, yep. Tencent, right? All the big players are involved in these talks. Suppose, again, this is what he's hearing. So this brings it back up, Steele. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say my piece again. We won't, we don't have to deep dive this. We've deep dived WB plenty of times on here. Why it would be good, but I'm going to say my piece and I'll let you go and give me your thoughts on this. Number one, Phil, if you are listening, this is it. Just like Activision is a once in a lifetime opportunity. You are now getting a second once in a lifetime opportunity. If, if you, and we've talked about this, speculated about, I'm in the firm belief, Steele, you are in the firm belief, the entertainment industry as a whole is consolidating. This is going to be more and more prevalent as we go forward for the next five to 10 years. Yeah. It's not just about, hey, I've got movies. Hey, I've got TV. Hey, I've got books. Hey, I've got video games. The industry as a whole is consolidating now that the video game industry has taken the number one lead. Everybody is looking over at what other people can offer them in terms of content. And it's not just dictated by that one thing you do. Everybody's moving into new spaces. Netflix has opened up a gaming division. Okay. This is what's going to continue to happen. Bill, this is your second once in a lifetime opportunity. I do not. Look, I understand why you guys are being quiet. Activision Blizzard is important. You don't want to rock the boat. Each case, each purchase, each acquisition has to be taken individually by the FTC and the DOJ. Human nature is what it is. Of course, they will look at any other deals you do side-eye. And they will take that into consideration. You do not pass up the deal. If you can go buy all of WB, yeah. I don't care if it puts the Activision Blizzard deal in danger, which it shouldn't. <laughs> According to law, you might have to go fight in court. Right. You go do this deal on top of it, if you can, if you can wait, if this is just a feeling out period and you think you got enough time to close the Activision Blizzard deal first, cool. I'm right. cool with that. But if not, if there's, if 10 cents walking in there, if Amazon is lurking in the background, if Apple so happens to be 
feeling around trying to see if they are interested. Right. You go do this deal and you go pay WB over and above, but you go grab all of it. You grab DC, you grab HBO plus you grab all those movie studios. You mm. grab all the TV studios. You grab the kit and caboodle and you lay everything, all chips in at this point in the table and let the cards fall where they will. But you don't pass up this opportunity if the future of Microsoft and Xbox is in subscription services. And you understand, and I know you guys all do, mm-hmm. that the future is offering as much content and varied content as possible in that subscription service. You go cut this deal and you make it happen. And again, you let the cards fall where they will. If you got to go to court and battle over this stuff, that's fine. WB buying it in whole is actually even less of a problem than the Activision Blizzard deal is. And I'll tell you why. Sony has movie studios. Sony has TV studios. Sony already has entertainment. They have all the anime on lockdown right now. Yes. Currently, the W. The WB gaming division is small compared to their TVs and movie section. What you would be buying and what would be looked at the majority of would be the movies and TV side of things. And we just saw Disney buy Fox last year and it was allowed to go through. You will have no problem here. There's no law. There's nothing against you guys going making acquisitions. And I know I'm speaking as if I'm talking to Phil. I'm not. He knows all this. Go cut this deal, make it happen and buy it. All right, look, if you guys aren't looking towards that, if that's not your future is in a totally diverse subscription service, which I think would be kind of crazy if, we, if we're if we looking at where everything is going right now. Netflix is, look, you got to look there. But again, if you guys don't see that and you're saying, nope, we're focused on gaming, that's it, that's all we're going to do, cool. Go get these studios. Make a separate deal for each one so they're not very big. You'll, you, you may get scrutinized a little bit by FTC, but chances are they're going to let those individual deals go through because I think that Discovery is going to break these studios off one by one, piece by piece, and get the best value for them. Go make the deals for the studios you want. Go get NetherRealm number one, NetherRealm and the Mortal Kombat license. If you can cut an exclusive licensing deal for all the DC content for, say, 15, 20 years, do that. Cut that gaming license contract. That's fine. Go get Rocksteady. If you can pull off Monolith, cool. TT, I could see, I just don't know if they can do anything outside of Lego, but if you want to bring them over and try, you know, doing a Mega Blocks Halo as Jasper brought up, cool, do it. Bring them in. But go buy these studios or buy a couple of these studios. NetherRealm Rocksteady, number one, number two. Love to have Monolith and that Nemesis system patent. I would love them as well. I think Rocksteady is talented enough without any licensing that they could make a great game. And and why I bring this up is that poll that Windows Central brought out. If the Activision Blizzard deal does go through, prototype underneath Rocksteady could be an undervalued proposition. Yes, people can talk about, oh, it's not, it's it, prototypes nowhere near a DC or a Marvel character. You're absolutely correct, 100%. Yeah. But under Rocksteady, if they took potential. that and re-envisioned prototype. It has high potential. Who knows what you have out of it, okay? So again, go get Rocksteady, go get NetherRealm, of course. NetherRealm, get that Mortal Kombat license, secure it. You got your fighter. Sony's locking up all the other Most fighters. Yeah, exactly. So get it, get it and be done with it. But again, do not pass up this opportunity. Again, even if it risks certain things, 
This is the time. All in. Like Satya said, he's all in. Be all in. Go for the gusto. Make this happen. Do what you got to do. Fight it in court. Steel, go ahead, brother. No, I mean, I'm kind of along those same lines. Again, in the conversation with me thinking about it, again, it shouldn't be a problem for them to have to do this. And it's not like it's going to be way outside of the realm of possibility or it's not even the same type of money that it would be for Activision to get into this deal. We're talking about maybe twice the money of what they spent for ZeniMax. Yeah, somewhere maybe closer to 20. Yeah, if you're talking about the whole kit and caboodle. I'm talking could, about everything. It probably would push 20s. You probably yeah, push 20s. Even yeah. 20. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. look, what are we talking about at this point? Like, that's that's like a, almost a, a, what, a quarter at that point of what you just spent for an additional yeah. what? So then at that point, you spent almost $100 billion, what you typically would, you, would keep on hand or whatever the case might be. And then that locks in your return on investment. You got all you got all the WP and then Activision with it, with all the devs included. I'm talking about, and that's giving plenty of money to make sure everything is taken care of. Who else would be able to do that and continue to let everything thrive with the extended potential of? That's like that's a Disney move at that point. Well, we've talked about this deal, right? The movies right. and entertainment side of things. You got in-house TV and movie studios to make Halo game or to make Halo content, to now make Gears questions. of War content, no and just put it out on your own streaming service and HBO Plus. Like legit, you were yeah. you're set. You're set for the future. What one hundred percent? That's it. That is hundred percent a Disney move. Yeah. yeah. I, it, nobody, but nobody's questioning Disney. Like that is what's so funny to me. Like I know people say, "Oh, all in other spaces, people don't question their buys." You don't question your buys, and you are, but you have all these questions for gaming, but you didn't have it for anything else. And Disney's a bigger problem. Because Disney doesn't mind taking content that you have before and editing it down so it looks completely different than what you what you watched initially. Editing your content, censoring your content. Okay, we were we were way off steel. So the, let me put this. Let me just put this out there. Oh, put it, it in is, perspective. It, now that Warner Brothers is with Discovery, their market cap is forty four billion. So you'd probably have to pay fifty. You probably have to. Pay, well, you probably have to pay more. You probably have to pay sixty. You think so? so it, just because it's with because because it's with Discovery now. Yeah. Well, I mean, well their market been... their market cap dictates right. And again, I mean, that's it would be big. Yeah. So it would be sixty billion. I, okay. I, when I said twenty, that I was like, "Oh wait, am I way off? Yeah, I'm way off." So was, was that? The, I feel like that was the old, the, the older number before the. For that it, probably the older number, but now they're with Discovery. Their market cap is 44.05 billion to be exact. See, but that so. is that with Discovery though. Like, is that Discovery included? Yeah, as it's far Discovery as included. They're all oh, combined. Well, well you're I mean, right. at, that, if, at that point, then I mean, Discovery isn't selling a Discovery. <laughs> you know what true, I'm saying? They're true. trying to break it off. Which True. is still well, I mean, because even even if you were trying to buy the whole, just, Kaboom, just buy the whole that's thing, not, just that's buy the not, whole thing. Buy Discovery. They're not selling the whole thing. That's the thing, though. They're selling yeah. it. They're selling it piecemeal. No. So buy the whole, big enough big enough offer. They're underneath the. Umbrella. I mean, yeah. If you if you give a big enough offer, but if you want again, Disney being, I mean, Discovery being in business. God damn, we are it, getting bodied. Yeah, they ah. they they're coming through today, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah you got we're those, popular. We are popular, folks. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. But um, even at that point, 
even if you piecemeal it, because again, $20 billion, $40 yeah. billion, whatever the case might be, because Discovery's not coming with it. That's going to be its own thing. Now, if Microsoft, if they did that, that's okay. We're talking a completely different thing. We might have a different conversation there. But even then, I don't think that even with that type of deal, that it would put them at number two. Because you would still need to see what the return is on that. Right? Yeah. There's not enough product that's been put out yet. Um, the market is still way bigger than that. Again, like that's what's crazy to me when people get in those types of conversations. Because you yeah. if you start having that, you gotta start talking about Tencent. You gotta start talking about um why is the other one escaping me right now? Help me out, Pong. Um, Embracer. Embracer, yeah. You, you got to start, because they have more under their umbrella than Sony and Microsoft combined. But separately, they have more than both combined. Revenue so it's is like, number one, so. And it's, so it's like, there's just a bigger conversation to be had if we're going to be very, if we're going to be honest with it. Yeah. But if we're just, again, like we do, speculating. Speculate, just have fun. We we speculate that way because that possibility is very high. Yeah. Especially once you spend $70, $70 billion on gaming on in a division that you didn't necessarily take seriously until within the last five years. That kind of speaks definitions on what else could be possible. Because, I mean, $7 billion seemed like a lot. Until so we got 10 times that. So it's like anything in between, that's easy money. Yeah. So, I mean, so that's why we have these conversations. Again, when you see these com- um, discoveries, seeing that they're trying to piecemeal everything um, and get rid of it because they don't know what to necessarily do with it. Uh, I think it does open up a whole other avenue of potential. Now, it's it's just hard to say, man. I mean, because again, it is. tomorrow could be Bizarro Day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Microsoft could double down and say, "Look, man, we're we're really not playing, and we'll take this shit to court if you really think that it's that serious to y'all." But yeah. I I do think on a business side of things, also is that you don't want to spend more money because you're still taking a risk at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yes, you believe in your product, but and your product is working and it's actually moving quicker than you anticipated, like we've heard time and time again from Phil himself about Game Pass, but you're still playing a very fine line on which way the industry can end up going. I do think it's going to sway towards that side, but, and again, getting every investors on board, getting everything else involved, and having other investors, like outside investors, and not just Microsoft, there's also outside influence too on where that could potentially go. It's, it, it, that's, that's what makes this hard, like, that's what makes this a hard conversation. And I understand people get frustrated with it. Oh, acquisitions, but it's part of the game, man. Like, yep. And again, when you've seen more money than has ever been spent, you kind of start throwing your hands up and saying, damn, man, well, I have to talk about that because Y'all complain. I mean, people complain about things that are missing. And then when there's somebody that could really fit that last puzzle piece that you say is missing, drops in and it's a once in a lifetime opportunity, like Paul said. 
it's 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 a missed opportunity not to talk about it so uh, it, yeah. it gets me excited just thinking about that happening because again again batman spider-man if we imagine the kind of like commercials we could get off of that Oh hell yeah! It, it, it'll I mean, take so it back much. to the, it'll be it'll take it back to back in the day between like the Crash and the Mario's or Sonic and the Mario's or, mm-hmm. or it, it would take it right back to that and it would peak it'd be peak because then you boom DC Marvel competition right there and I'm not even a DC fan but like that would build it up. Uh, there, oh, and if they so could turn DC things. movies so around many. again, if they turned the DC around the movies like they're talking about, brought the right people in, all you of a sudden the, you, you got you got, got that whole competition. Got the yeah. multi-universe thing happening right now with yeah. Marvel. We could finally get the DC cross yeah. Marvel thing that we've always yeah. wanted. Batman versus Iron yep. Man. Like we could get all of that. Like that would that really would open it up. But I, I don't know, man. Uh, we're I, I daydreaming. Really, we're daydreaming. We're, you know, daydreaming. Again, it, we're daydreaming. It's just it's just interesting because again, of where the industry is shifting and the entertainment world is shifting steel. And we've talked about this before about all of the things that possibly could happen. And if you crystal ball this and you look down the road, eventually I do see Microsoft jumping into entertainment as a whole and having that same kind of ability to produce content that Sony currently does with their, with their movie studios and stuff. And just, it makes too much sense. You're in control of all of your IPs and then some, and you don't have to depend upon other people to make content for your IPs like they currently do with movies yeah. and TV, right? We see with the new Halo series, they would be in control of that. And you're not sharing money with anybody. It's all in-house. Like you put it out again on a streaming that's service it. like HBO Plus that you own. That's like one of the biggest streaming services out there. You, It's you. It's all you. It's all you. You paid everybody, but you're getting all the revenue back. It's, it's the perfect way to insulate yourself from whatever happens elsewhere. It's it it just makes too much sense. That's why we talk about this stuff, <laughs> folks. Because like Steele said, it's fun. Uh, you know, Mav yeah. was backing us up here. Mav's been deep on this too, right. uh, as far as this goes, and in backing us up with what what's going to happen. Um, so it is it is just fun to talk about because again, this industry for it is having its biggest growth spurt in the history. Right. And entertainment as a whole is just changing how we consume it, how we decide what we're going to spend our time doing has changed dramatically over the past five years, for sure. And it's been accelerated over the past, you know, two, three years because of the pandemic. It's just different world now. And it's fun to try to guess what these huge companies are going to do. That's that's all there is to it. And for whoever said that uh, Disney was going to uh, jump on WB, look, if the FTC allows Disney to buy WB after and, acquiring and Fox, we're not talking we got, about that. We got a big we, conversation. We, that's a biggest. That would be the biggest monopoly. That is a monopoly or monopoly out there. That's if a that monopoly, happened. bro. That would be ridiculous. Uh, th- yeah, that is no. absolutely a monopoly. I don't want that to happen. No. <laughs> Oh my God! You so you want to talk about somebody disnifying something? DC would not be what it ever would. It would not be anything, bro. They would control Major, <laughs> control Lord of the Rings. They would control some of the biggest franchises out there. Oh like no, God. yeah, no. no. Let's, let's not let's no. not do that. That's not. No. That's no, plus not the move to at all. wipe out one of their main competitors in HBO Plus to Disney. Like they would have them, but. Nope. Hey, what's well, okay? No, that is excited. But side yeah. note, split difference. Shout That's to you, right. my guy. Um, Happy he said, the little one. My baby is five years old today, man. Give my Stella a birthday shout out from Living Split Screen. And look, Splin, 
You know I gotta give yo Stella happy birthday. Hopefully it is amazing and one to remember. And uh, hopefully your father's doing you right. Nah. <laughs> happy birthday, Stella, to you nice. uh, from Living Split Screen. Uh, your dad is a big supporter, and it's awesome to see him here. But absolutely enjoy your day, Splen, uh, with the family and with Stella. And man, shouts out! I mean, that's that's huge, man. I miss those days. I miss 100%. all of those days, man, for sure. Enjoy Mem- it. Memories to hold for sure. With that said, ladies and gentlemen, um, that was actually a perfect way to top off today's living split screen with that WB conversation again. Um, it just builds that excite that excitement back up, that energy, that passion um for the future, man, because there's so many different things, um, there's so many different ways that this can go. Um it, it just boggles my mind and we can have so many different conversations and take it so many different directions um as we always do uh, it's it's like we can't help it even when we're just gaming it's random ideas pop up and we start getting into conversation about it um and then we go a whole different direction for and end up getting killed because we're not even paying attention no more um like it's happened multiple times but uh, <laughs> with that being said ladies and gentlemen that is very true it is time to get into our this day in gaming segment where we give you 30 plus years of gaming history or as pong likes to say and others the make me feel old segment but again i don't even have to say it anymore you just include it now i just include it i got to um now look I don't want you guys to feel old. I just I think it's important for us to look back at the history of gaming. At, uh, gaming is an art; should be treated as such, one hundred percent. People dedicate years of their lives bringing this art to life. Again, I, it's like um, it's like real life paintings, right? That's exactly what they are. They're the Michelangelo's, the Picasso's of our day, and they should be treated as such. So, let's get into it with our this day in gaming segment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start go. I'm gonna start coming up with a um Yeah, you gotta come up with like a little with thing. A, like a yeah, sound bite yeah, or something. A little sound something. I'm gonna, yeah, gotta, we gotta get a sound board. I'm a, I mean, yeah, I'm a, yeah, we gotta get us a, a sound board. I think that's gonna be the next investment. Shout out to Fonz, one of the best soundboards ever of all time. Yeah, I just don't wanna be I don't wanna be corny with my sound. Yeah, uh, let's be corny. I love it, man. It's so funny. I don't know. I guess it just depends. I guess I, it depends what kind of sounds we can get. <laughs> it was so funny when he recorded. Oh God! All right, shout out to RDX and that crew. It was funny last uh, last Monday when he uh, recorded Tim instantaneously after he had yelled at him, and he's oh, like, "Come yeah. on, Fonz!" and he had it on the soundboard, yeah, like right there. Funny. Oh this God! Was funny. Uh, anyways, go All ahead. Right. Do your feel. Do your feel. Feel your feel old section. Let's go. Well, you're you're definitely gonna feel that way today. Um, <laughs> going back to 1995. Um, on this day on April 30th. So on PC um, on 95, they released Full Throttle and The Ultimate Doom. I, f- I feel like I remember playing The Ultimate Doom. That's funny. Uh, then in 96, um, PC released Warcraft 2 Beyond the Dark Portal. You're in shout out to Warcraft. Been around a long yeah, time, ladies course. and gentlemen. Uh, 98, Nintendo 64. Yo, one of the greatest IPs. I just felt like... <laughs> It's been yeah. misused, and I, this could this should have been one of the greatest party games ever. Um, if yeah. it would have evolved it, correctly, it was because it was back in the day for me. It was um, to sitting down with family and finessing them in a Bomberman game, 
there's oh man when you got somebody uh, stuck in one of those dead ends bro. oh my god man just sit there and watch it. Yep. oh god it was there's no there's no better for the bomber man has some of the best i have some of the yeah. best memories of bomber man yeah oh uh, i love seeing that so 98 nintendo 64 released bomber man hero in japan um the nintendo 64 released forsaken 64 it sounds familiar yeah. i don't think i played that um, PC released Might and Magic 4, no, 6, excuse me, The Mandate of Heaven. Oh, man, oh, man. Bring Heard back my, Might and Magic in corridor style, old RPG, man. I talked about it, man. Might and Magic 2, man. I don't know how many hours I put in it as a kid. Brother, Might and Magic is classic. I love Might and Magic. Bring it back. 100%, 100%. Um, let's see. 99 uh, PC releases Alien vs. Predator. Predator. Ah, shout go. out to Alien versus Predator. I put a tweet out, Steel, about this because uh, I forget who it is. Oh, the dude who does all the amazing clips. Um, uh, he does all the clips for, he clips himself um, doing all the crazy stuff in like Elden Ring and stuff where he just like walks up to bosses and casually oh, dies. Yeah. Ah, God, I forget his name. Anyways, he put out a clip on Twitter uh, from uh, Alien Isolation. Oh, with. Man. Hey, he put out a clip as one of the aliens come out of the vents in that game. Mm-hmm. And brother, the detail, the attention to detail in the movement and the alien itself as it's coming out of that vent, you'd swear in slow motion it came from one of the movies as you watch it. That's how good it is. And I put up a tweet and said, somebody out there, use this attention to detail and give me an aliens versus predator. You will have an instant hit on your hands. Just give me current gen aliens versus predator with that attention to detail man what a great game aliens versus predator shout out to it on jaguar always will be a classic on jaguar man 100 uh nintendo 64 uh released fighting force 64 and then uh, one of my personal favorites pokemon stadium hey it's one of the greatest pokemon games that exist um again um i know they have a more recent pokemon I think it's called Doken X or something like that. I've actually was interested in trying that. I think I'm a hmm. Gives me an idea. Don't don't, don't tell nobody. Um, ninety nine PlayStation released Shadow Madness. Sounds familiar. Um, any, uh, anyway, um, Game Boy Color. Uh, it sounds familiar, <laughs> but uh, then in ninety nine also Game Boy Color released Super Mario Brothers Deluxe. Shout out to that. Hmm. And then in 2000, yep. Nintendo 64 released Excite Bike 64. That was a fun game. Excite Bike back on the original NES. That was, that was cool. Making your own tracks on. back in the day before that was like ever a thing. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then 2004 on the Game Boy Advance, we got Shining Force Resurrection of the Dark Dragon. Shining Force. Classic, classic IP should have been one of the rpgs that carried over into current gen it should have been one of the ones they've done things with it but it's not what it used to be it should look shining force 2 just launched by the way i saw as part of the sega collection on nintendo's um subscription service (laughs) um shining force 2 one of the my favorite games of all time shout out to eternal darkness which was the original name as it started as played that those games to death on my sega genesis absolutely incredible series it should have lasted the test it should have it should have made it through all this time and it didn't so they took it in the wrong direction so 
Anyway. Uh, as it goes, unfortunately. Yep. Seems yep. like. Then in 2009, PSP released uh, Toradora Portable in Japan. I do know I, I know a lot of people that I that I like Toradora. Um, then in 2012, PC released Sniper Elite V2. Sniper Elite underrated been, series. Oh. Just I wish they would have made them in 60 frames, and we'd be all good. True. Yep. Uh, then in 2013, PlayStation 3 released Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Then in 2014, Xbox One released Child of Light. 2019, PlayStation 4 released the Bell Seal Arbiter's Mark. And again, I'll go back to Sniper Elite real quick. Okay. When I say 60 frames, you know, again, Sniper Elite 4 is now 60 frames. They did do, I'm talking about the older stuff with Sniper yeah. Elite. Uh, I wish they'd go back. Again, Rebellion is one of those underrated developers. They're actually high on my list now for Xbox acquiring after we get done with the Activision as a single developer. I think it would work. They, they really are top notch in their games. Their games come out polished, but Sniper Elite is just such a fantastic series. I'd love to go back and play the older ones on 60 frames. Go play Sniper Elite 4 right now. Man, I'm having so fun. I forgot to say that in my intro. I went back to Sniper Elite 4 too, and I've been playing that because Sniper Elite 5 is coming out, having a really great time. Talk about the perfect uh, stealth, along with sniping kind of mixed gameplay you can play it any way you want to you can go full gun if you want to run and gun but man i need to try that shit out it's really good man and it looks gorgeous even though it's a last gen uh game it Mm -hmm. looks like it could have come out this year not as a triple a but as a double a developer like rebellion dude they're top notch they really are it's it's really fantastic love those games 100 percent um then in 2020, Nintendo Switch released Nosia, or Good Nosia, depending on how you want to say it, in Japan. And then PC released Royal Alchemist. And then on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, we got Streets of Rage 4. I still haven't had a chance to play that game. Um, and then in 2021, uh, Nintendo Switch released uh, new Pokemon Snap, and then PlayStation 5 released Returnal. Man, we're already boy. a year. I, I know, I know. Hey, shout out to Fat Boy Horror. Fat Boy, uh, yeah, I was just going to text you back. But anyways, hey, listen, you're right. Did I say eternal darkness? Yeah. I Okay, yeah, no, shining in the darkness is what I meant to say, folks. Yeah, again, the old brain doesn't always work. Sorry if I said it, eternal. Thank you for correcting me, Fat Boy. Yes, it was shining in the darkness. Yeah, he was about Thank to get you. on your ass for that. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you should because eternal darkness is obviously a game too, a famous right. Nintendo game awesome game uh but again shining in the darkness was the original my fault <laughs> that's funny all right well ladies and gentlemen that was your this day in gaming segment also this was episode 54 of the living split screen morning show and i want to thank you all for joining us this fantastic morning going into the afternoon again um it is more than appreciated that you guys have come in on a week-to-week basis um i believe last week uh, we hit another 300 views again it seems like to be we're getting those consistent uh, views on a week-to-week basis so we're definitely building which is an amazing thing to me that the views are kind of up there excuse me um that the views are kind of up there with the sub count again it's kind of what we're going for, man. Uh, we want people who enjoy the content to watch the content whenever you can watch the content. Look, you don't have to tell me, sorry, you didn't catch the show. But I do want you to tell me what you enjoyed about the most recent show. 
if you want to talk about the show with me. Because again, I'm not here to be fake with nobody. Nobody has to be fake with me. Um, I understand that we all can't watch each other's content all the time. Again, I'm me and Pong. Oh, biggest examples. Um, things have changed and I can't, we can't listen and be in chats and, and everything like we used to be. But it doesn't mean that we're not lurking. It doesn't mean we're not paying attention. It doesn't mean that we're not listening, right? So it's just something that I just feel like that is something else just to keep in mind. Um, other than that, Again, much love and much praises. And again, be on the lookout for episode 55 of Living Split Screen. We're in season two, getting it in. Second year doing this. The summer is heating up, coming out of spring. And man, it just looks like next month is going to be nothing but nothing but excitement because there's no direct general direction that things can go. I feel like in previous years, it was kind of... You could kind of pinpoint it, right? It can be like, I, I'm expecting to get this. And as long as I get that, I'm good. Now it's like, I really don't know which way this is going to go. What am I going to spend money on? What am I going to save money on? What's coming in the game pass? What's coming in, in this subscription? Is this other subscription going to even be worth it to me? Are subscriptions the future? More of these questions will be answered as we move forward. But you can find me, Steel Rain. I, Steel Rain, I, the T is a seven any platform if it has a search bar you will find me i've tested it try it out if you want to hit me up in a message definitely do that if you want a game let me know um i can i'll be really honest with you too look you can send me a party invite all you want you can send me game advice all you want if i'm not available i'm not available um if i'm gaming keep it to myself it is what it is, but there's always a way uh, to get in contact with me. I'm always open to messages. I'll always hit you back. Not one of these guys that'll be like, oh, I'm too cool to message you guys back. Now, nah. um, but yeah, other than that, keep it gaming, man. Y'all keep it live, raw, and uncut, and hopefully y'all have a fantastic rest of your week. Stay godly. Paul, yes, that any gentleman himself, lead the people to victory. Let them know where they can find you, and again, Another fantastic episode with live, of Living Split Screen with you, my guy. Hey, uh, look, Steel, brother, this has been a great episode. Again, Saturday mornings are just special. Uh, running into Saturday afternoons as it is right now, it is fantastic. I knew this was going to be a big episode. Uh, we didn't even get to everything. The news is firing up, sir. Uh, this is the fun time. This is why we got into this industry is for these times. And Steel and I, obviously have a great time talking about it. And we absolutely appreciate every single person that stops by, even if you're not here for our extended shows, we appreciate you guys because you are here because you like what we are putting out about this great time and you contribute to the show. Steele and I never want to lose that, right? We might one day, if we are lucky, if the grind is real, get to a point where our chat is flying by like an RDX or whatever the case may be. And we got over a thousand people or the Xbox two shout out to Jez and Rand over there. 100%. But you know what? We're still going to interact with the chat. I never want to lose that. So you guys coming in here and contributing, we can't touch on everything everybody says in there, but it's fantastic when you guys are talking to us as if you are on the show right now, that's what makes this special. That's why Steele and I made that as one of our directives when we created the show that we pillar. were going to engage with the chat, a pillar, absolutely 100%, <laughs> because we want that interaction. So thank you all for being here today. This was an awesome, awesome episode 54. 
show two of season two. Gotta love it, man. Uh, this is the best time to be around doing this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Pong Soul, Xbox, Twitter, uh, approaching 2,600 people already on Twitter. It's absolutely inc- insane. So please keep spreading the word and helping us out. Follow us. We'll always keep you up to date with what we got going on and then spread it out if you can, right? Just click that button and retweet it out. Don't need some big special deal with it, but it does help us here find new people that may, may just enjoy what we do here. So thank you for all for doing that. Obviously tonight is the shop podcast, PTK Blam's channel. It's going to be a big show. Um, I don't even think we have a guest tonight, which is uh, abnormal for PTK, but we've got so much to talk about that PTK fuzzy and myself, we're going to have a good conversation to end your Saturday night. So please drop there 9 PM Eastern eight o'clock central time over on PTK Blam's channel. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to making a quick appearance. Uh, so again, season gaming episode 200, Ains Porsche Power on Twitter. Please check out season gaming's episode 200. Again, it's 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 Ains, it's Absolutely. Dan, it's now Ty Guy Travis, and of course oh. Hogue Law. That's right. They put on a th- just ridiculously good show. Before they went to this format, Ains used to have people on. He's had Steel on a couple times, I think, actually, Steel. Uh, I've been on there a few times, and so I'm going to drop in there for a quick 5-10 minute conversation sometimes between 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. And he's going to have people doing that all during that time. So go over there, give them a what's up, give them a thumbs up, a like, and just uh, tell them you appreciate what they do over at Season Gaming because that is all quality over there, folks, 100%. Tuesday, Xbox factor podcast not sure if i'm going to be there this week but that does not mean you don't check out mr boomstick double barrel gaming one of the best members of this community by far all good things green on tuesdays 12 p.m eastern 11 o'clock central time mav is there when he can be boxenberger vj and of course now n64 josh look it's a great great time on tuesday afternoon so go check out xbox factor podcast And then Thursdays, PM and the PM will be back again. Maybe this week will be full of news. Mav said his nose is still itching because he's now a full-fledged insider in this community. So who knows? Maybe something's going to pop up this week, and we're going to have another great show, PM and the PM, Fun Speculations Channel, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time, every Thursday night. Be there. It's going to be great. Xbox Ultimate, Fridays, back at it, Fun Speculations Channel, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time, it's craziness on Friday nights. We just have so many laughs and things go sideways and you can come by every Friday and hear how Lupa has somehow prepared something to try to get me going. Last night it was Starfield. She tried to get me going with Starfield because she is not impressed with Bethesda titles and she is not impressed with Todd (laughs) Howard. So she tried, she tried to get me going again last night. And then it wound up being Mav defending Todd Howard and Bethesda to Lupa instead of me, even though she was trying to get me going. It was a blast. It was fun. Uh, So yeah, Xbox ultimate Friday nights, 9 PM Eastern, eight o'clock central time. Otherwise it is the golden age of gaming people. Get out there and enjoy this time. And please, please remember everybody you interact with is a human on that other side of that screen. And please just keep it there. Just keep that back in the, you have the power to make somebody's day either good or bad. Just keep that in mind when you're interacting with people out here in the streets. And again, if somebody's coming at you block mute, move on, keep that energy out of your life. You don't need it. Love you all. 
play what you love, love what you play. And we'll talk to you all real soon. Have a great rest of your weekend, folks. Thanks for being here. Steel, living split screen out. Let's go. Hey, one more time. Much love, ladies and gentlemen. I do want to let you guys know if you guys are still here. I am going to start doing a little something different. Um, between my channel and Living Split Screen. Um, gameplay that you see on Living Split Screen. Um, previously, um, it, it's still going to depend. I'm still working on some things in the background. But I will be uploading the gameplay that you see here um, to YouTube. Just to have it, additional content there. Um, but just to also get... I know sometimes it's hard to see everything that's going on in our split screen format. So, so you guys can get the full breadth of the content the full depth of the content um i'm planning on releasing it on my channel and living split screens channel uh, just to have some additional content there because why not um, i think that'd be awesome because i can't go live all the time but i do record all the time and i think it'd be amazing to upload some of that stuff once i get my sound situation figured out but... and, and and to add to that steel what's up I, i'm working hard in the background folks mm. You might be seeing a Pong Soul channel pop up here sometime during the summer coming into fall time period. I might be out here. Steel and I might be doing some collabs. I'm working on getting an actual hardware that can handle making videos and doing all that fun stuff and streaming. So keep your eyes open for that. Again, Steel and I are working and uh, we got real life stuff. And we don't have all the time in the world, but we still are committed to this and doing it right and making something out of it bigger and bigger and bigger. So keep your eyes open folks. Things are going to get interesting. 100%. And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, thank you for enjoying episode 54. If you didn't let us know, hit the like button, share us out, write us in the comments. Uh, also all, all audio platforms, Google, Apple, uh, Slacker, uh, whichever one, wherever you get your RSS feed, check that out. We are there. Give us a little rating if you'd like. It definitely helps us out a lot. Other than that, hey, see y'all. Much love.